we see things like spell books and witches and zones of eternal evil and all kinds of demons in today's cartoons and we're discussing today with our special guest Phil Phillips and Phil I'd like to welcome hey, you to the program God here. bless you Phil comes from Texas and Phil has been doing a tremendous tremendous intensive study of the cartoons that children view today he's looked at the toys that they're buying in the toy stores at the comic books that they read and he's seen that they vicariously live their lives through these cartoon characters and toys have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. Living rooms, bedrooms, dinettes. Oh yeah, you can find them at the market. We talking about flea market, Montgomery. It's just like it's just like a mini mall. Oh yeah, come shop with us. I said flea market, Montgomery. back at you from the weird science studios placed high atop mount olympus and you know why that is jim why eric because i am olympus oh, i'm you? your i am i'm your boy with the toys eric shea and i'm jim warner and this is episode number 56 of weird out loud the official unofficial podcast of weird science dc comics you, you just stepped on my line took it son completely. of a bitch well hello it's eric. mine now hello. hello and welcome to the shit cast whatever they call it Shit show. Uh, shit show. We're recording on Saturday, January 30th, Eric, and it's already late. We're yapping. Hopefully, uh, now you're lighting up. You wait until right when we start. Uh, hopefully, we, this is actually recording this nope. time because, boy, that, that almost, it's still all week I almost cried just thinking about <laughs> it. But, yeah, uh, we are proud members of both the Comics Podcast Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. Proud. Network. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Weird D Weird Science DC and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Weird Science DC Comics, Eric. Yes. You could also go to our site, which is Weird Science DC Comics blog blogspot.com, which we already said. And also follow us on Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics.podbean.com, Eric. And that is what you call paying the bills there. Follow us everywhere. Paying the bills. Just follow us everywhere. And also. You should rate and review our podcast, and it doesn't have to be positive. We'd appreciate it if it I, were. I'd like if it was. I, I would, too. But, yeah, you could go to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get the podcast, and wherever it allows you to rate and review. I don't know. I don't know stuff like this. Stuff. But uh, we actually got two iTunes reviews this week, Eric. Excellent. And they were both positive. That's uh, what I like to hear. There was, uh, I would believe, I would pronounce it as Geneva18. And, right. and I, I don't know, would you say Geneva? That, uh, Geneva, Geneva 18, uh, right. said that the podcast was wacky fun and intellectual. <sighs> and I, I put my notes, I think they are, are, he or she is talking about Reggie and Ryan, because they're not talking about us, Eric. No, we fooled them all, a bunch of no suckers. No way. And <laughs> also a uh, person by the name of Wonderful Edition. I, I wish it was new edition. It was Bobby Brown. I know you wish. Freaking, I, uh, that Tresvant, I think, was one of the guys. And Tresvant. Bell Bib DeVoe, they were in there. Wonderful edition gave us five stars and said, Eric, that we are funny. Funny guys. <laughs> what, what am I, funny? 
<laughs> you think I'm funny? not even going to go, go into that. But, yeah, uh, how was your week? How was your week, Eric? I'm going to start this off like every goddamn podcast out there. We'll talk about it. Everybody thinks that, that fucking everything they do is the most important, funny thing ever. I say, nobody gives a shit what I did this week. I, I, re- I fucking reviewed comic books. Oh, you reviewed comics, did you? Yeah. Are you the CEO of this goddamn shit show? What's that, what's that stand for? I don't know. <laughs> Cock on... Everyone. Oh, I don't know. Where's the E? Oh, e. I, I messed it all up. Cock every on. Does that I make will. sense? I will cock every on. Chairman of the on board. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. You know what I did today? No. I witnessed one of the biggest zits being popped in my goddamn entire life. Eric. God damn it. My <laughs> son, Zach. God had the damn. biggest oh my goodness gracious this now, thing now hold on hold before you go moly. on the story the audience has to know you have a weird i don't know fetish kink I you got a weird thing it. about you where you oh love popping zips yes i do i do and uh me and my oldest son alex used to watch those youtube videos of people popping zits and i'm telling you it's one of those where like you watch a, a horror movie and while you're watching it, you you know you want to look, and then you get scared, but you still it's I that's five? that's me with I'm saying though the, the thrill you that you get is that's what I get from zit popping videos. <laughs> it is I hate uh, horror movies, but boy, you give me a good zit pop, and I'm in. And boy, this thing I I actually I thought Quado had come oh, to the Jesus house Christ. and joined up with Zach. It was so big. Actually, Zach he, had Quado on his face. He had said. Like, hey, I gotta pop this, whatever, and then I'm like, yeah, I've seen, I've seen it all, Eric. I was a zit face myself as a kid. And I was in the zit shit. It was almost like, just think of something. It was almost like winning the lottery. Somebody who loves popping zits and then had tons of zits. Boy, I won the the freaking pizza face lottery as a kid, and it it, it scarred <laughs> me for goddamn life. Uh, but yeah, he's like, I've got this big zit. Oh, oh, let me check it out. Holy moly! Like I'm telling you, I was not prepared. Well, have you not for that. seen your kid in days? What's no, going on? You, no, this thing. I don't know. Did it what grow happened. overnight? This thing brought luggage. It, it brought luggage. It, it showed in? up at night. Moved in, and it now uh, we get rent from it. We get eighty <laughs> bucks a week. Actually, no, we killed it because uh, my oldest son Alex. Lab. My oldest son Alex was here. We were trying to fix our goddamn fucking faucet in the bathroom. God damn, God damn faucet! And. Uh, <laughs> When Zach said that, I tried to pop it with just my fingers, and it, Zach, Zach, just a, my fingers. Zach's a bit of a baby. He didn't like that. He started screaming. And also, you're about to pop a zit, and the fun of it is just doing it. He's setting like a the fucking towel it. down, and he's let. Uh, it was it's like driving nuts. I watch. So I, uh, yeah, I started screaming at him. I was so brave. But then uh, Alex went and got an exacto knife. He heated it with a lighter. Until, like, I'm telling you, Cherry read this thing most and went, and it just barely touched this thing, and it exploded. Oh, my God. It was Christmas, my birthday, Christmas again, New Year's, and I don't know what. The first time I read sex, the first time I read sex three weeks ago. Oh, it was great. And I'm telling you, if anybody out there is not throwing up now. Uh, if you watch these videos, if you watch these videos, there's always the best thing about the videos are always the reactions, the crazy jumping and yelling. I, I, I did it. I screamed. I jumped up and I did one of those knees to the chest jump. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm not a tall fella. I think I almost hit the roof. I was screaming, and the shit was... And then I'm yelling, it's still there! It's, oh, my God, it was disgusting. And then Tanya kind of finished it. It went all over. 
Oh my god, it was sexy. <laughs> so sexy. Well, that's the thing. You wrote me a note. A tiny got puss all over her face. And when I first read puss, I go puss. You th- oh, I, I thought you thought piss. That no. We, all of a sudden, no, I, I, I was in puss. the golden showers. All of a sudden, I'm like, why does she have puss all over her face? Oh What's going on at the god. Warner house? I'm telling you, I was very tired starting this podcast. Now I am up. I'm all excited. <laughs> I wish that we had the video podcast. A, You're a, weird, dude. A vlog we would have had that on there, and I was very upset I did not vi- uh, tape it, video. Well, tape then it you or, know you got this future reference it. now. Videotape it. What the hell am I? Fucking ninety. You break the camcorder out, yeah. did you, Grandpa? Freaking, I grab and it's the what real big one. Oh, oh I God. had one when I was a kid. Did you? Um, oh, my buddy Herb had one, and it got broken. Uh, he lent it to uh, Jay, I believe. I think Jay either broke it. Jay did something to it. Who Jay knows? was fucking filming himself jerking off. He might have been. And then he left it in there. Oh, yeah. And God. then, bam, money shot all over. <sighs> I got to calm down. This, this zip pop. Oh, my God. God damn it. It was so <laughs> good. Ah, yes. Welcome to the podcast, anybody right. who has never heard us before. This is what you get. A bunch of crap. But yeah, I, I want to say right now, Eric, we have a new guy on the site. Yes. Yes, we do. And it is Poppy Nacho. And, I, Puppy, Ooh, and he is on the site he's going to be doing, at least for now, he did a Mega Man and Justice League 3001. And I told Jody, Jody always, he gets very paranoid. Anybody <laughs> joins the site, oh, you've, you got my replacement. I'm like, unless your replacement is a guy who's just going to do a bunch of my books because I'm lazy. Yeah. I said pretty soon it's going to be my replacement. Then I can go to bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm going to do the podcast. I'll unload those freaking books on anybody. But, yeah, he really likes a Mega Man and Justice League 3001. So I said, you go for it. And he did. And uh, do he did it. a great job. And he's going to be there. And uh, I said, uh, from now on. Uh, we're going to ha- – actually, not that. Uh, we're going to have to decide later when they announce what this rebirth is all about. We might have a live draft of oh, the Jesus new books. Christ. and Emergency podcast, Eric. Emergency podcast for the draft. Ah, yes, Eric, and now it's time for the news. Excellent. To me, it looks like a level card to me. All you got to do is look up in the tree. Who else in the level card? Say yeah! 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 <laughs> oh, no, I saw that picture of that leprechaun, Eric. I think he lives down the street. Oh, yeah. I love that guy. That guy, I'm, t- I'm a little offended because you usually have a certain type of people you put in that news before that. And that guy is a genius. That guy, <laughs> he is a party starter, that leprechaun guy. And I'm telling you, when he says that, and if anybody hasn't seen that video, which I, I assume, I always assume everybody has seen that. You got it. Um, I think if you look up just Alabama leprechaun, I think it'll come up. Or Mobile leprechaun. Yeah, Mo- uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, when that guy says that line, and then he looks at the camera and he shrugs and smiles. It's like the most genuine smile that I've – this guy – I'm telling you, if you want to go and put it in with this news bit, it is like my uncle leaving to go to the retarded fucking whatever bark. he does, the bark to make up a, a goddamn wallet or whatever they did. I, what do they usually make at those things? I actually have no idea. I don't either. But we're going to start the news with this. Dr. Pepper, Eric. Are you a pepper? Are you, I'm a pepper, too. You're a pepper, too? Dr. Pepper promotion, bringing fans a Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice prequel comic. Are we going to be reviewing this comic? I was thinking of that. We may. <laughs> we may. But Batman... Wait, you reviewed what? The freaking Colonel and Flash No, crisis? I wanted to. I wanted oh, to. Oh, I thought the, you uh, did. The uh, crisis of two colonels. I still may. <laughs> that, that's, that is typical just for the hell of it. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that this week. Uh, Batman v Superman is teaming up with Dr. Pepper for a joint promotion as fans can access a prequel comic via the Blipper app. 
There's don't know what that there, is. Huh? I didn't even look. Blipper like app. I, I got to figure out what a blipper is now. I'm telling you. I'll tell you what I think a blipper is just right off the top of my head. You shove your phone up your ass. Jesus Christ. You have it on vibrate. Then you have your buddy call you. Boom. Blipper. Over and blipper. over. Yeah. They just keep calling and calling. It vibrates until either it falls out of your ass. Hey, Jim. Yeah. I got you on speed dial. Good. Well, hit it, Aaron, because I need it right now. All right. Yeah, I don't know what Blipper is. Dr. Pepper is giving away the Batman v Superman prequel comic through various 20-ounce drinks, which unlock the content of the comic. And what I believe is is that you get uh, your 20-ounce drinks with the character on it, and it will unlock that chapter. Now, uh, if I get a two-liter, can I unlock multiple chapters? No. That's no, ridiculous. you cannot. I'm a thirsty fellow. I drink two liters at a time. Yeah, they want you to buy a bunch of fucking 20-ouncers. But, uh... I don't know. I actually like this, but I'm going to continue. The comic is by Christos Gage, Eric. Mm. Christos Gage once did an Adventures of Superman that some hell of a reviewer said was the best goddamn bizarro story he's ever read. I believe that was very early on in his reviewing career. That was, and it was also his first bizarro story, so he was not lying. Uh, also with art by Joe Bennett and features stories about Lois Lane, Senator Finch. Senator Finch. Oh, uh, yeah. Played by Holly Hunter, Lex yeah. Luthor, Batman, Superman, and more. The funny thing is, I had I to add. I had to add this. I had to add Batman in because for some reason they didn't put Batman in that list. So I'm no like, Batman, yeah, Batman is for in peppers. There. Yeah, Batman's in there. For all uh, the peppers out there, you and it says twelve ounce cans of Dr Pepper. And I say the 12 ounce cans are, are I don't know. Those are for quitters. Well, 12 ounce can, 12 ounce, 12 ounce cans of Dr Pepper will also be Batman v Superman themed. Nice. All right, but I'm telling you, I really like this. And th this is not just a joke story for me because this is actually a promotion I can get behind. I love me some Dr. Pepper. Is, it's actually a promotion. Yes, and you're Look getting a prequel shit. comic that Christos Gage, that guy's top-notch. He's all over so the place. He's Bennett. doing great work. And, and this is something that is pretty cool. That why can't DC themselves – like this is more of a WB, a, a Warner Brothers deal, yeah, definitely. I would say. And why can't DC – do something like this for the free comic book day. Like, I'm why still is Nicholas Shane not out there promoting Twix and fucking Batmans? Yeah. Yeah. We don't want Twix. I, I don't like Twix. Twix you, is delicious. You a, Twix you a monster. Yeah. I actually, the other day, I was really hungry. Fuck, they work. based a whole Seinfeld episode over Twix. What the fuck do I care? They also had a Mentos. Or not a, uh, a what's it called? I uh, thought Junior Mints. Yeah, Junior Mints. I don't like them either. Um, uh, I went to our, at work, I went to the... Um, the vending machine this week i was really hungry and every time i go there i just sit there and get sad that it's not one of those automats that give you like full meals why are you and, going uh, for automats you're not in japan i don't know i just want to have like midgets in there in the back serving me up like eggs i don't know it would be great eggs. it would be great i'm like hey midget eggs and then they come out. And, then, and they're like, we don't appreciate being called that, sir. And then I tip the goddamn thing over. And I realize that they have no bathroom in there. And it's full of shit. But what happens is, though, I, I went there, eggs. And I went to get a uh, something neat. I was really hungry. I'm like, there was Twix there. And I looked at it. I was like, you know what? I met, No, I didn't no, go for sir. it. I ended up getting pretzels. Not enough. That Not goddamn funny. guy fills that thing with the, the smallest portion sizes of things. That just makes me more hungry and angry. To tell you how our day goes at work, we've actually stood there in front of this vending machine and analyzed what is the best thing well, in there for and here's, price And here's value. the problem is this is where people always say that we're negative about DC Comics and things like this. It goes with everything that we do. <laughs> we're there, and I'm like – and I, I told you. I was the we're one We're reviewing who, everything yeah, we fucking Remember see. I said that the best thing that he could ever do was to get that fucking code red. 
And yeah. that soda machine, the fucking thing's taken off. I should get freaking money for that. Because I told him, and every time I see, there's only two dudes in the whole place that seem to be drinking it, but boy, they drink a lot. You always <laughs> see these guys walking around with code reds. <laughs> and then yelling at you okay. if there isn't any code red. Yeah, I got to apologize to everyone. I'm going to probably cough uh, tonight a lot. I have a really bad cough, and I'm very bad at, at hitting the mute button on the uh, mic. So I just started laughing and got that cough, but I'm going to move on. The next bit of news. Hold on. The best, oh. the best thing in the goddamn vending machine per price Oh, oh the is best thing per price, yes, is Pop-Tarts. And again, I said, you know what's fucking bullshit? They have strawberry and those goddamn brown sugar. I said, you get, brown sugar. I said, you get those freaking Sunday ones in, solid gold. And the best part is, too, he alternates it so it's Sunday and then s'mores. Yeah. I'm fucking addicted. Yeah, and since then I, I went on a diet and I don't eat them. I, it and since you've gone on a diet, too. I've eaten more. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't even, you know what it is? I'm not even on a diet. It's just I just don't eat crap. I haven't drank a soda in so long. Remember how much you just find empty soda bottles as I walk down the hall, just falling out of my pockets. Oh, I'm sick of this goddamn eating the freaking plain oatmeal. All right. All right. Moms hate Lucifer, Eric. A lot of people hate Lucifer. I was going to say moms hate Christians, Satan. I'd say. Yes. Fox's Lucifer has only just hit the airwaves, and it's already bedeviling one of the country's most outspoken advocacy groups, One Million Moms, who are calling for no more sympathy for the devil. No the, more. The best is, as they say, that Mick Jagger gets a quarter. So-called <laughs> One Million Moms has officially called for a boycott of Lucifer, saying the show is spiritually dangerous and glorifies Satan. This isn't the first time the group has raised hell over Lucifer. I love I this love story. I love this writer. I love this write-up. Uh, a previous petition to stop the show from reaching the airwaves was unsuccessful. Yeah, this is a good. This is a newsarama story. Boy, I like this. So do Despite I. one million moms' attempts to demonize Lucifer, its pilot garnered mostly positive reviews from critics. One million moms are requesting that those who wish to exercise Lucifer from Fox's writer so contact Olive Garden. What? <laughs> Olive Garden, what they freaking? You get that? Uh, what is it? The endless uh, bread bowl sticks. or some breadsticks? One of the show's main sponsors and voiced their disapproval. Poor the, Olive the first, Garden. I'm saying Olive Garden. Jesus. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to say like contact this guy, the president of Fox. I no. thought I thought this became a joke when you said that. No, really? that's the person's no. name. Olive Garden. No, no, I believe that they're contacting. I them. want everybody who has a problem with the show to go to Olive Garden and tell everybody sitting there eating their endless breadsticks all about it. Wait a minute. I'm I'm calling. I gotta rip my phone out of my ass because I'm calling the Olive Garden. Hello, Olive Garden. Yes, I do not like Lucifer. Okay, How right. dare you? Lucifer is an awesome show. Okay. The pilot episode. I'm telling you, I was not gonna watch this show because I've never read Sandman. Yeah, it's not into the whole Vertigo thing of it. You just ruined my bit of calling goddamn Olive Garden. But go I on. watched it on a whim because hello Jessica, Olive Garden. Because Jessica really wanted to watch it. It is one of my new favorite shows what on television, it? just from the pilot. Well, here's the thing. You are a Satan-loving bastard. Well, I was ordained a priest witch in 2002. Yes, you were. A, oh, a priest witch. I do not Hell think uh, one million moms would like that. One no, million moms. It's, I it wanna, wasn't a Satan thing Do you anyway, think I, that at any time they're going to go against the Million Man March and it's going to be like a battle royale? Oh, that'd be fight amazing. Each other? Oh, it'd be so good. One million moms there. Do you think there's really a million moms involved in this? I would hope they wouldn't be liars about it. I'm telling you, my wife gets very riled up about a lot of things. She doesn't care about this. It's a show. It's a and TV it's a, show. It's an awesome show. If you haven't watched it yet, Jim, you got to watch it. What I would like is if I would hear about this in a TV segment you know, on a podcast. Are we going to? 
Maybe. Okay. The next uh, one I put just so you'll get angry. Chris Daughtry's drawing a Batman number 50 cover, Eric. Oh, Chris Daughtry, Chris huh? Chris Daughtry. Musicians are no strangers to doing covers. I think it's the same person who wrote this. <laughs> this person is brilliant. But usually that means recording their own interpretation of another's artist's song. Thank you for the cover version definition. Now I'm this, is, this is what our site's missing. Yes. For singer Chris Daughtry, however, <laughs> it means providing a variant cover for Batman number 50. DC Comics confirmed that Daughtry, a former American Idol contestant and hit recording artist, would be providing a variant to the landmark issue. Now Daughtry has revealed a preview of his cover via his Instagram. Of course, you can't see it. It was okay. It's like a leg. Yeah, That's I all he did. It it's like a leg there. It it's okay. Uh, actually, I'll give him credit because if it's good enough to put on uh, the number 50 variant, uh, and I don't know, there may be a million variants. I'm assuming there's Don't a lot. Be there will be. But yeah, that's okay. I don't know that anybody's running out to grab the Chris Daughtry uh, variant. I can't think of a single Daughtry song up top. Of my head. Uh, I just that actually one. realized where you're talking that he calls himself Daughtry. One of the Daughtry. songs might be called Tonight. Tonight. I Is that that, that Smashing Pumpkins song Tonight Tonight? No, no, not Tonight Tonight. I think it's something like Tonight. I, my wife was a big fan. He's actually pretty good. Uh, he's not that bad. He's one of those guys that on American Idol, the best thing to do is not win. Uh, be, I don't know why, but those people tend to do a little better. Unless you're that freaking, what is his name, uh, that guy from the first season? I don't know, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Justin, Justin so. Gurley. He's a sure. local guy. The guy who got beat by uh, Kelly. Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson, yeah. And then they had that movie from Justin to Kelly. Did you ever see that movie? No, I did not. Yeah, no, nobody did. All right, the next bit of news. <laughs> Justice League cartoon oh, is coming. Just, uh, Justice League cartoon is coming back to Cartoon Network with Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy in tow. And this story I got via The Verge, Eric. Verge, The huh? Verge. A new Justice League cartoon called Justice League Action is coming soon to the Cartoon Network. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are reprising their iconic vocal roles as Batman and the Joker, respectively, and they'll be joined by James Woods' uh, Lex Luthor. I don't know how I like that, though. I was D thinking about yeah. James Woods talking and trying to picture Lex Luthor. I'm like, I don't know if I yeah. think that. Diedrich Bader's Booster Gold. All right. You like, I like Diedrich, Diedrich Bader. I, I, I like Diedrich Bader's Batman and Batman Brave and the Bold. Really? Diedrich Bader is who I'm thinking it is, right? I, I hope so. He was Jethro? Yes. Okay. All right, and he was also on what Thirty Rock from the Sun or whatever. Third Rock, Thirty Rock from the Sun. He's on the Drew Carey I show. I just made a mashup, Eric. Was it the Drew Carey show? I'm thinking he's on Third Rock from the Sun. I'm thinking That's of John Lithgow goddamn... or no. French Stewart. Yeah, I was thinking of French or JGL. Stewart. Oh, is friend the French Stewart? Is... Oh my God! Cartoon Network hasn't announced a premiere date for the series yet. That's, I was actually looking news. at this the other. Did I send you this news? Yes, you did. Okay, I was looking at what they had for like the promo pick. I don't like the animation right away because no? it actually looks kind of like, uh, I don't want to say dumbed down, it's just simple. It's not like the Imaginex little no, no, it's mini uh, episodes it's, they had. And it's just 11-minute episodes. Oh, it's, it really is mini episodes. Yeah, huh? that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's one of those things that, uh, because of the timing of that, does appear like you would have two in a block. Yeah. You'd have two stories going, which I don't mind. That'd be okay. Uh, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's actually right up your alley for time. Yeah, really. Actually, it's like twice as long. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I could probably bed down three women for each of those episodes, Eric. Whew. Who are these three women? women. Where are you know. going to find three blind they're in, women? They're in my freaking head. Uh, freaking, my, then I have in a, my head a, movies. A phone, phone up my ass. All right, the next one is just for me to yell about something. Luke Crate has a big DC Comics announcement coming. 
Ooh. That's that's pretty much the, the news because at the PAX South press conference, the Loot Crate panel, were asked if they would be including any DC Comics exclusive variant covers as the only one so far has been to Batman Endgame. They confirmed a DC Comics exclusive cover title in the next few months, but that they have a big DC-related announcement coming very soon, Eric. Ooh. And the couple people who cared about this story are saying that it has to be something with Rebirth. Like, that would be a way that they're going to push it as well. Like, it would Ooh, be the, great say rebirth. it's like the new Batman number one or one yeah, of those. Yeah. They, they throw it in there. And well, I even don't... if they have like a rebirth number one, I'm telling you, if they do this thing like a storyline overall, to try to bring it into this friggin' uh, new continuity or whatever yeah, the hell yeah, they're doing. Yeah. I don't know what you just said. What do you What do you mean? Like if they had like a re like a convergence number one, we had all these side stories for convergence, but okay. like uh, oh, you're, okay, you're talking like if they had a quote unquote like a, a like main a rebirth title story, book. yeah, main title, yeah. So you would you would give out the rebirth number one to the loot crate, get people excited. Actually, it's a great idea that the freaking loot crate. First off. It, well, they actually changed the rules. Diamond changed the rules. They're not distributing through there. But Loot Crate was always a great way to get your comic as one of the best of the year because yeah, it all nonsense. of a sudden it sells like 500,000. Yeah, Orphan Black was like number three last year, something like that. Um, but yeah, um, that's you're gonna if you have Loot Crate, somebody's got the Loot Crate, they get a Batman number one. You're bound to get some people who do not follow the comics and say, oh, they're, they're starting again. And hopefully what they would do if they did something like that is have like even like a preview of some of the other stories in that comic at the back or whatever. Yeah. But I, I don't understand this whole loot crate craze anyway. We have bitched about this up and down. Yeah, this is why I put it in there. I saw loot crate. I got to put it because I don't understand it. And neither do I. No. But what this reminds me of is every goddamn Christmas and birthday <laughs> I ever had where I fucking went downstairs, opened up a package, and had shit that I didn't want. And, I, and that made me cry. That a little Jim Werner <laughs> crying. And that's all I could think of I would do with Little Jim Warner crying. Yeah, little Jim Warner crying. His fucking PJs, his footsie pajamas, yelling, I don't want this crap, Mom. Get it out of here. You ungrateful little bastard. I was the worst person ever. I was the, ah, screaming. I remember one year I I wanted a bike, and I snuck out to see if I'd gotten it. Tripped over the bike and knocked down the goddamn tree. My dad came out like, I I imagine he came out with a wife beater and a a baseball bat. Ready to to hit somebody. naked. No, actually, he probably didn't get up. He was a big fat son. He probably yelled at my mom. He probably, like, jumped on the, the bed. And it, like, I always imagined my, my mom would get up in the morning by my dad kind of jumping up on the bed, and the, the ripple flung her off the fucking bed, and she just landed and ran. But, yeah, I don't know. This Loot Crate, it, I don't understand it. I don't even like you even get them, the Imaginex, the blind packages. No, see, the thing is, I know the codes to them, so I know what I'm getting. Yeah, see, I'll go there. I cannot stand Oh, no, Anything absolutely like not. This. Why would you freaking pay this much money to get a bunch of crap no. you wouldn't normally buy? Well, good old Dan. Hello, good Weird Dan. Science. Dan <laughs> loves these things and would have his open. He had the patented in the car opening videos. And yes. every time I'd watch him, and I'm telling you, we always made fun of Dan. Uh, I always watch his videos. Uh, I, I'm not against Dan. I like, I like his reactions to these things because he'll pull out like it's a, a keychain. Uh, oh, look at this. A keychain, you know, I could probably put keys on this. And I was just like, you son of a bitch. Why would you want that? No, a bookmark? Oh, my goodness. A bookmark. Yeah, yeah. I'll save my money to get stuff I actually want. Yeah. Uh, how, I don't know how much Loot Crate is. I should have looked that up. Say it's like... I think it's like 20 bucks 20 a month bucks or something like that. 
of all the things I've ever seen in these loot crates, I don't think I've ever seen anything that I wanted. And no. uh, my son, even my son Ethan, earlier we were talking about this before we went on, and he's like, "Oh, but but you get some neat stuff, and you you know that you can't get other anywhere else." First off, that's bullshit. He's wrong. Second, like you said, you get shit that you don't want. That's why it's not available. It's a, whoever came up with this concept, listen. It's when uh, it reminds me of when they, you go in the supermarket and they're selling those broken pretzel pieces. <laughs> that whoever came up with these ideas, loot crate, broken pretzel pieces, uh, they're geniuses because all they're doing is getting shit. And making money off it. Well, the best so one is stupid. Too, you, you talk about watching Dan's videos. There's a podcast I listen to where he is sponsored by some kind of box crate. or crate, whatever it is. It's not Loot Crate, but it's one of those ones. Geek box. And he's, he's talking about, and this month I got, he starts talking about all things, and you can just hear how he has no freaking, like, he does not want any of these things yeah. that he got. And he's trying to hype it up, but I'm it's telling not you, coming you through want to well. talk about the other podcasts, they have that, oh, we have Nature Box. Oh, mm. what did I get? I got nutmeg and sprig brownies no, that's like, just that ridiculous. sounds get disgusting. the fuck out of here ay, ay, ay. i am on a roll we are never going to be sponsored by nature box now awesome no i i don't like nature box i the shit that they <laughs> talk about makes me want to i'd rather pop a zit in i don't my know man. you just sit face. there and eat fucking plain oatmeal every yeah, damn day i don't like doing it if that was in the box i'd kill somebody i want a box that it's like <laughs> oh here's my own box oh nature box. what oh a, a whopper Oh, right. Excellent. Oh, a double cheeseburger. They don't oh. hold up well in the mail. I'd actually think that, like, I, I would rather open the box and have a fist come up and punch me right in the face. Uh, thank you, Luke Craig. See, I knew it. You were talking about getting kicked in the balls. Thank you, you fist. You love that shit. Thank you, fist box. <laughs> fist box. Fucking jerks. Oh, we got to uh, patent that shit. It is the worst. Uh, you know what? You want to hear a money-making uh, deal. You get these escorts. And you you dress them up in cosplay God outfits, and you have people at the uh, comic cons. They can pay you for uh, to have them on their arm. Around is that what they say nowadays? Arm candy. Oh, I got I got this lady on my arm. Uh, but yeah, you have them uh, walk this around lady, with you. I'm courting. And it gets, yes. grandpa. Uh, hey, I'm going to courting today. Froggy went to courting. But yeah, you go around and you know what those things. You see all these people yes, taking I pictures. Understand. Now you want to see pimps. Yes, pimps, I'm telling you, and I would call that, um, what would you call that? It would uh, be Hookers called, and Go-Go? I was thinking more of Comic-Con Whores, it was <laughs> called, and I think that could take off. I'm patenting that as we speak. All right, the next bit of news is the big news <laughs> of the week. Uh, uh, the big news of the week is not Comic-Con Whores. It is. DC Not Entertainment. Yet, you can tell that we're getting uh, more relaxed in, in our uh, podcast, Eric. We don't care anymore. Uh, and it's funny because a lot of people – it was mentioned before, before I get to the big news. It was mentioned before by somebody, and I believe it might have been – I don't even want to say because I'll, I'll uh, offend somebody. I think it was Chris, actually, um, said that he really liked it because we don't get high on ourselves and talk political and things like that. Right. Instead, we get comfortable and start talking about Comic-Con whores, Eric. <laughs> Comic-Con Bl- Blipper app or whatever the fuck it I is. I think I just realized what we're going to call this podcast. Ah, uh, yes. DC Entertainment. Don't call it that. DC Entertainment announces a new slate of Hanna-Barbera titles. Yes, they did. Now, this was announced. Reggie sent us the news when it was announced. Now, I will tell you two things. First off, awful timing. <laughs> you, you have just teased a rebirth where you will not give any info and then you come out with the, this this thing 
where we'll talk about it, but it's basically they're going to reimagine Scooby-Doo, Flintstones, Wacky Racers, Johnny Quest, all that. Yeah. It's it's bad timing. You can't you can't have this thing hanging on a thread out there Dude, that's I making loved it. everybody kill. But that's my second thing. <laughs> I laughed at it at first. Today I was writing up the story and I realized how much I love it. I'm like this. I can't wait. And we are reviewing these. I don't care what you say. They you are know DC what I titles. Loved. I'm in. No, what I loved is as soon as Reggie sent us the news, we looked online all the over the interwebs, yep. and people were so confused and blowing up, thinking this is what rebirth is going yeah. to be. Yeah. That's what I said. It's the worst timing. And again, I said to you that I was waiting for these jokes of like, it's a rebirth right back to the Stone Age. <laughs> and then but, yeah. I also just love the hate because why would DC reimagine these characters? Yeah. yeah. And now again, we'll say right off the bat, we both say that this is a reaction, very late reaction to the Archie craze. Oh, yes. How they've made Archie. They kind of reinvented him. And uh, yeah, I love it, though. I, I don't mind it one bit. I think it's Scooby awesome. Scooby's doing the apocalypse. Get yep. out of here. That sounds and amazing. Uh, this May, and it's it's weird, too, because it's coming up pretty quick. This May, DC Entertainment is taking you back to those days with an all-new lineup of comics based on your favorite Hanna-Barbera characters, Eric. And, again, also, this is – it's just – it's right for us. We're right in the wheelhouse of this. Oh, yeah. These are some of our favorites, Eric. Our That's favorites. the thing, though, too. It's like, do you think kids really know about Hanna-Barbera anymore? No, I, I actually think that this is more for our age. It really and I is. was actually a little pissed off at this announcement because I'm like, where's the Jetsons? Yeah, well, I, I like they this said that there's going to be, uh, be and we're going we're gonna to talk about the next deal. Uh, or the, what these books are. But, yeah, there is no Jetsons. I think that that's the big headliner. If this takes off, that's round two. Phase nice. two. Phase two, Eric. Phase now, two. For... Phase two of my comic comic horrors uh, involves <laughs> that if you would like the ladies to spend some private time with you, that's extra, Eric. That is extra. All right, but we'll talk about this. Featuring books like Scooby-Doo, Apocalypse, Future Quest, Wacky Raceland, and The Flintstones, DC is looking not to rehash old stories, but revitalize the characters in a new day and age while keeping their charm, of course. Of course. Of uh, here we go, Dan DiDio. From a personal standpoint, I was always a fan of the old Hanna-Barbera characters, having grown up with them, says Dan DiDio. Way to date those, buddy. Seriously. Co-publisher of DC Entertainment. I think what you find right now is there's so much material on pop culture, and these characters resonate with so much of our fan base. It was so fun to go out and look at them, but not just bring back versions that existed 40, 50 years ago, and <laughs> really look at it the way of saying, if these characters were created and interpreted today, how would they exist? So we handed off our materials to a number of top creators, and what came back was an exciting look that felt very true to the existence of the creators. I don't know that I like what he just said. I I know that it's what we're getting. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wish that it – I don't know. I, I'm going to have to wait to see. I was going to say I wish it wasn't as much of rein, reinventing, but I guess that's that's the whole thing of it. But, yeah, here's the books and the creative teams, Eric. All right. Scooby Apocalypse. I said it wrong. Jim Lee, Keith okay, Giffen, so and Howard Porter. Now, that's why Howard Porter's on. I actually sent All him right. a note. I'm like, boy – it's great to have Jim Lee on a book because it gets the hype, and then you can come in and do every other issue. He'll be on one issue. He'll be like the first issue. The series will go for 80 issues. He'll be back for the 79th issue. Then they'll say, next next month, the final issue featuring Jim Lee. Nope, it won't nope. be Jim Lee. And I actually like this combo of them because Howard Porter, though, he has a very unique style. It actually, to me, it jives okay with Jim Lee's style. 
Yeah. Uh, so I don't mind that. And, uh, you know, Keith Giffen, he's a wacky, funny guy. Sure yeah. is. Wacky, funny here, guy. at least. This is what uh, DC says this is going to be. Those meddling kids and their mystery machine are at the center of a well-meaning experiment gone wrong, and they'll need to bring all their mystery-solving skills to bear, along with plenty of Scooby snacks, Eric, to find a cure for the world full of mutated creatures infected by a nanite virus that enhances their fears, terrors, and baser instincts. <laughs> baser instincts. Watch out, Velma. <laughs> this Watch time, out Daphne. This time, uh, Daphne's already getting it all the time. It's Velma. She's there. She has no freaking... She doesn't get any action. Now they're going to face everybody. Well, when one of those newer incarnations of cartoon, Velma and Shaggy were dating. Yeah, it's nonsense. This time, the horrors are real in this apocalyptic near future. Bad land, Eric. We were talking about this. The big, the big thing, uh, Howard Porter's art for this was released. They have a little picture. It looks like it would have been a cover. Right. Maybe like a cover for the first issue. And everybody is all upset. They call it the hipster mustache that Shaggy has. I like it as an old-timey mustache. I want a mustache like that. I even I told that to our reporter, too. I said, they can be damned. I want a mustache like that. I can't grow a mustache like that. I was going to say, why, why don't you just grow a mustache, man? No, not like that. It's one of those, like... Curly Q kind of you know things where I, I would like imagine, I was doing. I grew my beard out. Yeah, but he got, he got it full out and he's all tatted up too. Uh, but yeah, everybody was like, "Oh, 2009 called Shaggy. They want their look back." And I was like, "No, I always thought Shaggy was a little out of time." Anyway, you know what I mean? He's just like kind of, and he's he is definitely a stereotypical stoner character. So I like this. I I think it's funny. I like every bit of it. What do you think? I think it's great too. I'm actually the biggest problem I have with Scooby Doo growing up is that it was always the same episode over and over yes. again with different characters. So I like almost like Inspector Gadget. I stopped watching them after a bit because I was really into Scooby for a little bit. Like I tried to convince myself I liked it because they had monsters, but there were never any real monsters. Now we got them fighting real monsters. I'm all about it. Yeah, I I love Scooby Doo. I did, and um, as a kid. And we, we were talking about this earlier this week. As a kid, I didn't mind it being the same. It, that was, you know, that was at least some sort of thing was, in my that life that was controlled. That was part of the controlled. course back then, yeah. yeah. It was like Tom and Jerry. It's all the same. I loved it. I laughed. Yeah, but Tom and Jerry, I can, I, it was the same episode. Yeah, Tom's always trying to get Jerry. Love Tom and Jerry. It's completely yeah. different in my mind. No, really? You think that's our, like, uh, you know, I guess uh, Bugs would switch it up a little. But basically, you love Foghorn Leghorn. Jesus love Christ. Love Foghorn. Freaking every episode, fucking chicken hawks there, fucking guys all pissed no, off. He's, honestly, it was never chicken hawk fan. It was always about the dog. Yeah, yeah the dog. Listen here, son. I freaking. I say, oh, I God. say, I say, I say, son, you crowned me. I hate. Oh God, I would get so. I'm telling you, I hated <laughs> hey, him. Boy, I hated him as much as uh, freaking what's his name, Pepe Le Pew. Absolutely not. And why you? You're with me. We hated Pepe Le Pew. Terrible. Did you hate Speedy Gonzalez? I was he in the, is almost the same. I was in the middle with that. I didn't mind. Did you like Slowpoke Rodriguez? I love Slowpoke yeah, Rodriguez. Slowpoke Rodriguez was great. All right. The next book is Wacky Raceland. I, I always want to say racers. So Wacky Raceland. And this is going to be done by the animation uh, animation writer Ken Pontact, artist right. Leonardo Manco, and the Mad Max vehicle designer Max Mark Sexton. And that's the whole ploy. It's, it's a uh, Wacky Racers meets... Uh, Mad Max, so they got the vehicle designer again. I'm telling you, as we go down this, th- this is not a joke. No. They're getting some pretty kick-ass things. Now, These are huge. Wh- and why aren't they doing this with every book? And maybe this is a little hint that they, they actually are wising up and doing stuff <laughs> for real. Because these are some good teams. And even just this wacky race line, it sounds ridiculous. 
but to actually just hire the Mad Max vehicle designer to design the vehicles in it, fucking awesome. And, and again, I want Nano Senti here because of that great uh, race of thieves she did. Why isn't she on this? That race of thieves. I think it was won by a hobo, Eric. A hobo. <laughs> Besides who, for Scooby and Pago, so this is the one I'm looking forward to the oh, most. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I loved Wacky Races. Well, a time of hope and innocence with Utopia at the finish line has given way to planetary Armageddon and a desert wasteland full of radioactive lakes, nanotech dust storms, and cannibalistic mutants. Against this backdrop, the Wacky Racers and their sentient vehicles continue their con- contest. But now the competition is for survival. Mm. And there can only be one winner when the checkered flag falls. And it says it will feature Dick Dastardly, Penelope, Penelope Pitstop, and the Ant Hill Mob. I don't know oh, the Ant Hill Mob. I know the, the first two. Can't mm-hmm. say Penelope that well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad Reggie's not writing the, uh, the mail in anymore. <laughs> He'd have like eight time fucking Penelopes. All right, the other one uh, Future Quest, written by Jeff Parker and artist by Evan Doc Shaner. That's fucking kick-ass as well. That's kick-ass. And this is merging Hanna-Barbera's action titles, including Johnny Quest, Space Ghost, The Herculoids, Birdman, uh, Midor, and Frankenstein Jr. under one banner. Nobody wants the Herculoids. Next, you know, then we're going to get a guess from the fucking new schmoo. Nobody wants (laughs) the Herculoids. You wish it was the new I love the new schmoo. Oh, schmoo. All right. But, yeah, they don't have much of this. This is the one where I think that the – the promo image might have even been a Darwin Cook image. I, I showed you that. It was the one that when I looked at it, this that was the image for the promo thing. That yes. I was like, holy shit, that looks good. Then I saw the Herculoids, and I groaned. Uh, the last one is the Flintstones. Mark Russell of Prez is writing it. I, he must not be busy with those other six issues of Prez, Eric. He's got time to do the Flintstones now. He keeps telling us they're coming out. And Amanda Connor on, on art, which is awesome. And DC described this as Russell will use Bedrock's most popular family to shine a light on humanity's ancient customs and institutions in a funny origin story of human civilization. Hey, way, to, way to ruin the fucking Flintstones. <laughs> Tell me, this sounds like nonsense. Fred is still the simple man striving to be the king of his castle. Wilma is still the tolerant but not indulging wife. And Barney with his wife Betty and infant son Bam Bam is still the original wingman whose loyalty to Fred often outweighs his common sense. And then it says, and P.S. Yes, it's still just like the uh, honeymooners. I was going to say. Of all those, I'm like, this is awesome. No. This isn't. It's. I hope that it's not one of those. It's going to be all freaking in jokes about, you know, I'm going to Wall Rock. To, Honestly, to, that that's the main draw for me for Flintstones. It is. I, I actually put it in that I love. I always love the stars in the Flintstones where they change the names. And I I put. I looked it up. And I put my three favorite were Rock Quarry, <laughs> who was like a Rock Hudson, Stony Curtis, which was like Tony Curtis. That's actually yes. and uh, Carrie Granite, which was Carrie Granite. That is great. Uh, but you you're gonna have to update it. This is updated, Eric. So I'm. I already sent a note to both Connor and Russell. <laughs> and I have my suggestions, what I think are very clever names to, you know, up the ante and, and get it to nowadays. And I have Lady Gaga Rock, <laughs> Justin Bieber Rock, Kanye West Rock, LL Cool J Rock, <laughs> Chris Rock Rock, and Emma Stone Rock. What do you think, Eric? Emma like Stone it. Rock. I like it. And Emma my last Stone one, Rock. Brad Slate Pitt. How's that one? Brad Slate Pitt. I don't know. I don't like you changing the game like that. Brad Pitt Rock. <laughs> there you go. See? I should write it. What the hell with freaking fucking Russell? Well, when this news dropped, I was telling you, I actually want to see a zombie Flintstones. 
Yeah. Because I want Fred and friggin' Wilma to be in their house. Zombies break down the door, and then you have all of those things around you, like yeah. the pterodactyl record player. Yeah. You grab that off it, and you shove it through the guy's eye, through the back of his head, and the little beacon's sticking out. Say? It's a living. It's a living. Oh, that'd be so uh, that good. That would be good. A lot I, of violence everywhere. I would also, and the Great Kazoo better show up. And I'm telling you, this is where we were talking about uh, if you wanted a continuing story or whatever. Of all these, I do not. I don't want any. Maybe the Scooby. The yeah. Scooby might. But like the Flintstones, I do not need an ongoing narrative. I want one-shot stories. You have the Gazoo show up once. You have this. You have problems with Mr. Slate being an asshole. Accuses Fred of uh, clocking out and then going to sleep in his fucking <laughs> brontosaurus. And then Fred's got to kill him. And then bury the Jesus body in the Christ. fucking fucking quarry, yeah, shit like that. And then the next week, for next month, whenever they come out, Mister Slate's back. Eric, I don't know. These things, like I was telling you, is almost like Batman '66 to me, where I love it, but I can't do a lot of it because it yeah. gets old fast. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why, and an ongoing story. I, it's going to be this like, oh, it's such a great satire. Oh my God, they're using the Flintstones as a satire. I don't know. I want Jay Z rock, <laughs> Beyonce rock. How's that? Are those pretty good? It goes right up there with the rest of them. Kim Kardashian Stone. There you go. There you go. Miley Cyrus Rock. You know what I want right now, Eric? No, I have no idea. Some Cocoa Pebbles. I'm very hungry for Cocoa Pebbles. Like Never that. Fruity Pebbles. No. Fruity Pebbles. Anybody no. out there who eats Fruity Pebbles, I hate you immediately. I want them to go and star in their own ball-kicking video. And, receive <laughs> and Jim kick. will watch it. Yes, and I'll watch it, and I will rate and review it. I hate uh, Fruity Pebbles. I My sons got Fruity Pebbles the other day. And I, I asked yelled you to at hit them. them. Uh, actually, it, it, I did not hit them, and I actually thought it's one of those, like, say you were trying to watch what you eat, and you go, and Jess had a, a choice. Like, I'm going to get either peanut butter cup ice cream, or I'm going to get this uh, uh, fucking onion cheesesteak ice cream. And you, you're probably like, eh, get that onion cheesesteak ice cream, because you don't, you know you won't eat it then. Yeah. And that's what I thought. I'm like, thank God. If they got Cocoa Pebbles, I would have been eating that shit all day. I love Cocoa Pebbles. You're not a big fan. Not at all. You like the, but you prefer the chocolate milk, correct? Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. You need it. They fucking melt instantly in the goddamn no, milk. That's there why is you no go, cereal. You go there. to town on them right away. I don't want fruity They're, milk. They, I want one chocolate point, milk. At one point, they were my favorite cereal, Cocoa Pebbles. They are no longer my favorite, um, but I did love them. Uh, we were talking about cereal this week because we really want to do a breakfast cereal just for the hell of it podcast. Emergency podcast on breakfast cereal. Definitely. And we were talking about uh, the thing, and you told me you had a newfound appreciation of the alphabets. Not, not alphabets. It was Lucky Charms, and then you said, well, they're just like alphabets. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. you're right. Yeah, and uh, Manship, actually, I told him about this whole thing. He, I said, oh, we're thinking of doing a, a thing on uh, freaking cereal out of nowhere he writes you know what i like alphabets and i was like you son of a bitch they're fucking they're the bad part of lucky charms exactly they're That's the, the part, part of lucky charms nobody wants i ate lucky charms for the first time in years this past week and i always thought that the fucking uh the regular bits were bullshit you want the marshmallows yeah but after reading them i realized you know these aren't that bad mm. there's no goddamn way i'm eating a whole bowl of just that yeah no that i i don't know and you even said who wants to learn who wants Seriously. to learn to spell and read? And I also, I pour out a bowl. It looks like it's the simplest thing. They pour out a bowl. Every goddamn fucking spoonful is going to have a fucking message to you. No, no messages. <laughs> that, I wonder if there's anybody out there that's like a, a, a seer, a seer of seers, Eric, and they use alphabets. And a bowl. Hold way, on. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like other people are like sh- shifting fucking stones and shit. They're using alphabets. That's how that is a low it. class fucking uh, future fortune teller. Let I'm me get set my, up a booth on a oh, fucking boardwalk. Let me get my alphabets. Oh, it says that I don't know what would it say. You can't say much. It has a huge. Ah. Ass, you look at they're saying like, oh, it says that you better go and play the lottery because you're gonna win and then you're gonna buy this. You look at they got a fucking huge ass spoon. And they're like, like what, what the what, hell? What numbers should I play? These aren't number bits. Yeah, these are oh, alphabets. I'm sorry. These are alphabets. Son of a bitch. But yeah, that's the news, Aaron. Excellent. That is the news. But we're going to push it on over to your favorite professor. Yes, he is. Who is that, Eric? Professor DC. DC. I, I could see you at the alphabets. DC. Mine <laughs> would have been uh, HH. Honestly, I was just trying to think of another professor. I couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't think of another professor. Not at all. Professor, I was going to say Bombay, but that's Dr. Bombay. Yeah. Professor Rourke. No. Isn't he a professor? No, he's not. Uh, professor Tompkins. Sure. That was my history professor in college. And Eric, that is my first lie of the podcast because I could not remember <laughs> that fucking guy's name. All right. Take it away. I believe he's talking about Rao. 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 Take it away, Professor. Welcome, welcome, my flock, my congregation, my peoples to the First Church of Rao. I am your minister, Professor D.C., and I welcome you on this glorious day that we praise in Rao's name. What does Rao mean? That is a question asked by Kryptonian supporters and detractors, its apologists and condemners. Yet it is seldom answered to everyone's satisfaction. Rao, my faithful followers, is two things. One, it is the name of the red sun around which the planet Krypton revolved until its terrible and unseemly explosion. But it is also the name of Krypton's god, and according to Kryptonian legend, Rao was the first being born from the nameless void that preceded our reality. And it was Rao who created the celestial soup in which can be found the very planet upon which we live. Praise Rao! The Kryptonian god Rao is attended by two mythological dragons known as Nightwing and Flamebird, which also happen to be the names of Kandurian superheroes modeled after Batman and Robin. Indeed, it was the Kryptonian Nightwing inspired by the acrobatics of Robin that caused Dick Grayson to take on the name of Nightwing, praise Rao. Under the new editorship of Julie Schwartz in 1970, Superman began exclaiming Great Rao instead of his usual Great Krypton something which bothers some fans and creators who think that Clark Kent would more likely worship Earth-born gods. But we of the Church of Rao know that Rao is the one true voice, the true red sun that gives us the ability to have superpowers under the glare of a yellow sun. Praise Rao! Now, my congregation, if you want to reach Professor DC with any questions or donations, you can contact me at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And be sure to visit our website, weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. Knowledge, knowledge, my congregation. Praise Rao. Can I get an amen? All praises to Rao, my children, my congregation. Praises be unto Rao. All right, Rao. 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 Don't make sex noises. Me. Me like Rao. That's my uh, Flint. That's how Fred Flintstone talks, right? Or Frankenstein. Yes. Yeah. We'll hear from him later. I was that's 
very upset about him showing up again this week. But uh, we're now in the listener mail segment of the podcast, Eric. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I'm used to saying, and welcome back, but I want to get away from that. But I realize that's my trigger into getting back to the deal. <laughs> and, uh, podcast mode. Me talking welcome like back. Frankenstein. I, I, I'm not in the podcast mode then. But, yeah, if you want you, blah, if you want us to read your mail, us, your Email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, and we'll read anything and everything. And if you want to hear that in uh, use or in uh, whatever I'm trying to say, listen last week where Tim emailed us, and I'm still mad at that guy. But the first email this week is from Brandon. Brandon says, Jim and Eric, what is going on? What's going on? (laughs) Jim, hope you enjoyed the Rip Hunter hamming it up clips I did. And I said, yay. I felt obligated to let you hear what I was talking about since I knew you're much too busy slash lazy to track down an old episode, in quotes. So he sent you a clip of Rip Hunter? Yeah, yeah. I played it to you at work. I don't remember that at all. I was playing it to you. You were just walking around. I said, yeah, he is over the top. They broadcast it during a trip to the local uh, Golden Corral. I wish they had a Golden Corral in town. Speaking of something that will appeal to you, food. I took my old lady out for a birthday trip to Texas de Brazil. Tesos de Brazil. I've never heard of this before in my life. Tesos de Brazil. Well, they have them in Buffalo. Buffalo. One of those places they walk around and just cut right off a skewer insanely good pieces of steak, chicken, lamb right into your plate. And I lost my place here. And you can eat all you want. (laughs) Holy crap. That sounds like it's meat all you can eat, Eric. Yeah, definitely. Heaven. Holy hell, was that heaven. Check it out if there's one near you. I've never heard of it. Ever. De Brazil. Oh, yeah. Needless to say, after the trip, (laughs) I think I can begin to understand how that stain may have appeared on your bathroom wall near the toilet because for as good as it tasted, it ended just as ugly (laughs) as it usually does. I imagine if you can get this this place or a place like it, your clan uh, you run over there in PA could give that place a run for their money. All their all-you-can-eat policy. Yes. I, no, I, see, the only time you can go out is if parts of your kids are doing other things because you can't afford to take everybody out. That to or it has to be like, uh, you know, kids eat free. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, okay, you're under now, 11. You're yeah. now 10. Uh, yeah. Dad, I'm 22. <laughs> no, you're not. You just broke the rule. Now you, you go and are shave. 10. Now get those shoes that slip up to your knees and start a walking. <laughs> That's what you do, right? Eric, how, how how many years now has Logan been under six? Uh, as he's almost ten, so it would be ten. He is never <laughs> aged. He is an ageless wonder. Eric and shut up. My stories are on related things. Great name for a segment, by the way. End of the week refresher to remind me of what I watch before the new episodes come up is a great idea. Now get Jim caught up on this stuff so he can join in and talk nonsense about it too. Yeah, he wants a goddamn 7-trillion-hour podcast. That's the thing. We talked about it. You just will not commit to watching television. No, I told you that if if we really got inspired and people wanted to hear my fucking nonsense, I would watch uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and I'll join him for that. And maybe I'll Good, it should. It's awesome. And you should watch Rooster as well. What we should do is you should just talk about them to me to catch me up. And Pretty then sure I'll I do. Just, and I'll just yell at you, and I'll just say it all sounds stupid. That's basically the books for yeah, every week. Yeah. He can only rewatch those 80s movies over and over so many times. Now, 
No, that's not true. Keep going. Very slow week of books all around this week for me. Just He-Man Eternal, uh, Lois and Clark, besides Old Man Logan and X-Men by Lemire for a Marvel fix. Eternal was not bad, but not good. I was momentarily happy. We moved past where we started finally so we can get to new things. But then why do they keep ending on these awful cliffhangers? If I can say with 100% certainty that Orphan knows Cassie killed Bluebird's mom and is about to tell her, and I'm not a Batman fanatic like I am, what I, am I coming back next issue for, Eric? What are you coming back? For, for the story? The story. I know nothing about crafting good stories, but that <laughs> seems like a step one simple thing you need to accomplish to make a good comic. He-Man was great. As usual, and I'm sad it's ending. Abnett did a great job with the comic, and I think it shows what happens when a writer is granted some freedom to let their ideas grow. The Still, worst part is I haven't read He-Man yet, but I'm pretty sure Dan Abnett's told exactly what to write for that series. Yeah, yeah. we said he has the guy who's in head of like continuity or story uh, for... He's uh, one of the head guys at Mattel, and but, he's on the freaking writing yeah, credits. I, I think, though, he, he's told, but then Abnett spins it. He spins it, Eric. I know that Pop Man works, works hand-in-hand with uh, people trying to get everything right with the characters. Yeah. Yep. Which the guy Blanche, who we talked to, it annoys him. I don't know why. Uh, but I'm, yeah. Also, uh, Pop Man put out this week a bunch of pages that didn't turn out to be used. He had to redo because he screwed up some continuity oh, with them. Oh, really? So he has like like a bunch of pages he's going to be releasing in the upcoming weeks from uh, Eternity War that, that he screwed actually, up. That actually sounds like my favorite when you have that shirt with the team that didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you know, last it's, it's so funny when you have that. Last year, it's like Seattle Seahawks 2014 champ. Or uh, yes, but he still has to read Lois and Clark, he tells us. Still has to read Lois and Clark. I had one time I had a shirt like that, and uh, it was uh, the 1992 uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, Stanley Cup win. Uh, unfortunately, why but, did you buy it beforehand? No, I didn't. It was it was selling at a place near uh, my work where they were just set, they sell cheap clothes and stuff. Right. They just got a bunch of them. This was like months after, and I saw them. I'm like, I gotta get that because uh, that's the okay. Penguins. So it was a gag. All oh right. yeah, the Penguins beat them that year, and uh, it made me laugh that I got that. And I wear it around to see if anybody knew. No, here knows. I thought all the freaking shirts like that went to Africa. They do. Yeah, the guy running around with world's greatest ant. <laughs> that's my favorite, and also like Cinderella concert T-shirt that I sent. Uh, Tim from last week was hysterical. Bullet Boys t-shirts. He must like the standard boring comic podcast where the hosts fake laugh. <laughs> oh, Eric, Eric, you got to stop. Oh, you. Oh, Eric. Oh, oh my God, you're a card. Oh, At each other. And as soon as you hear stitch. them talk, just you just stitch. know the last time they saw a vagina was when they came out of one, Eric. You're a stitch there, buddy. Not only does Tim have questionable taste, but I don't think he's very bright either. I mean, when everyone pretty much shares their Twitter handle or Facebook picture on the site and it matches their email names, how does he get the impression you're making all this up? He probably we thinks I made intricate. all that up, too. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a slow what burn. You, what is it, 20-year-old Jim Warner? That is a slow con, if you have, really. I've been doing this since I was 15. I've been getting these Just people building up making all this up yeah they have their own addresses i actually pay taxes it's a it is a it's a freaking long conner i guess i'm really a future eric from earth 25 that lacks the traumatic villain experiences that eric eric has amassed like getting stuck in an ice cream truck with weirdos almost getting herpes or sharing free time with stinky jamie that's stuff you right there Although Tim might have one person nailed, even I think at this point that Dan is and always was just one of Jim's voices he does. Hello, Weird Science. I'm still not convinced that those weren't well-planned segments. By you two, they were too strange to be real. 
I'll tell you, I was talking to Reggie. We did the uh, digital spotlight, and I don't think it was during recording. Where it's, and I said, I wish that Dan could realize the, the solid gold that he was, <laughs> and each time add something. And I said, to the point where you hear elephants and tigers and shit going so crazy during the news, and then him like start shooting a gun or something. I don't know, but it would have been so funny. Like, All of a sudden, week, he's in like assault in Precinct 13 oh, doing yeah. the weird news. Just shit is going down, and he's yelling at the top of his lungs like the fucking apocalypse is happening, and he's talking about the Apple Watch. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, he, he did not do that, Eric. No, no. I, uh... He oh did I tell you he an legitimately just fucked up and it was not do you, as do you funny know the update on, do you know the update on Dan by the way no he's I do not back to blogging Eric blogging oh, his original passion he's good back. for him he is back I think his Dan fails videos uh kind of failed so when's that next emergency podcast you know I work over forty hours a week right keep up the good work only thirty five more hours to fill with content no pressure Brandon <laughs> at Beamure three six six Zero. I'm like Thank Reggie. You, I'm like Reggie when he pauses with that name. <laughs> All right, the next one's from Manship. And Manship had a tough week, Eric. Yeah, a Did very tough week. I don't know that he mentions it in the uh, the mail. I'm looking through it right now. I don't think he does, but he uh, works at a place where it's not a good thing for the FDA to show up. No, he messaged never me one day. Time I was in work, like and he has a similar. Uh, schedule as I do that he wor- starts at 3.30. Luckily for him, he gets to go home at, th- at 12.30. I'm still there for another three hours. Uh, but he always, we message each other uh, early. And I got this message from him that's like, the FDA is coming today. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And he's like, kind of, he didn't go into details, but he's telling me, you know, oh, we have to do these procedures. Something happens. And people were fired, whatnot. And I said, you tell those guys. You get those goddamn FDA guys Tell them to come to Quakertown and check out that goddamn Arby's here. Because that thing, every time I eat there, it makes me get fucking diarrhea. Stop eating at Arby's. No, I'm telling you, FDA, get here. Get to Quakertown, check out that Arby's. I'm telling you, beef and cheddar comes out. Fucking, I don't know what it comes out. I start shitting out fruit salad, Eric, and a stack of quarters. Intellectual, they said. Yes, that person did say. I believe that was... uh, well, Geneva 18. Geneva. Geneva 18 said we're intellectual, Eric. Shitting out fruit salad and a stack of quarters. Think of that now. We'll be right back. All right. A manship <laughs> says, I spit out my coffee on Wednesday morning when I saw the weird side panel of Eric whining that there's being too much room in the toilet paper roll. Ah, needle Thanks, dick joke. Thanks, Paul B., for starting my workday with a good laugh. Also, I received goosebumps from Dan and his Hello Weird Science panel. Jesus. Uh, purposely typed that quote so that Jim would have to read it in his best Dan voice. And that I think that's three best. times now. Yes, it's it's coming back, Eric. I'm bringing all the voices back. What do you think of that, Eric? Oh, God. I have voice. such a sore throat, I can't even do it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm Justin Bieber Rock. I'm in the Flintstones. Check out my stones. Eric. Anyway, Master Bush, Master Bushin, Masturbation Master and Poop Talk is just too fun with you guys. Let's continue that fun. What's your best pee story? Are, are you asking me? That's what I'm asking you. What's your best pee story? I thought about it a little bit, and I'd have to say that, honestly, I used to judge drugs on how I peed during them. Really? I remember, like, when I did mushrooms when I was uh, in my early 20s. <laughs> I tried and to you take peed a in somebody's mouth. No, no, I'm saying there's nothing like that. No, no like okay. fucking weird peeing or anything like that. I would take a leak, 
And uh, this is when I lived above the porn shop. And when I was pissing on mushrooms, the wall behind the toilet started moving away from me, it seemed. And I got really angry. And I'm like, what, you're too good for my pee all of a sudden? Yeah, that's what you yelled, huh? Oh, yeah, I yelled it. But honestly, (laughs) on ecstasy, the best pee I ever did in my life. Really? Oh, my God, it was amazing. Did you ever have to jerk off and you had to pee so bad, but you didn't go pee and it really hurt? Yes. Yes, that's not I my think place. I did that earlier today. Oh, really? really? My girlfriend yeah. went to upstate, Your girlfriend is upstate New York. Today. New York yeah, I had the whole Brandon. house myself. Ah, uh, yes, yes, she did. Or yes, she is or whatever. Yeah, I have uh, just in general, I mentioned this to you. This is what's weird about manship. He's like on this weird wavelength with us. Uh, I mentioned to you earlier that one of my biggest fears as a little kid was that I always thought I was going to piss my pants. And, so and the other thing, I have an issue where uh, my my uh, valve doesn't drain properly a lot of yeah. times. So yeah. I have to admit, now, again, this Here is going to cause me so much fucking grief. grief. Yeah, I have to pee sitting down. And, <laughs> and I do. Uh, only because if I, I don't, it. yeah, because I'll just pee all over myself. And there were times in school where I wouldn't. I'd get a little drip going, and then I'd do the opposite of what you should do, and I would go and get water from the faucet <laughs> and soak myself. And then, because then I can come out and go, oh my God, what the hell happened with that faucet? That's not my favorite pee story. My favorite pee story um, well, was... Hold on, along those lines, though, okay. I was telling Jessica about, like, we're reminiscing about high school or some shit, yeah. she had some embarrassing story, and I'm like, I spent the majority of high school coming up with ways to stay away from embarrassment. Yeah. Like, I plotted this down to a second every day at school. Yeah. But one time in my gym shorts, I was at, um, it was right before we went out to the gym, so we just changed, and I was pissing in the urinal, and somehow, like, the fucking thing flat back, and I pissed all over my gym shorts. Really? And then at that point, I'm like, okay, I kind of shim, like I casually shimmied over to the water fountain. Yep, that's what you have and to do. No, no, it wasn't the water fountain. It uh, was the sink. Yeah, that's and, what I did. The sink. Yeah, but it was like a low down sink. Then you go, and, oh no! Exactly, and yeah. I had a witness. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I did. You have to have somebody there. Oh no! What? What's going on? And like, and oh, like, that this sucks, is not man. Even, this isn't even real. It's not possible that this <laughs> water could do this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my story. Actually, does not involve myself. My story involves, and the funny thing is, I just thought of it when you were talking about the mushroom story, because in college, my roommate, he had this weird thing where he'd get real drunk, and he would open up his closet all the time and piss in his closet. My funny Tommy Stevens. Yeah, he'd piss on his thing, and the problem was, though, he had a dog, and he used (laughs) to blame the dog. Oh, my God. But, like, like legitimately blame the dog, or he he peed, or he tried to play it off? He had the dog put to sleep because of this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because me and Dave, his roommates, we were too embarrassed. Not embarrassed, but we we didn't want to bust on him. He was a very sensitive fella. Kind so of we didn't say you. anything. And he st- he'd always yell at the dog. And I didn't know if it was a joke or whatever. It was something we'd never really discussed that much. But he would yell at the dog. And then he had the dog put to sleep because it, it, it peed in the Oh, my closet. God. My then, whole night is ruined. And then I don't even a lot. Know, I don't know what he did afterwards when, you know, the dog's gone and he was still peeing in the closet. The problem was is a lot of times, you know, you pass out when you're, you're doing – you can't pass out in his closet there. Do not pass out in Chad's closet or you're in big <laughs> trouble because it's like every time he'd go and pee. And that guy liked to drink. He was drunk every night of the week. Man. Oh, yeah, 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 that dog. I don't even remember the dog's name. But, yeah, that dog's gone. Doggy heaven. Dog, you haven't freaking Jesus so pissed. Christ. If there was ever a time where a dog should possess a house or get pissed, it was that. But yeah, here we go. Uh, Manship says, I have so many pee stories, as I was referred to as <laughs> the phantom Christ. pisser during college. Oh, no. He you ruined my On night. a golf trip in northern Michigan, we, of course, couldn't pace ourselves and partied our asses off on the first night there. 
Lightweight, lightweight man, Chimp. You, you ever get where you're, you're with me that if you're at a party and somebody has to announce how many beers they had, they, they haven't had that many and they're the, they're the biggest lightweights? I remember when I was 16. Yes. Our room had multiple bedrooms, and I remember passing out clothes alone, alone, <laughs> like me, and in my bed, but woke up naked in a buddy's bed. Where, where's the story going? What We both woke up at the same time and did the cliche, what the hell is going on, scream. Then we grabbed our pants and realized we had KY, and my ass was bleeding. Oh, wait, so he didn't weird. say that. Wow. That is my – I'm shipping now. I'm man-shipping, nice. Eric. He was clothed, and our butts were not sore. Thus, we were not worried about anything happening during the night. The problem See, is, by this time, manship, your butt's not going to be sore. You guys are used to this. See, I don't even know what he's talking about because you, your buddy had a perfectly good mouth, and so did you. Yeah, that, and also, I get the idea, like they say when you get in a car accident, sometimes like, oh, you know what saved him? He was passed out drunk. Exactly. That's what happens when you get anal screwed. My kids are in the other room. If I say anal screwed, that's better than saying anal fucked, Eric. Yes. Um, yeah, you, you're, it's like an accident. It's parenting a big fucking we gotta sexy have a, accident. We, we have to have a podcast where it's just Werner Parenting Tips 101. Yes. Just yell stuff about anal sex, and that's how they learn, Eric. They learn. I wish my dad yelled shit like that instead of shit like, what are you going to be an archaeologist, you fucking son of a bitch? Now go get me my cigarettes and make me a hamburger. Worse is my said. mom did scream shit like this. Yeah. Tea time was 7 a.m., and it was 6.50 a.m., so we hurried to get dressed. Only problem was that everything in his suitcase was soaking wet, but no one could figure out why. No time to investigate. He puts his outfit in the dryer, and then we headed out for some golf. At lunch, we realized what the hell had happened last night. I must have stumbled in this room. During the night, I just coughed. I had to freaking turn off my thing. He peed in his suitcase, stripped naked for some reason, and then jumped in bed with him. Ah, good times. And I am still sticking to my defense that they can't prove it was me. Mega man ship. (laughs) Yeah, he uh, he might have screwed his roommate. Oh yeah, it's okay though. God, I I have a really scratchy throat. Oh my well, god. Again, um, my buddies they all got a house together. Mm-hmm. And my buddy Tommy lived in the attic. Well, like his oh, yeah? room was in the attic, and he Tommy would be a is a heavy drinker. It still yeah. is probably. But uh, at one point, somebody came down, went into my buddy Jason's room, and pissed on his computer. Nice. And did we it really? Wait- yes. And we blamed my buddy Fellman for it because he'd he'd slept over that night, and we pretty much blamed Fellman for everything. Yes. But then it happened again where he walked into Jason's room while he was sleeping. What the fuck are you doing? Tommy woke up right there. Nothing. Got all angry and then walked away. Did he try to make up a story of why he was there with his dick in his hand in the middle of a room? Because that's usually what people do when they're sleepwalking and no, stuff. But, when they get, it's but, like you have Alzheimer's. When they wake up, they have to uh, make up a crazy story. Now, I say this because – Unfortunately, my wife suffers this problem, and in fact, the first break, I went downstairs, and she was uh, sitting on the kitchen floor asleep, just sitting straight up, Indian style. And when I woke her up, she said she was getting a drink. (laughs) I don't know what drink that was, but she'll get very upset when she hears this, if she does listen, because she is starting to get very upset about that and and wonders if she is losing it, Eric. You can't (laughs) lose what you never had. (laughs) I'm in trouble. Yes, uh... I'm, I'm trying to think of other pee uh, stories. I really don't have a lot. I never really peed my pants. I'm more of a poop man myself. It's like, you know, you're a Star Trek or a Star Wars fan. What are the other things that they have? You Marvel, DC? Yeah. No, I'm a poop man. You're a poop guy. <coughs> Gosh. Ugh. Ear. Chisanga's next, Eric. Excellent.
This is a great podcast. Hey, guys, if Rebirth is a reboot or relaunch with new number ones, what books do you think will not make it into Rebirth? Because I feel Brian Hitch's JLA will be canceled because it's boring and convoluted by its fourth issue. It makes no sense, which isn't good for your first story arc. I agree, and I hope hope to God this is canceled. I hate reading it, and I hate reviewing it. Yeah, uh, it was not that good this week, and it's been delayed, and the story's going nowhere. And I think that if they were going to do this, if they were going to do a whole reboot, I think that you would get back to like the basics. Like I don't even know that you'd have a Grayson. I think they get back to a a a Nightwing or something. I think We Are Robins done and Martian Manhunter. Even though I love those books, I just can't see them lasting. Yeah, I I don't know how it could. And again, that this is what if you're going to have a relaunch or a reboot. Now we talked about this a lot on the um, the emergency podcast. But if you're going to do this, you're reacting to something, correct? Correct. You're reacting to people not liking things, and unfortunately, the way they're going to judge that is by sales. So you could just go down the line of those those non-selling books, like and unfortunately, that includes We Are Robin, uh, Martian Manhunter. I don't know when we first started the site. We used to look at the sales each each month. We always did that, even before. Oh, yeah. And there was it's like a it's a weird it's almost like the limbo's going on over there. Because at first it seemed like twenty thousand might have been like, Oh, if the books get below twenty thousand, they're in trouble. And then the the fucking limbo stick went down a little to fifteen. <laughs> now I I'm telling you, this limbo stick for them now is two inches from the ground because it seems to be ten thousand is when they'll like really go and, and cancel things. I'm not I don't just know. saying six at this point. It might be. Who knows? Because I hear Prez is coming back with six more issues, and that last one I think sold 7,000. So, geez. But, yeah, I think that you could pretty much guess which books are, are not going to make it if it is a full out, which I don't think it is. I think that you're going to get the big books. The number ones will be the Batmans, the Superman, stuff like that. And I'm not even saying the whole families. I think Detective Comics continues the numbering as it is. Uh, but again, everybody's just making up shit. I don't yeah. think it's something to get crazy about. I don't think you should get upset. Uh, I think it could be something good. And like we said, it's all going to be about the creative teams. And the creative teams just say, look at the ones they're getting for the Hanna-Barbera. They are pretty Amazing. goddamn impressive. So maybe this is, like I said then, it is a uh, a telling sign that they're actually down to business, that they're not just uh, acting like they can put out anything and it, it'll sell. They realize that's not the case anymore. People have no, too many why, things to do, Eric. That's why Legends of Tomorrow got compiled with four fucking stories. Yeah, 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 really. Yeah, We're going to put out this fire no, and then the tack it on. Spike yeah, tack it on to try to get some hype from the show, which makes no sense. Yeah. It's, it's going to piss so many people off. Same with Deadshot and Katana this week. Yeah, oh my god, that, yeah. Craig says, Dear Jim, Dear Jim, Eric, yep. I just had the awful misfortune of listening to the awards show. Uh, but Eric's heartbreaking plea and unbridled love of He-Man surely means a recount is in order for whatever category that was. And having found a strap-on in his house, does Eric sleep with one eye open? No, I'm a very light sleeper. Yes, you are. Uh, you, unlike Manship. Manship woke up, he had a banana up his ass, <laughs> and uh, freaking was sucking on a tailpipe. I, yeah. I don't know what goes on in his house, but that's crazy. All the worst. That's it for Craig. He just uh, likes to insult us. All the worst, you're passing acquaintance, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Craig, you're still my closeted lover. All right. Bite Not the, anymore. Bite the pillow, Craig. All right, the next one. Bite it hard. Yes, the next one is from J-Man, and J-Man's uh, late email. You don't even know what's coming from no, this I one. No, I have no idea. Hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? 
What's up? You see, he's just saying what's up to you. Yeah. What's up? Hey, Jim. What's up? If you don't get this mail in time, I totally understand. I just wanted to say thank you to you guys for introducing me to some of the comics I wasn't reading. See, we're not that negative all the time, right? Nope, not at all. Pushing books, selling books. Since my DC poll has been dwindling, I've looked into reading a couple of series that you guys suggested. After hearing your thoughts on a Mega Man, he wasn't listening to you, Eric. Absolutely not. Legend of Wonder Woman, listen to me, and Superman, Lois, and Clark, listen to both of us. I decided to check all these out. I'm particular with my comic book formats. I rarely get trades and never do online downloads, Eric. All right. That's all I do. So it's Did pretty much tell? single issues for me. All three are turning out to be very awesome, albeit a slow, a little slow in pacing. Um, yeah, I, a Mega Man? Jeez, that's a slow burn. Uh, Legend of Wonder Woman, I think the pacing's good. And Superman, Lois, and Clark, like we said all the time, it's it's a slow burn, but I don't mind because I Not just like all. seeing them. I hope the creative team behind Grayson are heading to Batman, as you guys suggested. I still don't know how I feel about bi-weekly series. I hate bi-weekly series. Although I like this latest issue of Grace, and I'm getting the vibe that the creators are nearing the end of the story they want to tell. Yes, I, I agree. As far as Rebirth goes, I do not want my DC series to emulate their TV counterparts. I just spit my tongue. You hear that? I did hear it. It really hurt. As much as I like the Flash TV show, I want my Flash comic book to stand on its own and have no relations to the TV show other than being about the same IP. I said, I, if anything, I just want the fun. I want the magic. The magic, Eric. I know. You yell at me all week about this. I just yell across the room, too. The magic, Eric. The magic. You can't hear me. You can't hear me. You're listening to my headphones on. Monster Party Podcast. I'm yelling crap from all points of the fucking factory, yelling and screaming at people. People walk by. Brian, the magic. The TV magic. And he just looks at me and shakes his head and then tells me about Royal Rumble. Hey, Jim, who won the Royal Rumble? Um, <laughs> I, I, for, I don't really have many uh, work stories this week. There's nobody yelling, a man is only as good as his strength. <laughs> there wasn't that. Uh, there was something. There was something that that guy asked me this week. I, I can't that guy? Remember. Oh, Brian. Yeah, No, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy asked me something this week, and it was very odd. Well, Jimmy did leave. The only thing was he came over to us on Friday, and he came over and was like, yeah. See you guys on Tuesday. No, that was Thursday. He oh, was that, that. Thursday? Oh, yeah, that's what it was. He came over Thursday. I didn't even realize he was gone on Friday. He comes over on Thursday. Hey, see you guys on Monday. Like, oh, uh, yeah, we'll see you, Jim. I am not yeah, fighting. I don't care I what the fuck you're doing. I won't be until Monday. All right. Uh, nope. See you later. And not then he, walked away. he wanted us to ask what he was doing. I didn't even get that. I was <laughs> cutting things, and I'm like, I, I don't even I don't have time for this fucking nonsense. Hey, yeah, yeah. Jamin goes, that's all for now. And keep up the good work. Jamin from Monterey. And he all says, right. I'm moving up on the east side to the deluxe apartment in the sky. Hey. Thank How's you. that voice holding up? That is not, oh, it's killing me. Can you hear it? Just go. It's just going there. <laughs> I have my falsetto going. It's fucking great. Sound like Robert Planner. Ah! All right. We're going to stop. We're going to give my uh, freaking throat a break. I'm going to go down and heat up my coffee so I can get rid of this cough. That whole time I'm freaking muting the mic and coughing the crap out of myself. Coughing the crap out of myself, Eric. And I mean that literally. But we're going to have uh, Reggie's recklessness. And Reggie is talking about what he thinks a boycott really means, Eric. And it's not a, uh, a hammock where you get young men in. 
That's, that's, that's the only thing I would think. That's you know. what I thought a boycott was all around. That's why I thought an oxymoron was a retarded kid with a lot of zits, Eric. An oxymoron. An oxymoron, Eric. Come on. That was I, pretty good. I don't know why he's got to be a kid. And a dictator was a guy with a potato for a cock. Dictator. All right, Reggie, take it away. Please take it away, Reggie. fellow comics enthusiasts, and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I'm your host, Reggie Willow Wilson. As part of the continuing circus that is the GOP's hopefuls campaigns, last week frontrunner Donald Trump declined an invitation to the final candidate's debate on Fox News, opting instead to hold a fundraiser of dubious fiscal arrangement for veterans, and to which $1 million was donated by Ike Perlmutter, former owner and current CEO of Marvel Comics. I don't normally talk about Marvel Comics specifically on this segment, and I'm not going to now. What interested me was the immediate call to boycott, and how it was responded to by those in the comic book industry. I did a recklessness on boycotting some time ago, but I think that with this incident in the news, it is time for a review so that everyone understands what is meant when the comics internet is up in arms about boycotting a particular publisher or the entire medium. Funnily enough, the initial comment came from Michael Moore on Twitter and was not a call to boycott. He tweeted, and I quote, Trump announces head of Marvel Comics has written a million dollar check for tonight's event. We'll think about that next time I buy a ticket. Moore doesn't mention organizing against Marvel or even mention the comic books at all. He's talking about making a personal distinction for Marvel movies. Many online comic book fans, however, took this as a call to arms, a chance to act and vote with their dollars as is often the best source for political power. An editor at Marvel, Jordan D. White, responded to some of this outcry with a plea that boycotting the comic books would only put him out of a job and wouldn't bother Perlmutter at all. The reaction was interesting. I realize that some of this looms larger for me because I am plugged into the comics internet, but the speed at which certain people call for boycotting a publisher for some perceived transgression is alarming. To date, I have not seen a one of those calls answered. The comic book industry is expanding and often those who decry a publisher are praising one of their publications the following week. But if a boycott were to work, if you could get, say, 10,000 people to stop buying titles from either publisher, it would be noticed. If you got 20,000 weekly readers to drop their titles, you could collapse the industry. Generously speaking, there are perhaps 200,000 people buying comic books on a regular basis, and 10% reduction in that would be catastrophic to an industry which is essentially being propped up by two companies. But if one did endeavor to arrange such an action, a mass denouncing and avoiding of either DC or Marvel's titles, it is obvious that you would be putting some potentially nice people out of work. Contrary to Mr. White's assertion, if Marvel Comics was put out of business, I think Ike Perlmutter would take notice. I don't think it would bankrupt him. It certainly wouldn't bankrupt Disney, but they would be forced to acknowledge that something profound had happened. Frankly speaking, 
If either DC or Marvel were forced to shutter their operations, that would signal the end of the industry. Comic book shops already working on slim margins would be forced to close. Without retail outlets, smaller publishers would cease to be viable. This would have an impact, besides putting tens if not hundreds of thousands of people out of work. It would be felt by shareholders and executives who are propelled to maintain exponential growth. And it could be accomplished by organizing a fewer people than are matriculated at most major American universities today. This diatribe is not meant to tell you how to act, but to illustrate what is meant by a full comics boycott. Such boycotts were arranged in the early 1950s, which did result in a famous Senate hearing and a reorganization of the medium. Perhaps that would be the result of a modern-day boycott as well. Or perhaps the industry would collapse and there would be no more comic books anymore. There are some things in life, my fellow comics enthusiasts, that are worth such drastic measures. But nothing, in my estimation, that is happening in the comics as they currently stand. For Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast, I'm Reggie Willow Wilson, and this has been Reggie's Recklessness. You can reach me on Twitter at Reggie Reggie or in care of this podcast. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. And we're back, Eric. I'm using that trigger. <laughs> I I just swig a bunch of fucking NyQuil. It's going to be a rocky road from now on, Eric. Oh, Jesus it's, Christ. it's going to be a bumpy ride. Uh, yes, if you are tuning into this podcast and listening, Eric, I'd like to tell you that there will be spoilers ahead. Warning. Spoilers ahead. Also, Stephanie Brown? Stephanie Brown. She's spoilers? Yeah, you, we're not going to see her again. I don't know when she's showing up, but yeah, if you would like to read the full reviews of what we talk about tonight, because it, also, spoilers, also, we're going to have a lot of nitpicking, a lot of nitpicking, and we are not cheerleaders, Eric. No, we are we're not. not doing shish kumba, and you're shish ugly, kumba. boom, 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 you're ugly, you're ugly. Boom, boom, boom. Mm. no, we're going to talk about the books, we always like to pick and pick apart things that make us laugh so even if, if we like it yeah 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 but if you want to go and read the full reviews go to our website which is weird science dc comics blog.blogspot.com and you can read our flowery verbiage eric as we talk about the books and use flowery big, verbiage big words like blood sport and <laughs> brick no hit back and home alone eric yeah we are the common man we're the regular man's reviewers we do not have as, aspirations as long as you of grew greatness. Up in the 80s. Yep, we do not have aspirations of anything, Eric. We just uh, really, I just want to get the goddamn review done and out there. I am not trying to impress anyone except maybe make you laugh. But you don't even read my reviews. I don't read yours. I have to tell you. We tell each other. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I threw this reference in there. Ooh, oh, that's hey. good. And then we check it off in our book. We're, we're, until we review, that's when we end. When we reference every movie from the 80s that we love. And even the 90s. What the hell? Yeah, I'm, I, saying, I'm alone. Shit got real. I use all the time. Fucking shit just got real, Eric. All right, but we're going to move This along. time it's personal. This time, oh, yeah. It's always personal. I don't care what The most say. dangerous game. Man. Man. Oh, yes. I would love to hunt <laughs> the most dangerous game. All right, but we're going to move on with this podcast. Get it moving. With the first book, Eric, and it is the weekly. Very weekly. Ooh. Batman, Robin Eternal, number 17, written by Ed Brisson, art by Scott Eaton, Wayne Foucher, Alan Pasalacqua, and Corey Breen. 
Eternal continues this week, and we get to see the big answer we waited for since issue number one. Did Batman kill the kid's parents in Cairo? Did he? Unfortunately, it kind of fell flat, just like this entire issue. The story and art were good to a point, but because the big moment ended up not so big in my mind, the issue actually felt more like filler than an important part of the ongoing story. The cliffhanger even suffers as I've now lost faith in how the story is being told, Eric. Yeah, the big thing that everybody wanted to see, I wanted to see, we wanted to know, did Batman really kill that kid in Cairo? And the and thing is, though, I never bought into him. Like, no, there's, Batman is the not problem. fucking killing that somebody. That is pretty much the problem. So if you have that issue, you can't go this generic. You have to have something a little – and they do have a twist because what happens – and actually most of this issue and the most important things in this issue are the flashbacks. Uh, usually we have little uh, vignettes – I'd like to say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's a word for you, vignettes. Oh, Burbage and vignettes? Boy, what side am I on? Woo-hoo. You going through the V section in the dictionary? Yes, I am. But yeah, you have these little things, and it kind of tells a uh, little bit of the story. But this issue is more of a flashback issue. And like you said, you knew that Batman didn't kill those people. Absolutely right? not. So Never bought into it. But I'm, I'm not even going to get that far. Because we All do right. open in uh, present-day St. Hadrian. I'm going to go with my notes here. We open in St. Hadrian's, which, of course, is the uh, headquarters for Spiral. And you have Dick, Helena, and Orphan is in what appears to be a glass case. Is that what he's in? Yeah. Glass cell. Kind of like what's in the Batcave. That's what I thought of. Uh, Hush was in something like that uh, during uh, the regular Eternal. So a little shout out. But, yeah, at this point, uh, they're, they're interrogating him. And I don't know, is is um, Orphan, does he not, like, realize that Dick is done with this, like, hey, Batman didn't like you. He's a one-hit wonder, this guy. <laughs> he is like four non-blondes, Eric. He is, he just won't stop with it. And it's not affecting Dick anymore. But then Helena has had enough. It's like Dick, they, they make it seem like Dick has been interrogating him for a while you think he's beating the shit out of him or no because then he goes to old school methods after what helena does at this point i think it's tell me what you know no tell me what you know no No. yeah you think it's just that that over and over again somehow she triggers hip a hypnoblast yeah you know those old hypnoblasts that we've seen all over the place i guess it's and it's weird because i'm looking at it now and i i would say that this would be something that would just be in that glass case but I would the hope way, so. But the way it is, if you look at the panel where it's, it's everywhere, but it's that everywhere. Glass case. Yeah, it's it looks behind the glass case, and, and then behind not, Dick and Helena. Yeah, it's not affecting them though. And is it something that if you have hit those it, it doesn't make sense. I'm telling you, this is the sonic screwdriver of the freaking DC universe yeah, the, where it does anything you want at any given time. Yes, and he is bleeding from orifices like manship at his buddies, <laughs> and he goes. And Quite I joke. do like this part because they go up to him and like, hey. You know, what did Batman do in Cairo? And he just gets up and spits blood right uh, in the thing. And then he's screw. like, oh. and yeah, and they're like, what, what, how could he do that? What, what's going on? And he explains, Eric, that puppy, puppy told me. Puppy actually told him. And I, I don't even get this. I'm they, telling you, you're trying to. This woman came to him and explained, they're going to use this blast on you. I don't know how to explain it or describe yeah, it, but it's going to hurt saying, you. But you need to freaking, uh, you know, get over it. Yeah. Did she, like, I, she, Helena has a little uh, tablet that it seems to trigger this. It's not something like Dick presses his freaking uh, temple and it happens. <laughs> so I, the way 
that Dick they Wiggles say is it. Here. Yes, the way it's they're saying it, it's as if Poppy like would attack him with this, and he would he would get a tolerance or figure out how to do it. Just almost it, like she brought over a prototype here. Yeah, subject yourself to it's this so for a weird few because weeks. I'm telling you, it's if I would say to you, you know what, Eric, you get hit by a truck, uh-huh. it hurts. And then you're really, like, I okay, know what I'm gonna do. you're going to get now you can do it. You can Every get hit day by a I'm going to get a little hit by a truck until yep, it doesn't hurt me anymore. Just a little bit more hit by a truck. <laughs> now I can get run over by a truck. It makes no sense. I actually liked it as a badass moment. Yeah. Uh, but really, it, it makes no sense. But that, it's there's that. And he keeps it's going. It's just with really it. a way to make it seem like uh, Poppy made sense to the story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing in this, though, I will say right now, because after this scene, you go to the flashback with Batman and Cairo, and I really do hate that the pacing of this issue is so thrown off by this present-day stuff, and it's almost like they have to put it in there, like, we have this two-way story going now, we got to do this, we got to throw it in. I wish that they never had any of this, because anything that happens in the present day is all bullcrap. Nothing really and happens. it's so slow. And yes, then we jump to the Batman saying. parts and you speed up. Yeah, and, and then all... you speed up. The, the pacing's awful because then you go to Cairo and there is Batman. He has shot these people. They're bleeding out. Now, I want to ask you one thing. <laughs> Bat- Batman is, is a smart fellow, right? I would think He's so. He's the world's greatest detective, correct? And as I've heard lately, escape artist. Yes, an escape artist. And he has shot these people with what is revealed by him and mother and, unfortunately, that kid. Are rubber bullets, right? Okay, I don't know. Did they ever actually tell you what it was? Yeah, I, I just think know, he said. Oh, you and your gadgets, yeah, Batman. Yeah. But why isn't he thinking to himself like, holy shit, there is so much blood on this ground. What is going on? Like right now, I'm looking at it. The, I'm telling the you, streets are paved in the fucking. It's running like red with the blood of these there is, Yes, there is more blood on the streets here than Fago during a Juggalo <laughs> outing, Eric. It is running with Fago. You know, told me, and now it's running with blood. That is a lot. Uh, but don't you think he'd be like, wait, wait a minute, what's happening? The checking his gun, like this well, isn't no, supposed to be. I'm telling you, what I get from this issue is that whatever he has created to fucking use his bullets in this gun. It has created this blood. So you think that it's like a, a bullet, a hollow bullet filled with blood. It's like a fucking, almost like a taser shot that hits them, knocks them it's out. It's a paintball. Fucking sprays it's a blood, blood ball. Blood ball, I call but, it. But it also knocks them out. But for a short period of time, because these motherfuckers get up like two minutes later. Yeah, it makes no sense. It really doesn't make sense. But the twist of this is not if Batman did it or not. It's this kid. The kid who Fuck you were kid. suspecting was going to be... Um, the Robin. He thinks it's going to be Robin. I said to you, I, you know, I don't consider Batman racist, but I, I don't know. Does he want an Egyptian, Eric? I don't know what I'm saying. Does anybody want an Egyptian? Yes, they do. You don't say that, Eric. Oh, I'm not saying that. No, I'm what I was getting at, I, that, off was, the rails. that was a very awful joke that I want our editor to take out. No, what I was getting at is you. He's a when this guy. happened, we were even trying to convince ourselves. I'm like, that could be Dick, and he. But we actually thought this was going to be more of that trauma. Uh, drug and this had never yeah. even happened at all but it happened and the twist is the kid is one of mother's children already a child of mother and he yells and he he's got some balls because he yells out batman's a dirty stinking liar he's a phone yeah he, it's so it's i don't know <laughs> it it was silly and I, as I he's yelling you. it as there is yell, blood. i got so i got so angry at that yeah, kid as he's yelling at too. and there's so much blood I'm wondering what Batman, and then, yeah, it's like, oh, kill him, mother. Plug it kill up, him. plug it up. And uh, Orphan comes out. They they start fighting. 
And you're like, oh, your gadgets. And he says, what? oh, I get it what it is. Mother actually asked, what did you use, rubber bullets, paralytic squibs? What's paralytic squibs? Ah, oh, you and your silly gadgets. Batman's like, no, I, I killed them. <laughs> I don't know. Huh? They're bleeding. And uh, then you start what I would like to say is a they live battle because it just goes on forever. <laughs> they're fighting. Now, and as they're fighting. Who I, is Roddy Piper in this scenario? Uh, Roddy would be, I think Roddy's orphan. Okay, so yeah. Keith David is Batman. I can yeah, think yeah, that. Yeah. I, love Keith I think David. Roddy, Rowdy Roddy is Batman because Orphan is the one trying to get something done. Batman is more trying to escape at this point. Uh, <laughs> Batman will not put on those sunglasses <laughs> and look at the billboards. Put on the glasses. Yes. But um, it's weird. The, the dialogue to me is very off because as Orphan is basically looks like he's humping him, Batman's just yelling out shit. And he's yelling the, about Scarecrow. And he's telling Mother and Orphan and anybody in the vicinity. Anybody around. Yeah, any, that, hey, Scarecrow knows that you're done with him. He was more <laughs> than willing to give you up and that push to make you believe that I would fall for this. And I said – he is now being shivved, immediately being shivved in whatever prison he's in. Arkham. He's in Arkham, actually. Yeah. yeah. He's getting shivved in the yard. He was pumping iron. He's now dead. I'm Scarecrow is dead. As much as I hated that kid for yelling, you're a dirty stick and a liar, Batman, I immediately hated Batman yeah, for giving too. up Scarecrow I'm telling like you, that. I said before we even did this that Batman is an awful Batman here. Now, I don't even care if you say, oh, this is an early Batman. He's awful. He shows up. He shoots these people with whatever he did and thinks that this blood is normal. He doesn't get anything. Somewhere orphan and mother are watching. He hasn't, you know, this is a guy who always is, he plans for everything. Tactician. Has all things the way. going on. He does this and that. Like you said, Scarecrow had those bombs and stuff like that in an earlier issue, the uh, fear toxin bombs. And it was great when Batman's like, I disarmed them fucking weeks ago. Fucking moron. Not here. He he's the moron now because he's been duped and he's been duped badly and it just continues. Then he goes into this monologue of a of how great Robin was and how great. No, I I'm not. I don't care what you say. I love Robin. And you said <laughs> what did, what did it seem like? Donnie, is when you're a fucking kid, your parents never say nice things about you until there's company around yep. and or when you're not around. Yeah. Yeah, they never say it to your face. No. They, they just, yeah, that's Dick, all. Dick has never heard any of these praises that he shouted out to Mother and Orphan. It's that phony praise because he just wants to. Well, then, at this point, Batman. I love my adopted son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Batman's Keep sending being, those checks. Batman's beating the, getting the crap beat out of him. And then he yells, detonate, and bombs go off. Bombs go off, Eric. Bombs in the city. What do they do? They. Uh, create a perimeter they, and scare them a little bit get a little bit of a scare they're very odd like it, he doesn't escape nope he kind of and actually i'm looking at it right now he subdues the kid and his parents now you could say and hey want to get him mother out of, as well yeah, she tries to mother away. goes right down and he puts the bat freaking cuffs. Uh, the bat cuffs on but yeah then orphan's just there he's still beating the crap out of him and it just continues and, they're ah, didn't get me fuck and, forth, and they're just going back and forth they're going and then they get knocked into a restaurant then they get knocked into a movie theater where what happens you actually looked it up that's the thing they get knocked into a theater they knock over all these film reels and batman hits him in the face with this machine that i have you it's not even a machine it's just a device it looks like a press to me it really is uh, where i fucking i use this thing as a kid when i used to work in a movie theater growing up and I could not remember what the hell it called. I spent 10 minutes looking up what the hell this thing is called yes. because everybody now, I was like, you know, stuff you use to freaking cut and, uh, you know, edit, uh, edit film. And then it's like all this digital shit. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Yes. There was things before the edit, like, you know, fucking whatever the hell. The best is used, yeah. 
There's what is it? Edit plus yeah, pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw that. But yeah, you spent ten site. minutes looking up a piece of machinery on what is it called? It's a film splicer. Film splicer. Just, I used it a hundred goddamn times. You have the worst. You always decide the worst time to research something. You don't research <laughs> anything else. You research uh, other things. Honestly, You're like the... it splices films. You're writing it in Yahoo. Uh, Machine that Yahoo. splices films. Yeah, you're at MySpace asking your buddies. <laughs> uh, the machine that splices film. What is it called? Oh, film splicer. Oh, and the thing you. is, I was just actually so happy to see it. I'm like, oh, man, that brings back so many good memories. Yeah. And he fucking whacks it in the face yeah, with it. And I spent right 10 fucking minutes trying to look up what the hell it's called. Yes. In the meantime, uh, Mother yells over to Ahmad. That's his name. It's so bad. He yells over, hey, Ahmad, get over here, buddy. Get me out of these batarangs. He's like, like uh, Ahmed bat- Zappa? Uh, yes. He, uh, I said batarangs. Get me out of these bat cuffs. He comes over and he's like, listen. She's like, listen, mother, mother, you got to get me out. Just break my hands if you have to. Now, two things. First <laughs> off, th- this kid, I'm guessing, number one, this is supposed to be one of those kids who have no feelings. Yes. He does, though, doesn't he? he well, has, to a like, degree. Oh, I would uh, say it's more fear of hurting mother. Still, he shouldn't have fear. His I'm saying it's no, gone. But the loyalty towards mother, I can see it I overpowering. It was, I don't know. I'm, I might be nitpicking because of just how much I was getting annoyed. The, the thing is, though, I actually had an issue with this a little bit. Because, I hope you have an issue of after she gets her hands broken. Yeah. She yeah, because breaks then, her hands. Yeah. You are an old woman. You are never yes. healing from this. And, but also, she's like, my hands will heal as she's rubbing the kid's head. You don't do that with it. These hands would be mangled. Oh, the way no, you look. Then she's holding onto this thing, has her yeah, arm around the kid, holding onto his shoulder. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, really. These, she'd have but to hit that metal or... like, Oh, these will heal. You are fucking no, old as hell. You are crippled the right rest of your life. Right now she's down the stairs. Med alert. Nobody's going to help her. Wait, <laughs> My no, life alert bracelet. Yeah, the life alert goes off. But yeah, then he's fighting. Batman actually gets a little bit of an advantage on Arthur. They're going they're back and forth. He gets a little advantage. And that's when Mother pulls the trump card and puts a knife up to the uh, kid's... Ahmed. Um, Ahmed's fucking neck. And it's... I'm telling you when that... The first part, he looks a little dazed, looks a little out of it. When the knife is to his neck, craziest look. He <laughs> really looks crazy. But she's like, basically, yeah, you know what's going to happen, Batman. You keep looks going. like one of the Warner kids. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Freaking things went wrong. Uh, like, hey, you do anything more, Batman, I'm going to kill him. And Batman, you know, obviously Batman's yeah. got to listen. Batman's not going to kill the parents. He's not about no, to let a and, kid And we've seen they did a really good job in the series, at least, to show – I believed it. I believe Mother would do that. What is she? Oh, damn right. This is just She's another. She's got fucking thousands of kids yeah, all over the world. It's like a fucking wrench right out the window. I always, when I'm done with a wrench, I throw it out the fucking like, window. What are you doing? Yeah, is so, this where all my tools go? Yes, work? yes, exactly. So he he stops, and that's all Orphan needs. Just bashes him over the head. I think with a, a reel of uh, fucking film reel or yeah, something. I think it is. It yeah, is a film he reel. Bashes his Those over. fuckers are heavy. Yeah, and then she yells like, "Hey, Orphan." No more toying around. Kill the Batman. And then we go to the present day in St. Hadrian's. And, and I don't give a shit anymore. You fucking yeah. ruined the and story. The Tell me more. And the is ruined. This is like, this is probably, that section is probably one of the most exciting things that's happened in this Hell whole yeah, book. In this whole series. And that's what you get. And then you, you get the Harper walking around and not fitting in. Thank you. You know what yeah, I would say I, to them? I don't care about fucking Harper. Yeah. I'm telling you, she wants to get back. She has to freaking steal an ID card to get yeah, back to where yeah. Orphan is yep. just so she could tell him, you know yeah. what? You're nothing. And, and really, the wh- fuck? why did she go there? Uh, I like to where they go and they have Orphan who looks like he's on fire. 
do you notice what they have there that they're using to to uh, interrogate them? Nope. There's water dripping down the stairs. They have a goddamn car battery. They're holding wrenches. Hit him again, and a, Oh, my God, it's bad. But he's not he's They not went biting. old school. And his ass is on fire. He has all this, like, smoke coming from his ass. He's in, I guess they have vents, but he's in a contained area. I don't know. I'm not sure what that torture is. Actually, that torture is the bean burrito torture they gave him. But, yeah, they, they go. It's not working. And, and even uh, it goes on where... Um, Helena says, listen, I don't, you know, you can ask your Batman questions. I need to know about Poppy because people are giving me shit. I hired Poppy to be in Spiral without doing a lot of backup. All I knew was she was a cannibal. It (laughs) sounded like a good idea. And, uh, yeah, she's in trouble. She's trying to get some info from that. If I ever leave the cardboard box factory, eating people is going on my resume. Yeah, really. Apparently it works. Yeah, then you work at Spiral. I bet you Spiral pays well. You, you would think, right? I would hope so. Yeah, I would too. But yeah, they get a, an alert that an intruder is coming. That's where Harper sneaks in, and I don't know why she would go in there. Any she, pay's got to be better than the cardboard box factory. Yeah, really. She goes in to talk to uh, Orphan, and really, all she's saying is, you're a crappy father. That's and all. Why does she need to do this? All you, it is is a listen, setup. It's all a setup. Yeah. We, don't, we know why she's there. Just so we can have this fucking big cliffhanger. You don't know what Cassandra was yeah. doing on a trip to God. Yeah. Yes, it's we funny. all know. We've been reading this series. Yes. You are terrible at these cliffhangers. Yes, these cliffhangers are awful. I think Brandon said earlier. And exactly. Yeah, they are awful. And again, maybe they'll twist it around. It won't be what we thought. Uh, you think that. Good but really, of course I don't think that thought. anymore. I don't think that at all anymore. And it'll be one of those where Harper will be very upset. <laughs> Cassandra, you know what? I still love you, baby. I don't, where is Cassandra? See, even he, even uh, David says, where's my layabout daughter? That fucking bitch doesn't do it's anything. A, it's a very good question because yeah. Cassandra's just roaming the halls of yeah, fucking St. Hadrian's. over there in St. Hadrian's, probably killing people. But uh, the other bit, uh, it ends with Tim and Jason showing up. And everyone's on. Hey, they're with me. Let your guard down. And they're like, hey, we got the uh, we got a secret weapon. We found it. And Dick says the worst thing. Of course, you guys ha- could have. Yeah, what does he say? Of course, you guys couldn't have called ahead. They did, Eric. I, I even went did. back. They oh no, did. I know. There was a whole ending, which says that was the that main was part of the, the last ending. issue that I loved. The ending was, hey, we're gonna call out. We're calling out on all spiral frequencies. This is the Dick Grayson. We're coming back. Birdie. You know, we might start out like, landed. what is it, soldiers? We still became a family. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, all right. That they was the best part of the last ahead. issue. They that, did call ahead. Yeah, is it just that Dick did not get the message? Dick did not check his voicemail. No, he, he doesn't. And uh, you said, we'll, we'll just go. I didn't mind this issue so much. Uh, the, art, the art was good except for Orphan. Fucking Orphan Orphan without a mask on was awful and looked different on each panel. At one point, we said he looked like sloth. Oh, yeah. At one point, he becomes just full of fucking deformed face. Yeah, I, I I actually had to go around to make sure. I'm like, did they beat his face into yeah, this? And well, then I look next yeah. panel. Nope. No, yeah. they did not. Yeah, and maybe I have it no was idea. that they did and they fucked up the next panel. I don't know. But, yeah, he was way off. I, I don't know how you're fucking moving an eye down towards um, your nose. Yes. And the problem, like I said in my intro. Uh, the hell of a torture. The big, yes. The big reveal. Or we the brought big our plastic twist surgeon is that, in. Yes, <laughs> Batman did not kill the kid, and we, we pretty much knew that. So when that fell flat for me, it really put the rest of the issue down. And Boy, the, I'm pa- done. the pacing of the book ending of the present day really was off. It, you didn't need that. You didn't need it at all. And now we get the cliffhanger that we think we all know. There, but honestly, though, like, you know, the little, like, uh, not spoiler, but 
the uh, little promo thing they give you at the end of the issue. Yeah. Next, the mother of all plants. I, I do dig that. It's like that yeah. Newsarama article. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, but then when I look at that, I see that fucking sloth looking David Quinn. Oh, now, that was that, that not so even much that bad compared not, to that. No. One. What's that? Is that a mole on his face? I, I don't know that I really noticed that a lot. That blue mole that he has at the end. It reminds yeah, he should get me that like checked a, out. It's I like think a Chief and Chong thing. It's like, hey, don't look at that mole. <laughs> fucking red strawberry. Yes, I gave this a 6.5 out of 10 on the side. And the thing is, I think I would give it a 6.5 as well. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. Uh, it just, I wish that that twist would have been a twist. All right. Either it, twist, honestly. Yeah, I know. Because they've already set up everything they want to do pretty much. Maybe they're fooling they, us by giving us the generic Batman deal, and then this next twist, it's going to be Harper that killed her mother. Uh, that, that'd be crazy, but Harper. no, that's too, that's too elaborate. Harper. The only thing I think we don't know at this point for the story is who the kid was going to be that was going to be the future Robin. Yeah, and they, they, he tries to get it out of them. He actually oh, yells to or that or about just, that. Actually, well, it's here's actually the deal. because Cassandra yes. went to Gotham. And I, yeah, and I didn't even, uh, I didn't even mention that. I should have mentioned that during that whole thing. Uh, Orphan basically spells that out too, because he yeah. says, "Oh, now that you did this, a child's going to be orphan in Gotham." And I thought to myself, well, "What is this? Like tit for tat here? Pretty if much. you attack mother and you fail, uh, somebody in your hometown dies. So stupid." I, I gotta go with that. Fuck this town. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it has to be. It has to be freaking Harper. Harper. Was and honestly, like, why else would sudden, why else would Batman pay attention to her through this? Well, whole it's thing? even even the beginning of this goddamn series where she says, "I was supposed to be yeah. Robin." Yeah. And I'm like, wow, just, you just gave it away right there. Yep. Yeah, the end. And it, this whole series now is starting to really grate on me, and I just wanted to end there. Six point five. Get on with it. We're gonna. This is the Batman slash Gotham slash Robin section of the podcast. So what are we continuing with? We are Robin number eight, written by Lee Bermejo, art by Jorge Corona, Rob Haynes, Trish Mulliville, and Jared Fletcher. Now that we can free ourselves from the pesky events taking us away from our main plot, we see our Midtown Robins going on with their lives, for better or worse, since Duke decided to, to disband them. Fucking words, man. On top of all that, we have a dual story uh, dealing with the parents here with parents here what is going on i don't even know man fucking nonsense parents here is duke thomas finds his own and our new villain smiley straight up murders his own parents enter the jokers yes oh, i just had to fucking put that all together yes Ugh. what what were you on when you did that fucking not being able to see uh yes smiley. luckily i took that eye patch off yes smiley yeah you had that eye patch on you i freaking connect <laughs> with you to, to talk tonight and you got the goddamn video on with your eye patch and a, a cigarette fucking yeah. worst connection ever your fucking connection can't even hold up with just the voice you got a video going <laughs> ay ay it's like one of those where you're like we're on chat roulette and you have such a bad uh connection that Ew. all you see is a guy there next thing you know pants kind of coming down and then cock always it, cock. it's always cock always cock. you like smiley i do like smiley i do too uh the thing is though i realized when i went into this issue that the robin war like you know how much i fucking pushed and pushed this book i yes. love this book and i realized robin war killed it for me after yeah. robin like the issue before robin war where they had the talents and then the issue of robin war with this I didn't give a shit about this book, and I realized going in, I didn't give a shit about this either. But after I started reading, I'm like, thank God, it's fucking back to basics. Yeah. I became hyped all over again. I also like this issue because I learned a lot of things, Eric. Mm -hmm. I learned that the Mobius Syndrome is when you get uh, get a permanent smile. 
or no, actually no, no, no. no it, actually that is paralyzed yeah, face. no it's paralyzed face mobius syndrome is paralyzed face and then what i did learn is that if you have awful parents they give you a permanent smiler why would you give your son a permanent smile? No, no, that was a botched plastic surgery. I th- no, I think I don't even think it was botched. That was I think botched. that's what they did. No, that was a botched surgery right there, and he ended up looking like Jack Nicholson I, in the '89 Batman movie. I just, I, I don't know. It's, they thought the plastic surgery was the best way to give their son the perfect face they'd always want, and the well, results who wants were less than optimal. Kid? Who wants a dull-looking yeah. kid? What do you think that they were trying to get then? What uh, a, a smirk. Honestly, I thought it was just trying to get him some kind of movement in his face. Yeah, but I, I don't. Plastic surgery would not do that. Plastic surgery know. would just give you I'm a not a look. learned fellow. Yeah. Well, I also learned that the uh, Latin kings cheat at poker. <laughs> we learned that. That was great. Uh, I, this this beginning this, was okay. The thing is, I really like the beginning because it is a complete parallel to how we started the series off with Duke Thomas with him getting punched in the face, which we find out in this was Smiley. Yeah, it or, was Smiley. Or, Johnny Bender, which I love the name because he is, in fact, the criminal from The Breakfast Club. Yes, he is. He's John John Bender. Bender. That is pretty good. But, yeah, you go on and he's causing this riot. He, the Latin Kings. At one point, he's eating a guy's face, it appears. Well, yeah, he might like, be on spiral tomorrow. No, man, you got to say you're crazy to fucking survive. That Honestly, is true. The thing is, this is, I have no, I'm saying I was not a criminal growing up. I did some drugs and drank and shit like Best. that. But I was not a criminal growing up. Did not get arrested ever in my life. This juvenile hall just seems like almost like a straight up prison. Yeah, it does. This does not I seem like a juvenile hall. I never thought it was like a me. fucking juvenile hall, what I thought of it. Yeah, in fact, it's when, like camp in my mind. When he is, uh, they're having that riot where they're like, hey, we were just playing. There's food and blood everywhere. And Fire, I man. actually, it shocked me when they said about juvie then, because that, that did look like a prison to me. Uh, they go back to the cell, and it, I learned another thing is you cause a riot, and they're going to let you out early. So they don't cause more trouble. But I also learned they well, don't clean those toilets, work. Eric. Do you see that toilet? Yeah, it looks like there my toilet. There is shit coming out of that toilet. It's disgusting. Somebody needs to plunge that toilet. That is inhumane uh, punishment. I don't know what's going on. But uh, the other thing, there was a lot of things. I like this issue. There's a lot of things that I did not like. And one of them is there is no possible way that they're letting this kid have Joker shit all over his wall. It's, it's not happening. You are not allowed. To. I could not go to prison and have Charles Manson shit on the wall. They would. What about Rita down. Hayworth? No. Well, yeah, Rita Hayworth. Boy, they'll let any bombshell on there. They're you not going to the let you have is, serial you have killers. No idea what I'm talking about because that's from the Shawshank yeah, Redemption. You piece you of shit. Talking about then I could fucking open it up and go in the tunnel. The, the tunnel, huh? Where'd that tunnel go? The tunnel went down to the river. The river, huh? Yep, the river. And then they got out and they started a uh, scheme where they were going to get uh, used cars and uh, chop shop and resell them as parts. And then they got into a, cab company? They got into a rocket ship. And next thing I know, they started Def Jam Records and hired uh, Run DMC. Boom. Sounds like a badass movie. That Let's is make a this movie. Kick ass movie. But yeah, uh, he. Uh, I like too. I'm looking at this wall, the, the fucking serial killer wall. Yeah. And he has a Mad Magazine thing. It looks like that. <laughs> and uh, it's like Mad Joke. I, and it's all the. It's jokers from all the different jokers. Which again, that's kind of cool. There's even like the Killing Joke deal yeah. and whatever. But they're not letting that happen. It, it just. I don't know. Things like that always throw me off there. So Johnny Bender's getting out early. And then we find we go to Duke Thomas, who's dealing with his own kind of story, where he's still trying to find his parents. Man, it's weird because this this does not jive well with Batman, oh, the no, actual Batman book. Because I, I am that so part. fucking happy because of this. Yeah, because you like Bat- that it doesn't Scott's, jive. 
Scott Snyder has been yeah. fucking teasing what's yep. going on with Duke Thomas's parents for so long now. And then this book goes. You and think bam. Lee Barhamo's like, fuck him. I'm going to yes. fucking pull the rug right out from under that motherfucker. <laughs> fucking who's the smartest one now, you son of a bitch. I just, I just Go back to your class. And Go ha! back and teach those guys. I'll show you how a real fucking guy does it. That Lee Barhamo looks like he can handle himself, too. Probably punch that guy right in the face. He'd have to call his brother in arms, fucking Greg Capullo, to come over in his motorcycle. Now I'm getting riled up, Eric. I don't even know what that has to do with this. Uh, but, oh, yeah, yeah, Duke is there trying to find his mom and dad. And he doesn't find him, but he finds a guy who wants a burrito. Uh, it's the craziest thing to me because he calms down a lot. He subdues and calms down a fucking mental patient yes. one of these hospitals. And we get this kind of idea that maybe one day in the future Duke will become an orderly the, or something. In the shit. future. I think it's going to be the next two next, issues. Next two issues. Oh, what yeah. That's, that's the future, man. He's going to have an internship. That's it, That has to be. He's just setting it up. Though but, at one point he tells the guy he doesn't want to hurt him and bashes his ass right into the ground. But oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. he was, it was very gentle to the ground. Oh, gentle. I'm looking at it now. The guy's face <laughs> looks like it's caved in. But no, the fucking thing that really bothered me, Duke has been going to hospital after hospital yep. in search of his parents. And it's only after he he dealt with this nutcase that he went, Psych- psychiatric hospital. Well, yeah, because yes. the one guy says, oh, man, we need people like you, you know, not to mention the mental institutions. So, mental institutions? Yes. Oh, my God. That there, there could possibly be a way that after the Joker serum t- took everybody out and got them, people could be at the institutions. Yeah. Of course, too, when he runs, he finds them right away. Yes, uh, immediately. Then I really like the one part. Well, uh, actually, we don't even get there. We get to the uh, – we have uh, Raiko where she – they. It, I like this because I, it, oh, shows I this that, it shows that they're – you know, everybody kind they're of dispersed and they're just going on. You have these two asshole cops who are like, hey, you wearing them Robin colors? And it really threw me off at first. And then I, the I other like guys, it because you're showing that we're still dealing with the Robin and they actually say – Look, we're not enforcing that law yeah, anymore. Yeah. The guys, Leave the girl alone. And then Alfred walks by, Eric, with his little, uh, oh. hey, there's a guy chasing a woman. Da, 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 da. That guy stole something. Yeah, they go but, running off. No, they I like that because anybody. we still see that Alfred's keeping tabs on all his Midtown Robins, yeah, even funny. though they just disbanded yeah. a bit. Ryko gives him fucking worse look. But then we go. Ryko's we, been trying to get a hold of Duke, and Duke won't return her calls. Yeah. And we get the Dre. Yeah. Do, well, do you want to see some Dre? But, yeah. Dre. Dre's the weirdest because I'm telling you, he's in he's in a park. He's on the park bench. I think he's about to make love, Eric, on the park bench, right? That's not Dre. Isn't it? What's that uh, part? Dre, it says that, Andre. Just, oh, oh, oh I'm wrong. Yeah, Dre, Dre is that Batman guy. Dre comes in. He's his own vigilante yeah, now, yeah. dealing out his You're own right. type of justice. Yeah, I'm looking at Brutal this and I'm justice. thinking it's that guy. I actually was so enthralled by the couple on the bench. <laughs> and I said in my notes here, Eric, that I thought it was going to be one of them park bench cuckolds going on. Because it see. looks like everybody's watching. They're about to fuck. And that the park bench cuckold is one of my favorite cuckolds that you can have. I didn't even realize that was a cuckold. Yes, because my it's in my top ten after uh, bed, bedroom closet cuckold. And my favorite, the dugout at Wrigley Field cuckold, Eric. Oh, that's very yes, specific. That's put, yeah, I, I was so into telling that joke. That I freaking didn't even realize that uh, Dre. I was actually going to say to you because I, I didn't even look when it said Andre last Tuesday night. Right. To show that. I didn't even realize I was going to say, who's that fucking motherfucker looking like Batman? It's, <laughs> that's it's Dre. Dre. Yeah, he's pretty kick-ass. So, yeah, he's, he's dealing out his own kind of justice now that the Robins have disbanded. And now yeah. uh, Dax is on his own as well, working on a compact grappling gun, which yep. is kind of cool because we still get to see that Alfred is watching out for him because, he's, you know, he's in disguise. He's like... Hey, uh, you know, he's working at this uh, machine shop yeah, or uh, yeah. automotive repair. 
and he's doing it on his own time. Somebody's knocking at the door. He's like, hey, we're closed, buddy. Oh, I heard that, you know, if uh, you're here after hours and you yeah, could yeah. help me out, maybe. No, I'm sorry, not tonight. Well, you might want to work on this other kind of motor for your uh, Yeah, you could use the uh, check that air compressor. Yeah, yeah it is good. It's like a little so, hint. That, little hint yeah. there. So, you know, sends Dax on his way. And Izzy, I just feel so goddamn Izzy's bad so for bad. Izzy. Actually, Izzy, all the time I just kept saying, how can I reach these kids, Eric? <laughs> how can I reach these kids? Because, yeah, her mother's a piece of shit. Izzy is working nights at the restaurant. Yes. And Still she's trying to go to school. She's missing yes. classes. Her mom doesn't do shit. All she does is sit and light candles and look at her fucking pictures of her shit her ass brother. Her mom is shutting down because of fucking... And that no brother, brother was, was a piece of shit. brother was killed shit. by a talent. Piece of and now shit. she just hates Izzy. Do you think that she's like trying to have a seance there? I got the idea she's trying to contact them. It's a good possibility. She's got the uh, freaking alphabets going. Can you hear me? <laughs> what was his name? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't even remember the dude's I name. Uh, the mother's like, even Izzy's like, hey, you know what? We got slammed tonight. You should come in. And what makes it worse is the mother's like, you know, I, I can't come down to, to the <laughs> diner. But you know what? You've been missing class. Like, she doesn't even say, like, oh, you know what? I, Mom, I, I'm, I'm been missing. Prom- you never like school. She you know good, chica. You know, you know good, chica. <laughs> You remember what we heard Latin Kings cheat at poker? How can I reach these kids, Eric? How? I said, we need Edward James Olmos to show up and teach them how it is. Or if you're going to get Michelle Pfeiffer, she'll teach them how it's done, Eric. She will teach them how it's done. But yeah, you get, I like these looks into the Robins uh, because it's one of those where they're not just – it's not just the Robin War happened and they're like, hey, you know, what's the next deal? No, that shit went, that shit got real, Eric. Sure, that shit and got really real. They're trying to get on with their regular lives and you see that they're still kind of tied in with the whole thing except Izzy. Izzy wants to jump out the window. Um, I don't know. Izzy it, should fucking push a goddamn mother out the window. She, should, she No, she should get her, get out and get her goddamn job. Emancipation. My man's got two jobs here. But then you go and then, what did you think about the whole thing with Smiley when he's in the car with his dad? Honestly, I've, I've got a strange reaction to this. I actually was really happy to talk about it. I hope because... that you think that that's the DeLorean and it looks like Doctor Who. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> that's what I thought. I I don't even know what the so hell you're weird. talking about. Yes. I'm telling you, the car to me looked like the DeLorean. I know I, it isn't. I, and just, I didn't know what was going on. I just wanted to talk about Mr. and Mrs. Bender. Oh, they're the worst. And that's the thing. You're, they're really played off here to be the, the worst pieces of shit yeah, out there. Yeah. But honestly, I kind of feel bad. I'm actually with them a a bit. That's the thing is, they're at the end of their rope. They're fucking terrible ass son. Yeah, they fucked up and got him a goddamn plastic surgery that gave him a perma smile. But yeah, they tried though. I'm saying he's been fucking getting into trouble. He's stealing from his sister. He looks more like Mick Jagger. He looks a bit like Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. But honestly, I'm telling you, they are played up to be terrible fucking parents. But. Their son is a no good piece of shit, and they have. Yeah. They're, they're, he's putting their whole life in disarray, and, you and they're what, done yeah. with it now. And you know what? I, I more. It's more the the mother. Because she's father, on the phone. The father. Well, the father's the father's on the phone. He shouldn't he's be driving working. and texting. He's yeah, working. I tell you that, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, look, he is really looking at that phone. But yeah, he um he needs hands free air. Uh, he's working. I'm actually like surprised said. he doesn't have hands. He's right. working. His son just got out of jail. Yeah, it's a, it's you know he's getting out of jail for Christ's sakes. This isn't like he just graduated. Ju- juvenile college. hall. Yeah, well, juvenile hall. But yeah, it's not like he just got out of the army. <laughs> Seriously, or he just won a Pulitzer Prize or well, anything. I'm not proud of you, son. I had to go pick no, you up. No, yeah, he's like, hey, you're gonna talk to me or is this tough love? No, you are a piece of shit 
who I have to work. You know what? Somebody has to pay these goddamn bills, you son of a bitch. You are so bad. When your sister found out you were getting out today, she stayed at a friend's yeah. house. No, that, that's the part that I really, I really got to know. First off, the mother looks a little too young. Uh-huh. Uh, the way they're, she's drawn, but she's the piece of crap. She even, she's such a piece of crap. Like, hey, where's Tiffany, which is his sister? Uh, uh, she's over What's-Her-Face's house. You know, the fat one. You son of a bitch. Fuck it, you, man. I yeah. have heard the way you've talked about your fucking kid, your kid's friends. Hey, and like, I wouldn't the, say it in a comic book, though. I'm just saying, what's this your This is on record. She's what, on record here in this comic. What, what's your oldest son's girlfriend's name? I don't know. <laughs> How My oldest son is Caitlin. Okay, because we talked that. about it after Take you didn't it. remember her yeah. name when you ran into it. But her. I wouldn't say, oh, you know, the fat one. And she's not even looking up. This guy's there with his goddamn smile. And he's, again, like you said, he's a piece of shit. Then he starts, like, grabbing shit and throwing stuff. Yeah, she and- grabs her, his, her phone, throws it into the television. Honestly, and they say at this point, you're out of this house tomorrow. Yeah, it's like, God and I agree. It. You know what? Your dad is working. Now you ruin the phone. No phone's the, My wife put the phone in the goddamn sink the other day it's 175 dollars <laughs> with the goddamn insurance eric i'm not made of money and he broke the, the tv she's not gonna be able to see her story she's not gonna be able to have that tv and segment my shows are on yeah the shows are on he's a piece of shit the dad's gonna hit him over the head with a bottle of whiskey then he goes in his room and i'm thinking okay this kid's bad news right yeah he has joker but, but take these down this, you can't have this kid around the Joker. I'm not you, going you in can't. that room. It scares me. Yeah, but he has a gun hidden, Eric. And yes, he does. He's going to cause problems. And uh, again, you get you go back to Duke. He finds his parents. They are sniveling fucking lunatics. I'm sorry, they, I think his father can only say there's something wrong with my wife. He says, yeah, there's mother, something wrong with the life. And the mother's just fucking. Giggling. And she has not talked since she came yeah, in. So, no, they're, they're really and they have no off. idea who Duke is. And do you get the, I mean, at that one point where the dad is looking at Duke and he's crying, do you think that he knows and he just can't say anything else? Because he is no crying idea. then. Yeah, he's also slobbering. He's, I'm saying he's also crying because there's something wrong with his wife, yeah. as he keeps saying. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Duke's crying. It's, it's a bad scene, Eric. But then, yeah, then you get the Joker. Our smiley dresses up, gets the makeup on, decides he wants to be the fourth doctor. Gets that goddamn scarf. Get the scarf going. Gets the scarf going. Goes down and basically kills his parents. When you see that, well, I well, thought that it was going to be something that was uh, like, oh, we didn't see what we were seeing. Yeah, we, we saw it. No, yeah, he straight up murdered them. And then he just sits there and his dad has his face in this goddamn spaghetti and he's eating the spaghetti. He's a piece of shit. Psychopath. Eric. He is a psychopath. He's now, crazy. My, my biggest problem with this book is that we have this connection from Smiley from the first issue. Because yeah. they really, you know, like this is the connection here, guys. Yeah. Our fucking, this, our main villain now has connection to duke in the first issue there's this whole duality going so i went back and looked at the first issue that dude did not have a perma smile and it no. actually bothered me because yeah. you, you're working on this you're setting this up what i want to think that it was already set up at the first yeah, issue that this was what it was leading to in the second arc we're going to go back to this guy so because even in the first panel of the first page of the first issue is duke getting punched in the face and you see on the dude's hand punching him that smiley symbol yeah, which yeah. this guy has yep and but not the perma smile yeah i, I would i would have even liked it well it, i thought how old is he uh, i don't know uh 17 okay yeah okay i was gonna no i meant in the first issue the same thing it's young? only been a couple of weeks oh really i thought that it was like when they were really young because i oh, think no, it was no. later so it was 12, in, it was 12 years old when he got the yeah uh, when he got the surgery smile. i thought that maybe they were gonna it was one of those where this was when they were seven and no, beating no. the shit out of each other but yeah do you think that's why he went to juvie hall I honestly, I, I actually put him on review where because he said he's been going to Juvie Hall a couple times now. I don't know if it's due to this or he did something after that. Yeah, but obviously, it's going to be a showdown between him and Duke again. And yeah, it's going to be great. Thing, and Duke will say, "Oh, come on, man!" And I hope we he's can get along. 
I hope he's rocking that helmet that fucking Capullo gave him in Batman. Yeah, that would be cool. And then uh, freaking Smiley will punch it and then hurt his hand. Yeah. Yeah. How do we get to get, get to these kids, Eric? Reach these kids. How do, how do we reach these kids? And also, the other thing I don't like about this issue, though, is I, I love the art. But for some reason, they draw fucking Duke like he's wearing a shit ton of eyeliner and mascara. Yeah. And it, it bothers me for some yeah. reason. I don't and know. There was the one point when he sees uh, – actually, it's the point where – When he sees his parents? No, it's actually the point where he realizes that he hasn't checked the mental hospital. Oh, yeah. And he looks like he should be in the goddamn mental hospital. They should just <laughs> fucking commit him right there. Uh, but I did like it. I think I would have no, given I love this, this a uh, – what did I put? A 7 out of 10. No, I'm sorry. All the hype is back for me. I can't wait to see that. Like, what's going to happen. This is the genesis of the Joker's gang from Batman Beyond. Yep. It's really cool, and we have a goddamn villain that makes sense, not a fucking talent, because that's ridiculous. Yes. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten, huh? Well, we're going to move on to a book that I loved, Eric, and that is Grayson, number 16. I'm a big fan of Grayson. I know. I'm especially a big fan of Grayson when Tom King's on, and in fact, Eric, written by Tom King, art by Michael Yannon, Jeremy Cox, and Carlos M. Manguel. We like to call him the Manguel. Mangler. Do we, do we like to call him that? The, the Mangler? Mangler? I couldn't even get it out. I freaking almost freaking choked on my own breath. All right. Tom King returns to Grayson. It made me even sadder that he's leaving the book so soon. Why? Because of how fun this issue was, Eric. It oh, seriously so was one of my favorite reads since we started our site. And I wish that every DC comic writer would take notice and give us this type of issue now and again. If I ever meet you and you say that you didn't like Grayson number 16, you better get ready for your face to get punched, Eric. And I'm not joking. I'll punch you. It'll hurt. And yes, you will bleed. And I said here, this is a promise. And I always keep my promises, Eric, unless you're my buddy Pete. And I told you to meet me at Acme and then decided to jerk off instead. But if you aren't Pete, you will be punched, Eric. That is my write-up for this issue. Because, boy, I loved it. I'm telling you, I didn't do this right away. I, I was our review schedule and how we do this and i don't know if it interests people because it interests us a lot we're very interested in talking about what we do you know first review or whatever i thought that that goddamn piece of shit suicide squad book was a big one so i didn't do this until later and i read it i'm like god this would have made my whole week better this is when when dc has to realize that if they keep a good put out a good product eric on wednesday that actually makes my, my week better. That I'm like, oh man, I would have come into work and I would have been so excited to tell you about it, but I didn't do this. Well, right that's the away. thing. It's like I always tell you, um, whatever books I'm reviewing on Wednesday, I have to end on a fucking fun book because yeah. I will not want to start on Thursday if it's fucking shit. Yep. And it'll ruin oh, my entire this week. This book made me so happy because it is. It's hilarious. It's action packed. It actually pays homage to the obvious thing that it should, but. Even then, made it awesome. It was so good. And it starts off, you get the typical cold open that Tom King loves to do. And you have, you have a fucking hot rod. You have a guy that's like handcuffed to the goddamn thing. And a, the thing, a guy dressing up comes over and, hey, what's the password? Swordfish, swordfish. And he's like, okay, in the trunk you go. And he says, hey, you know, don't press it. He goes to the valet who's standing there, which is awesome because it turns out to be Tiger. Yeah. And if you look, you can tell. They didn't mess that up. And he's like, hey, whatever you do, don't press the red button. It's a parachute. And the way he says it with a <laughs> grin, you're like, man, Dick's so cool. Yeah. It's not Dick. Not at it's all. It's another and, guy and, because he goes in. And, and honestly, was, I was ri- initially thrown off because of the guy freaking handcuffed to the back of the car. I'm like, that's why fucked would Dick up, do Dick. that? But he, it's yeah. so cool that you think almost, okay, 
That makes sense. I'll go with it. But yeah, it throws you off a bit. But he goes in and he's like, oh, so many familiar faces. <laughs> like, hey, there's that chick and that chick. And he knows that. So good. Now, I, I love it, though, because the freaking he has like Miss uh, On or Off, yep. Miss Quiver, Miss Peter Breaker, Miss, Miss Humpter, Miss Sheep's Bottom, Miss Balzac. Yep. So good. And, uh, then he goes and there's Dick, but pulls away and there's Dick and he's like surprised and gives them a fucking kick right to the face. So good. And it starts off the whole story of where they're, him and Tiger are going to take down Spiral by just going down the line and taking out every spy. <laughs> and I love it. And I even love it where he's getting kicked. This guy's getting kicked and falls down and the lady yells out to this guy, my name's Amelia Spellman, you ass. I'm a neurologist. I'm like, this guy was just going through there, just throwing out names, I think. Yep. And it reminded me, you hate the movie. It reminded me if you saw Kingpin, yeah. where at the end when uh, Woody Harrelson shows up at the big uh, bowling tournament, he goes in and at the beginning he grabbed like he was all cool and grabbed somebody's piece of pizza. He goes and grabs it at the end and goes, and say, hey, that's my pizza. <laughs> it may, it, I don't know why it made me think of that, but yeah, it was so great. They get in this car and they're speeding off. And I'm telling you, everybody loves Midnighter with uh, Grayson. That it's the greatest team up. It won, I think, it won our team up of the year on the site, known our uh, emergency podcast end of the year awards. I'm telling you, my Ain't vote's already in. My I, vote's agreed. in for these two. The they are the best. This is one of the best pieces of writing <laughs> of a comedy freaking comic that i've ever read that's the thing too i love this book so much there's not a lot of content to no it. there's not and the problem is though it's so fun and it, i'm sorry it moves so fast to all these different scenarios it, and it, yeah a lot is accomplished here without a lot happening nope they're they're taught you get it sets up that these two are good friends now if, if next issue tiger puts his life on the line for dick Fully believable to me. Now. Agreed. And it's one of those where he's that reluctant friend. He likes Dick. He, he always did. But Idiot. He, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's that. He's just yelling at him the whole time, and it's so good. And you have so many jokes. You have the whole thing with the uh, Tony the Tiger. Yeah. That's okay. That that was actually, it paid off later. And I'm telling you, I, had, I was so happy to get back to jokey Dick. Yeah. Yeah, this just is, having yeah. a good time throughout this so entire good. issue, just fucking throwing out jokes out there, whether they stick or not. Yeah. And him actually remarking on the fact that they're good jokes or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And at the point, he's like, hey, I'm pushing that red button. And, and freaking oh, Tiger's like, no, I'm... you're not. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to push that red button. <laughs> no, no. And then he starts with the Tony the Tiger. In the meantime, they are getting chased by guys on skis with fucking automatic Uzi's. weapons. Yeah, and they're like, oh, what's going on? And then there's even a nice little thing where he's like, hey, you know what? I used to drive with Batman all the time. He's a crazy driver. Nothing like you. And then ties it into a piss-the-pants story. <laughs> where he's like, you know what? I used to like that the Robin suit had some yellow because I could piss my pants. And even that, he's like, you know, for the stains because my costume was yellow. Kind of yellow. <laughs> yeah, yellow we, enough for I this wordplay. And he's like, I love it. He's like, yes, yes, I get it. My goodness. So clever. And then he's like, then you go into a... Very good, uh, again, homage to uh, Lethal Weapon to me. Because he's like, push the red button. You, you told me not to push it. It's just like to <laughs> jump on three. And or that like, or yes. fucking cut the blue wire. You told yeah, me not yeah, to that, the blue Yeah, wire. that. It's the whole thing. It's so good. Like, you told me not to. No, push it now, you idiot. He pushes it. It's so good. But yeah, nothing's really happening. No. And they're just going place to place, taking out agents yeah. on their path and to take you, down Spiral. And then some more jokes. He gets out and he's like, so who are these? Oh, that's Agent 5 and Agent 15 <laughs> or whatever. 
hey, Jim, fine, that guy's better than me. And then the whole thing is a joke about how he is so low in the ranks. I'm telling you, <laughs> every joke ends up hitting. It's so good. Even when we go back to freaking uh, Spiral and freaking Dr. Yeah. Ness is telling Helena, don't worry, we have some more agents out there. They're going to take him down. And we got to report it. And yet we have to – oh, shit. Yeah. He's and taking just, down more agents. Yep, it just comes in. It's like one of those – like it's like, oh, we have uh, 15, uh, 15 down. That's not that bad. Oh, we have 20 now. Oh, okay. And then, uh, <laughs> 25. And she's just like, god damn it. But, yeah, at one point they kind of hint that they expected her to go with them. And uh, they think that Nets is mind controlling her. Right. That the hypnos are making her do this. It's a nice way to think of how they're going to uh, explain it out when I this all I happens. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't either. But if they want to, that's the way to do it. I think that possibly at the end she'll go with that. I think, I think actually that she's, Helena, Helena is so like job oriented. That's what I'm saying. I think that she's almost like an Amanda Waller. That so whatever yeah. her job is, she's going to do it. She doesn't want to, to be a failure. To the best of her ability. Yeah, she doesn't want to be a failure. Then and I, then we get the beefcake shot. They're freaking <laughs> them walking out of it an exploding so ocean. everywhere. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. They're walking out of an exploding fucking, the, the, uh, fucking yacht or whatever. The speedboat uh, blew up. And then there's Dick. He goes in with the song. And he just starts singing it. And it makes me laugh. I'm telling you, J- Michael Yan and the art is so good because as Dick is singing it, you see Tiger... And yeah, it's one, it's a static panel, but you, you get that expression of him like, God damn it, you are so annoying. And, and not get, only that, as the song goes on, you have this whole opener, yeah, like the theme song Bond to James Bond. Yeah, it's even got the woman there. It's, it looks like it's Helena. And she's there, and he's singing, and you get a montage of all these things that they are doing while the song's going <laughs> on, and they are awesome. He's singing what he's doing. Oh, they are awesome. <laughs> I had to laugh out uh, it, it, it was so funny. And it, again, it starts off with, and are you saying that it is Goldfinger, right? Or are you saying uh, Moonraker? No, that's the thing is, though, because I, I, it's Goldfinger, obviously. Yes. But in our minds, Moonraker is the same song. With just it is. In words. my mind, it is the same song. But yeah, it's uh, with the thing with the Agent 37. Moonraker, yeah, Goldfinger. I love the part where he says he's the spy, the spy with the face of swirls. He gets all the girls, and then he has to stop it. But he calls them women because girls, though it fits the rhyme scheme, is kind of misogynist and doesn't show proper respect for the other equal sex. I actually laughed yeah, out loud too. at that part. I thought it was so funny. 37. Yeah, and the bah, whole time bah, he's doing this boom, boom, boom. And Tiger <laughs> is getting so mad. He's like, he's not corny, and he calls him Tony or whatever he said. No, no, you do not. Yes, he does, just because it annoys him. Uh, I wish I could sing better. Uh, my throat's killing me. But oh, yeah, at so one point, he's, sweet, he's, sweet tones. he's fighting people with fucking the sharks. Uh, it's the greatest. <laughs> I'm telling you, even at one point, it looks like they are fighting Goldfinger. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. I, I can't even explain to you how much I love this comic. I want to make love to it right now. Or I want to make love to it. I'm I put to my dick all Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to go over to it. Hold oh. up. Hold up. Don't oh, do it. Oh, oh great. Oh. oh, God damn it. Uh, now he's fucking a goddamn book. Uh, I just did it twice, Eric. Twice just happened. Oh, I believe goodness. it. I loved it. But yeah, I, it's so good. And I don't care if that nothing and really happens. The thing is, the worst part of this book, though, I had so much fun, but the ending kind of just kind of falls flat for me. I'm sorry. I had to do it one more time. Oh, it Jesus was not Christ. satisfied. Didn't you hear me pounding the shit out of it? <laughs> I am a good lover. 
Then he, she, uh, Helena there is. I'm saying though, hold on. Uh, I, I was saying I was too fucking busy. away. I was too busy fucking the comment. That, as good as this whole issue is, I kind of felt that the ending fell flat a bit. Oh uh, yeah. When it introduces the, the well, other characters. I uh, well, that was the syndicate. The only thing is, you realize I have mentioned it to you before. They have, uh, they've hinted at these guys all the series. You have seen them in these shadows the whole series. So right. this is a big thing to finally get to see who they are. And you okay, always see, I know how the, that kind of connection that you do then. Yeah, the, the only thing you always knew or you kind of guessed that Grifter was involved. Yeah, I remember, was okay, I remember that thing. panel because he had the fucking dangly yes. face. Oh, that's and I always thought that they were kind of fooling with you. But yes, indeed, Grifter is there. But this is the syndicate, which is supposed to be like the greatest assassins and the greatest uh, deal. I have a big problem. This is actually, I'm telling you, this issue up till here, I don't care if it had anything in it. You say it, you know, it's not a lot of substance. It was going to be a 10. I had oh, yeah. so much fun. And it, just on fun factor, the minute that I saw Frankenstein involved, uh, it did go down because I don't understand why they keep trying to make Frankenstein a villain in these Dude, things. I don't even know why they fucking put him in a suit. Yeah. He looks so crazy. Weird but yeah, they are uh, Frankenstein, Keshi, Tao. Bronze Tiger, and I'm telling you, there's where the, it hits. They go Bronze Tiger, and you, I did a mission with the 37 before. He kept calling me Bronze Tony the Tiger. And you're like, Dick is awful with the jokes. It's so great. He's so corny, and that just that was the big punchline. And there's Grifter, King Faraday, Gwesson, and there are all these people that are going to go after Tiger and uh, Grayson. And to me, it's awesome, And except for Frankenstein. I, I even put in my notes, why, Frank? Why? He is a... You know what I mean? He, oh, I know. This isn't him. It's just the same as when he showed up in the fucking truth story. There's no reason. And at least then I could say that he was being controlled, controlled by the black yeah. ma- mass. Not here. He's just there. It doesn't make sense. And he put on a suit for the occasion. It's so weird. It's a freaking formal occasion. He got called in. Nobody else. I, I guess Tao got the message. Uh, King Faraday did. Nobody no. else did, though. No. Nobody else got fucking the message. Fucking Gwishin. Jesus Christ. I know. Freaking Keshi. She's got like a Lady Gaga outfit going on, for Christ's sakes. But, yeah, they're going to go get them. And then we go back, and they're in Portugal. And this is uh, our man Jay Yaws from Batman News was talking to me about this issue. This is his favorite panel. He loves when Dick punches the guy, yells pal, at the same time there's <laughs> a sound show. effect pal. He's like, this is the best panel he's ever seen. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, this and uh, this book and later when we talk about Superman, uh, Lois and Clark. These are books where I hope DC realizes when you have something like this that's fun and enjoyable, people don't piss and moan about shit. You know, I hear not. me piss and moan. I got mad about Frankenstein, but boy, I may love this thing seven times already during this podcast. It's awesome. It's so good. And then they're like, oh, that's you know what? They, they, talk to, they talk to the syndicate. I don't know how they get the, Oh, yeah, I remember. They, got, they have an inside source. Yeah. You think it might be Helena? I hope so, but yeah. no, I think it's Poppy. No, you I have no idea Poppy? who it is. Poppy, uh, Yeah, they get a thing, and they're like, we got to get shit done. We got to go to somebody. And Dick's like, I, I know a man. And they go to Maxwell Lord. And they're like, hey, Grayson, Dick Grayson. They meet each other. I don't know. It's one of those things that he owes Batman a favor. I don't know how the, the I, I was going to ask is. you, honestly, because I didn't start reading this book right away. No, I only started that, reading it for the podcast. Me, but I'm like, I'm, did they meet no, before? Unless, unless I am completely crazy and stupid, which I am. Uh, I don't think that they have done – this is just something else. Last time we met, you told me I didn't know who I was. I'm back to tell you that you're wrong. I know exactly who I am. Yeah, I'm the guy who's going to give you spiral. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might be an idiot. 
Maybe I just didn't think. I'm trying to think, but I don't remember Maxwell Lord being in it. But I, it's you know, I can't remember shit from yesterday. I'm saying he actually points out that they met before, so I have and no then, idea. Though. And then how does he end? Yeah, it does the sound effects. And then I even like the next Spy Wars and the Star Wars fun. (laughs) Telling you, it's so good. This is so much fun. This issue is just nonstop fun. And I gave, uh, what was it, like Grayson 13 or 12, I think it was. I gave my... uh, A 10 out of 10, yeah. A 10 out of 10. I I had a lot more fun in this issue. Uh, It's just that, that Frankenstein threw me off. And yes, I had to eventually admit to myself not a lot happens yeah it's a but it is such a great issue uh i actually gave it on the site a 9.7 out of 10 that's how much i, I loved it i loved hey, it dude you know me i don't like giving yeah nice you know 9.5 out of yeah, 10 it's so good if anybody and you know what else is great you don't even really have to the syndicate part yes you were a little thrown off a little bit yeah you don't have you can get this comment and I jump in now yeah you can jump in and this is where i got on twitter and we were talking about it and i said in my intro in my review that i'm devastated now that tom kenning is going to be off this book because this is almost like he is the master of this book this book is him the voice of this book is him now he's going to be off whether it's permanent uh, whether it's just for this rebirth, whether this book is going to end anyway, and he'll yeah, be with Dick. I want knows. him with Dick anyway. But I got uh, on, and this guy, that yeah, uh, our friend Mike Blanchard, who's on the GeekCast Network, uh, he just will not read this book. And he got into it again. He says to me, you know, oh, yeah, devastated. Like I was devastated from issue for Forever Evil 6 when they took away my favorite character and gave us a spy that nobody loves. Actually, it would have been good if he called him the spy that no one loves. Wouldn't that have been good? But well, I, I on, said on that. On the freaking Facebook when I put it up there, because, you know, your tagline for it was 37. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote that yeah. out. Freaking, he writes back in, you know, uh, in a row. And I'm like, you're making clerks jokes? Yeah. Get, get out of 1994, Yeah, fella. really. And the thing is, this is where these people who will not – and I used to yell at this all the time in my reviews. I've kind of gotten away from it a bit, but it still angers me that there are people out there like this Mike who will not read this book. He won't give it a chance. And <laughs> no, he, I just, hold, hold on. I just realized okay. I yelled at him to get out of now. We're in the 80s. We yeah, constantly make 80s Yeah, but references. you know what? That's cool still. Uh, oh, yeah. Freaking, That's back now. They, they really – they're missing out on one of the best books out right now. Yeah. It really is, and it doesn't matter what Dick is doing. Dick can be doing what Dick does, Eric. Dick does what Dick does. But no, it's he gets Tom King gets Dick. He gets Dick every so issue. He gets Dick, Eric. God damn it, I want Dick. Uh, Ooh, we god damn it, Eric. No, this god this is such, this is such a good book. Just don't just put the hate away. Pack it up, send it out. Send your your fucking Pack it hate. up, pack it in, let send me begin. Send the hate to your house that you're moving into and you can unpack it later just go now it's so good i would love to get this blanchy i would love to tie him down and then i'd pull my pants down uh-huh, and get uh-huh. that book out now he would love it i'm telling you this is this book is three-way that book this book is a, it's about dick grayson it's not about spies it is i you know what <laughs> i mean say what are you telling me it's here? not about spies I and read this singing book. songs <laughs> so the 37 yeah i love it but we're gonna move on to uh ryan clark's other side segment uh ryan called me out this week he says that i talk behind his back eric 
I think that this is on public record, this, when he listens to it, he's going to be like, that son of a bitch is doing it again. But, yeah, I'm not calling him out. I'm not talking about his back. Yeah, and then they'll talk about comics. Oh, Jesus, Eric, you're starting starting me on a a bad path. I can barely talk now. Fucking fucking a comic. He thinks we talk, man. What's his mother say? You step away from that, Eric. (laughs) Yeah, he is going to do the comic Beauty number seven. Beauty number seven sounds like a love potion to me. Beauty number seven. You you take this potion, and even an ugly fellow like me can bed down a lady, Eric. Beauty number seven. This goddamn beard goes away. I think goddamn now is my favorite fucking phrase. Uh, (laughs) This beard will go away. I'll I'll grow four inches, and somehow, I don't know. What else do I need? I need a lot of work. I'm a fucking work in progress. I was going to say, what are you... Holy you moly. need a lot of work, bro. Yes, I do. There you go, Ryan. Is that a good enough segue for you? Ryan just does not like our segues, Eric. You ever hear of this lady called Sally Starr? Well, yes. My grandfather cheated on oh, my grandfather Sally with her. Sally Starr. She, your grandfather fucked her, did he? Oh, yes. Take it away, Ryan. So, who wants to hear about my STD from the silent film era? Hello, Weird Science, and welcome back to The Other Side for the 49th installment. I am, as always, your host, Ryan Baritas Daycare Clark, here to bring you the non-DC Comics reviews on the otherwise all-DC Weird Science DC Comics podcast. This week, I am coming at you with The Beauty, number six, by Jeremy Hahn, Jason A. Hurley, John Rausch, and Phonographics through Image Comics. Now, I started reading this book with the first issue and really, really enjoyed it. It was an interesting concept for a book, and that is, what if there was an STD that you wanted to have? Not like Jim and Eric, who probably already have them all incidentally, but what if it was something that people wanted, that people tried to get? What sort of a disease would people actually want? Well, what if it made you a perfect physical specimen, immensely more attractive, and you didn't even have to do any work at all to do it? You're just slim and fit and toned and trim, and just the right amount of blindingly attractive, all because... Lucky enough for you, you swap some bodily fluids with somebody else who already had it. Uh, the catch of contracting the, the disease called the beauty is where this book and where this story really develops its weight from. Imagine if all these beautiful people are parading around and didn't have to do anything to work for it, and just anybody could contract the disease and become a super sexy model type in an instant. Now imagine if any one of these people at any moment could die a grisly and horrible death. If they were to be immolated by flames caused by the disease, catching fire and burning alive because of something they did to themselves to make them outwardly more appealing. That's some pretty heavy stuff. And this first arc covers... Um, a lot of that stuff, plus some more of the criminal side, their cover-up, uh, things coming along with uh, different characters trying to find a way to possibly create a cure for the disease, some of the fallout from that, things not necessarily going right and working away from that, uh, and just building this world up into this huge, expansive thing that it became. Who knew that STDs would make such a compelling story, am I right? 
Well, I can imagine Eric Shea probably knew uh, since his story about the girl in the backseat of the car with his buddy who ended up catching a case all his own was such riveting storytelling. He's one that's probably going to be right on board with this book uh, now that I'm, I'm bringing it to you. Uh, I really love this book. I think that the, the interior art is uh, just absolutely beautifully, sorry for the pun, done. And I love the way that Jeremy Hahn writes. Uh, I think he does a really great job on this book. I got to read his uh, Bad Karma uh, anthology book that he had done some stories for, which was released through Kickstarter, what feels like forever and ever ago, and really liked it, so I put him and kept him up on my radar uh, as that short list of creators that when they put stuff out I really want to get uh, get interested in, um, and I got really excited to check out this book. Uh, for the first issue, I was able to get my hands on the Jenny Frisson variant cover, uh, the variant she did for issue one, and if there is a definition of beauty as it pertains to this story, uh, that cover art page has all of it. It's dark and scary and gross and beautiful and, and kind of draws you in and pushes you away all at once. And it's just a beautiful summary in that one just eloquent, simple image as to what this book is well and truly all about. Uh, this issue, number six, wraps up the first arc. Uh, and while it'll be quite a bit until we get the next issue, um, I thought I should talk about this book now, uh, see if we can get people interested in the story now. Um, I think that uh, the six issues that we got so far are really engaging, a really unique read. I think that this book and this story um, feels about as, as worlds apart, literally as far from your quote-unquote standard fair superhero punch-fight book as is humanly possible to be removed from that. Uh, the collected edition of these first six issues drops in just under two months, the uh, last week in March. Um, and the first six issues I know are available digitally through Comixology. Uh, the physical issues were a lot harder to come by. Uh, I had to special order a few of them on it and read it digitally um, when I couldn't um, because I was a terrible comic book reader and pre-ordered nothing beyond that first issue, didn't add it as an ongoing to my pull list, so I kind of had to jump around and find ways to read it uh, after that first issue. Uh, this issue, for number six, though, was recommended for me to talk about uh, over on those uh, wonderful Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com message boards uh, where you can reach out to me like uh, board member Matt D. did so that I can get more recommendations for this segment and give you, the listener, more of what you want to hear on this section of the podcast. And if you want to hear more from me personally, uh, you can hear me talk on my own podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and streaming via my website, The Brightest Daycare Podcast, two words if you search for that on iTunes or Stitcher, uh, and you can read all of my written reviews, stream the podcast directly from my website, brightestdaycare.com. As well, you can reach out to me directly on Twitter at BDC Comics, or just drop a line into the Weird Science guys. Uh, they'll probably see that it gets back to me eventually. And like I said, for the uh, benefit of Matt D, you can put anything out in that um, uh, other side section on the Weird Science Comics, uh, the Weird Science DC uh, message boards over there, talk about comics and stuff, and uh, I'll be there uh, to respond back. I check in uh, occasionally, so I'll be there to see 
whatever whatever you throw my way. Uh, beyond the regular week-to-week reading, I'm going to try and get caught up with Old Man Logan. I read the first issue uh, for, for the new post-Secret Wars book this week. I want to read. I picked up when Barnes & Noble had their super sale on graphic novels. I got the uh, Get Jiro sequel, the Get Jiro Blood and Sushi, the follow-up by Anthony Bourdain, uh, his second foodie graphic novel, which was a really fun first story. Um, but beyond that, I don't have anything else uh, major or pressing uh, beyond the weekly books t- on my plate just now, so any recommendations for reading, uh, both in general uh, or suggestions for the other side, are always greatly appreciated. Uh, you can send those to me any way that you would like. Um, but as for now, that's all for me, and until next week, I'll see you on the other side. Of course, dogs are a pretty poor judge of human beauty. What the hell? I don't have crabs. What have you been telling them, Ronnie? Dead crabs. And we are back. Trigger words. 37. You like that? No, not anymore. How about this one? 37. Is that better? No. I'm afraid you're going to fucking rate me now. Oh, God. No, no. 37. Mom, calm down. I'm the man with the trench coat. Formal coat. (laughs) Ah. Yeah, we were talking about some monster party. Sure were. Yeah, you give them that. You give them more shout outs. You want to get a shout out on their podcast. You actually uh, interacted with them a bit on. I did the, on Facebook. Facebook. Was it Facebook? Yeah, it was Facebook. Okay, yeah, and then you forced me to follow them on Twitter. They didn't follow back. Give them time. It's only been a day. I'll give them time. All right, they're a fucking borrowed time, buddy. <laughs> borrowed time. My favorite time. podcast. Borrowed weird time. Out loud. Don't even give me. That. It's your favorite. You, it you is my favorite. Ours. It is. It's your favorite. You just do this. It's like somebody who works at the chocolate factory, Eric. They they might not like the chocolate. <laughs> they just that's a job. They go home. They like the fucking licorice. They're not black a big licorice. Fan of fucking white chocolate. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's like gross. the guy who a guy works at the gadget factory, but he's more of a gizmo man. He's more of a Rube Goldberg. He's more guy. of a Rube Goldberg. He don't like them gadgets. All right, let's get on with it. I am fucking high on life and NyQuil. NyQuil. I I came back. We were going to start up again, and I can't get rid of this cough. It's one of those dry coughs that the minute I start coughing, I can't get rid of it. Nothing clears, and it's driving me nuts. And the only thing that kind of makes it – I was going to buy cough drops earlier. I forgot. I got two coffees, and I got – everybody wanted these goddamn – what those uh, cheese fucking croissant things. That I get uh, all the time for Tanya. Everybody wanted one. I'm freaking Rockefeller over there. I, I, I might as well put stock in the goddamn croissant cheese factory. Cheese Danish, yeah. The fucking cheese Danish. Ay, ay, ay. And then Rafe said he wanted a cheese and blueberry Danish. Like he's some fucking fancy man. So I had to get that for him. But yeah, uh, th- this all leads to me telling you that I, we came back. I'm going to start up again. Can't stop goddamn coughing. I have to go and swig NyQuil. That's the only thing I have that coats my throat, Eric. You can come over and coat and my throat. And gets you high. You come over. Yeah, I feel drunk. I really do feel drunk right now. It's been a long time, too. Start singing. Yeah.
Suicide Squad most wanted Deadshot and Katana number one, Eric. I, I want to start coughing now. A blood <laughs> written by, and I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to go through the whole team's God damn it. Written by Brian Bucciolato, Mike W. Barr. Art by Victor Bogdanovich, Richard Friend, Michael Spicer, Clem Robbins, Diogenes Nieves, Carrie Strachan, and Sade Temafante. And this was one of those where we had the uh, dual reveal. Yes. I just coughed. Uh, where I reviewed it and so did Jody. Uh, that, that's the end of this. This nonsense of dual reviews, it's done. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> Bunch of nonsense. All right. Jody uh, actually sent me this blurb, and then I'll give you mine, too. We'll have dual blurbs. Jesus Christ. Bullets fly and blades clash with the release of the first issue of Suicide Squad's Most Wanted Deadshot and Katana. First story written by Brian Bucciolato with art by Victor Bogdanovich, Richard Friend, and Michael Spicer. Jesus Follows Deadshot as he goes against the drug cartels for who he has a personal vendetta against, with a new candidate for the squad at his side. While the story and mission seem bland so far, this first part brings a new layer to Deadshot's character that I personally can't wait to explore along with some kick-ass art. Make for some enjoyable comic reading, Eric. You agree with that? I do agree. Let me cough a minute. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Second story, written by Mike W. Barr with art by Diaz Nieves, finds Katana joining the nation of Markova's fight against the cult of Cobra, which has taken over their government. Katana is still her born character, as she has always been, but with art and her mission looking awesome and action-packed, it brings hope that this could be a good series, not just a cash grab, but it still might be. Uh, here's my blurb. Shame on you, DC, <laughs> you fucking assholes. Shame on you. This, it, I don't even, me and Jody kind of have a little thing going here. This is not only a cash grab, but it's worse. Uh, cash grab to me is like, oh, we have these kick at, you know, two stories. They, they're pretty good. We're going to throw it out. Let's slap the fucking Suicide Squad title on it and it'll sell. Yeah. This is worse because this is obviously uh, when they announced these uh, six issue minis way back. And this is when they announced uh, Swamp Thing, Poison Ivy, even Raven that hasn't seen the light of day, but also Firestorm, the, the Firestorm, Metal, all those that are going to yeah. be in the Legends of Tomorrow book, which is going to be just like this, Eric. I'm warning you now. Uh, Katana was one of them. Yes. Then all of a sudden we hear this, oh, well, no, Katana's not going to come out by itself. It's going to be tagged with this uh, Deadshot story by Brian Bucciolato and Victor Bogdanovich, and it's going to come out as the uh, Suicide Squad most wanted dual deal. It's going to be two bucks, four ninety nine. Actually, we were like, I was excited for it. Yeah, a bit. And I it. it makes the, sense because yeah. we always complaining that they never have any promotion to yes. get anything going. Yes. And this seemed like a good thing that yes, they were doing, it, finally. It, you said the magic word, seemed. Seemed. Because I went in and, first off, I thought this book was going to be bigger than it was. I thought right. this was going to be like gangbusters, and it was not. But it also was terrible. It is not a good book, a full book. We'll talk about the individual stories in a second. But I'm telling you, this katana, it, it's terrible. And the reason why this book came out the way it did is because they got a hold of this katana and they were like, there is no possible way that we can release this as its own book. People will kill us. They'll go pitchfork, fire, fucking whatever in the streets screaming because this is, it's awful. It Angry mobs really all the way. Where you have the book that was supposed to be the actual book in Katana being the worst part of this story and probably the worst thing of the week. Well, the it worst part of it, too, is like, you know, we have this Deadshot Katana story, and it starts out with Deadshot, thank God, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
Because that's they another thing. It, that's another would... reason why you're like, whoa, you know what? And Deadshot's the, uh, he's the headliner. He's more popular. He is, and I'm telling you, and this like we talked about before. This is, oh, no, I guess not on air, but this is the better of the two stories, and it was just thrown together really yeah. quick to fucking be saddled with goddamn Katana. Yeah. And, and I end up reading Katana, though. There are two things that I don't give a shit about in DC Comics. Cobra and yeah. Katana. And Katana. Throw them together, winner. Oh, my God. Yeah. It took me forever to get through that goddamn yeah. story. Uh, it, t- it actually... I didn't mind the Deadshot story. No, I'm saying I uh, love it. But it took me forever to get through that, too. I'm telling you, because immediately I was upset. But yeah, you get the. Now, Buccellato and and Victor Bogdanovich is on art, and he is kind of a friend of ours, you know, an online friend. And he's the one who told us, like, hey, I got this job. I'm doing this Deadshot comic. We got to do it real quick. So that's where we know that it was thrown together. Um, and it is good. I love Victor Bogdanovich's art. I really do. And Also, on top of that, I love Deadshot. Yeah. And having his own book here, which also can tie into the Suicide Squad book if you want it to. Yes. Well, all good. this is where I think that the uh, uh, Bucciolato and Bogdanovich, more Bucciolato because the story, he does have a benefit over Mike Esbar because when this was – when they <laughs> hired them to be, to be on this book doing this Deadshot – it was already then. They knew going in it was a Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad most wanted. Uh, Mike Esbar was just telling a Katana Cobra story. The original thing was like Katana Cold of the Cobra. It was specifically yes. called. So what? it doesn't make sense. I don't blame Mike, Mike Barr for this not really being a true Suicide Squad story because it wasn't supposed to be that. Not at first. all. So, yes, you get it this dead It was just shot. a poor story. And, yes, and it just the dead, and it's, it's a shame because he's the one who came up with the – he's co-creator of Katana. Yeah, I'm saying, though, nobody gives a shit about Katana. No, I know. And his dialogue is awful. It's bad. You know what? You know what we're going to do? Let's talk about Deadshot, and then we'll get to Katana. We just freaking gloss over it. Fair uh, enough. Because I don't think anybody's going to care. And I really, how much we like to nitpick and shit, I really don't want to talk about it. But Deadshot was good. And, again, I love Victor Bogdanovich's art. And it starts off, he's in South America. He's going to get a drug cartel. He's going after this guy. Shay. Shay. I left. It's uh, actually Guillermo Shay La Paz. And he's going to part of the Libertad cartel. Really, it doesn't even matter. It really doesn't matter. It's it's a drug cartel. It's a drug cartel. It ties into at the point where he's just – he's like a badass. He's actually like the Terminator. Pretty much. And like – uh, oh no, it's Deadshot. Oh no. We, we hear that drug dealers killed his family. Yeah, and you get that. You get this crazy, that's the backstory. And I liked it. I didn't mind. You don't have to go fully out, but yeah, no, it's, I'm good. it's the drug dealer. I heard of him once. We tried to hire him, and he said no because he doesn't go with the drug cartel. <laughs> it was Poppy. But yeah, he, he, they're talking, and he's just walking through fire and explosions. Love it. Yep. And he gets there, and they're like, I don't know. It's a personal vendetta. He doesn't like us. And then he busts in. He's like, nope, it's just a job. And just boom, boom, boom. Kills everybody around. Has a couple guys left. I'm like, hey. Left one alive left. to drag him out for intel. Well, it's funny because at one point he had a couple guys. And he's like, <laughs> Where, where's Shay? We don't tell. Boom, dead. Boom. That he's like, oh, you're going to tell me? Hey, I, you said I'd turn in my essay. I'm no snitch, man. <laughs> boom, dead. And then he has the last guy. And he just pulls him out. He calls Waller. Ed says, hey, I got this guy. I didn't get a uh, fucking Shay, but Shay I got this here. guy. Um, Shay's not here, man. Yeah, Shay's not here, man. So they go. They go back. He brings them back. They're going to question this guy. And then in the meantime, it actually threw me off. He's in his cell. He gets a bit of a – it's like a dossier. 
He he gets it, and it's, it has his name on it. It's some personal information. You don't get it right away. I don't like that he can just walk into Waller's office. Yeah, I had an issue with that as well. It's like he's walking in asking for a visit, like almost like a visitor's pass. Not even a visitor's pass. It doesn't make sense. Almost like um, he wants vacation time. He, yeah, he wants some. Uh, yeah, he wants vacation time. He wants to get out and do. He got this personal information. It's like yeah, what, I, what, who whatever's gave me in this? here. You're, yeah. you're scrolling with me. Uh, you give me this because I want to go. I want to go see what's going on. No, you can't do that because you have a mission. Not no, you are a killer and you're in jail. No, and then you get the weird part of this issue where he's. They're like, hey, listen, Deadshot, we have more. We have another mission for you, and you're going to have a partner. And it was. I, I was expecting. I don't work with a partner. You know all that. <laughs> a guy walks in, and supposedly. From everything I've read, this is supposed to be, and the guy's name's Will Evans. It's, yes. It's a, a black guy. He walks in. It's supposed to be Will Smith. This is what I've read. I've read interviews, and even Bucciolato said, oh, yeah, that's like Will Smith. It doesn't look like Will Smith to me. I actually sent a note to uh, Victor and said, like, hey, I heard that this is supposed to be Will Smith. Who exactly did you get the idea of who it is? Because <laughs> it looks like Steel to me, or maybe Cyborg. Yeah. I'm saying, is there just like, this is what a black guy looks That's like. What I, this it, what it really Will comes Smith off bad. It like. really comes off bad. Like, well, Will Smith, a black guy. Especially okay. after that freaking interview with Bucciolato. Yeah. But, yeah, so you get this guy, and again, he's a sharpshooter, Eric. Yes. And the problem I have with this is just why. Why is he involved? It's just to cause issues. Cause conflict. Is it just that Waller is bored and she wants to cause shit? <laughs> because they're going in a pretty important mission and she's fucking around with them and i know that i love sean ryan's uh, run on the regular suicide squad and that's kind of what it started out with yes. with like carly against joe there's no reason here it's very odd the mission that they're going on really doesn't need two people i guess uh because in, in the I'd long run there is well in the long run there isn't because and it doesn't go as planned though well yeah they're gonna go off they actually you know there's a headbutt fucking broken nose a sh- gunshot fired near a ear they don't like each other and again it's he's a sharpshooter whatever so they're going to go on this mission they're getting brief for it hey we're going to do this we're going to get this kid the kid's coming out of school we're going to grab it uh grab the kid yeah shay's daughter is being like protected by the falcone crime family in gotham and this uh this will he's just he doesn't follow procedure He's like, why don't we do this? He's a fucking, he's a guy at work that fucking always has to complain. Always knows better. Always knows better. I don't know anybody like that. Don't know, yeah, when the shit goes down. But yeah, he's like, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? And basically, shut the hell up, Rookie. Finally, yeah, finally, shut up, Rookie. This is what we do. That's the plan. And they go out. And now, here, actually, you want to hear this thing I have a problem with? And I told you this at work. Did you you know what I'm going to talk about? Yes. They, They have found out. That the Shay's daughter is being held by the Falcons, like you said, but he has specifically, personally given them orders that if she is compromised, they are to kill her. Yes. So if somebody goes to kidnap her. That is her, a hardcore fellow her, right there. I don't know why he didn't just kill her before. Is he because just, I'm telling you, until she's a problem, he loves her. Yeah, I guess. But it's so weird that she's like, she's there. But the minute somebody, I mean, what happened if it's a false alarm? You know, it's a boyfriend that they're sneaking out the window. Boom, dead. She's compromised. Dead. Oh, it's so weird. But then yeah. you plant a gun. This guy was going to take her. We had to kill her. Yes. No, you just throw him in the pool. 
<laughs> it always happens. But yeah, then uh, they go and the plan goes awry because this uh, Will guy, he goes, he's, he's, a, he's a freaking loose cannon. He is a loose cannon. I'm telling you, I love this show because we're setting up this whole thing where Deadshot does not want this guy on the team. He's a rookie. He will not follow our protocol. And he's right. And even in the van. He's, but he's saying, though, look, you just follow the plan the whole time. Yeah. And then Deadshot's not at Yeah, Deadshot's not even it. He goes dark. He turns off all his equipment and then he rides off on a motorcycle. Like a he's, got, he's got shit to do, and I love it because we set this whole thing up where he, like, you know, saying that Will is going to be the guy that fucks up this mission, mm-hmm. and Deadshot just, you know, has no intention of going no, through it. No, he's not even going to be there. Do you think maybe he's like, you know what, just follow the rules. I'm not going to be there. You know, you, you, maybe you should do something Honestly, right. it's almost like a dick move where it's like, you just do this here and we'll fucking be okay. And then, you know, when he counts on Deadshot to be there, he's not there. Yeah. And he's what, still pissed that the dude broke his nose. Yeah, he's really pissed. He's got that band-aid on it. But yeah, he goes off to this house, this mansion type thing, and it's basically we had heard earlier, oh, his the parents were killed, estate. and it's a lot in estate, and uh, his dad's there, and he Stately says, hey, I heard that my dad was gonna die, but not unless I kill him first. Ah. But yeah, that, that's basically it. That's I like the, it. The twist is that his dad's alive, but now he's gonna kill him. And it's okay. I, I didn't mind it. Um, the problem I have with it and with Katana as well are these just – they seem like digital first titles. They seem like chapters really to me. They're, it does not seem like a full book. Now, again, you're getting two for pretty much the price of one. So I can't really complain that much. But, yeah, you don't get a lot. Then you move to Katana. She fights Cobra, Eric. She goes and finds this Dr. Jace. Dr. Jace is a nut job who thinks that fucking, you know, science and mysticism mix. She talks to a cat. Uh, she fights. She gets knocked down. And Cobra takes Dr. Chase. And the, the weird, end. I'm saying, I, we, we know that this story was made first because it was going to be its own solo thing. But the weird part to me is Katana is part of the Justice League. Yeah, she's part of the Justice League. It makes me think, and the way she looks from this makes me think that this is like a story during her time in the Justice League of America before the Trinity War. So yes. it's like a weird out-of-time story. But like even you said to me like while we're off, not recording, yeah. she mentions Green Lantern. Yeah, she does. Like she they're says, friends. She's going to uh, crash her plane. She says, Green Lantern would say this landing is a good one. I must remember to ask him. And then even when she talks to Dr. J, so when Cobra is taking over this country, trying to or whatever, they want this Dr. J. She, the Justice League wants her. It seems like Katana wants this woman to kind of explain the the soul taker maybe she wants to get her goddamn husband that's all it ever is yeah. she wants her husband out of there maybe this lady has some theory to do that the lady can see the souls in the sword and that makes her special there uh but yeah she even says when she goes to dr jason like hey i'm here from the justice league it's not usually when it's something like that you get like a oh the justice league you mean wonder Woman? no not that no, one. not that one. and you don't get it here i i think that she's just a regular man i don't know it, it's it just, weird it's very ambiguous and it just throws you off and it, it really i didn't even get that far it threw me off that we're in the book how why can't you just say oh you know what i'm here with the suicide squad don't even just take that shit out i know that i guess eventually maybe the, the justice league will show up when shit like this happens, they they got to retool stuff. A you bit. can't have shit that just doesn't make sense in what you're presenting. And this is not a Suicide Squad story. Yes, Jody has told me, I read the solicitor, the Suicide Squad shows up later. I don't care. It's already off for me. And th- this is awful. It's terrible. The, the, the dialogue is hokey and fucking stale and stiff and everything is just ridiculous. There is nothing going on here. 
that Not interests at all. me. At one point, she even she they're going in the battle and they're trying to escape, and a cat comes by, and she's like, "Oh, a cat!" and picks it up and starts playing with the fucking cat. Yeah, Makes saying, when, no sense. When Katana shows up to get Doctor Jace, she meets some Cobra agents. She handily kicks their ass, and I like and that. Some local kids see her. I, I don't know how yeah. the fuck they saw her, and they followed her to Doctor Jace's fucking manor. Yep. And then when she's done talking to Doctor Chase, she walks out, and the whole goddamn village, it seems, is there. Help us, please! Oh God, please help yeah, us! We'll yeah. pay you. I'm like, you, you don't have any money. Get the I fuck know. out of here. It, so it, then again, she, it's like the Seven Samurai. Yeah. Exactly. She prepares them for war because you're gonna have to fucking fight your own problems. I'll help you as long as I can, but you're gonna have to fight Cobra on your own. Cobra shows up. Katana gets her ass kicked, and she lets down the entire people. Yeah, yeah. She basically gets the shit kicked out of her, and it's the greatest that the captain—I don't even know her name. She's like, you're not even worth killing. Oh, God. There you go. And, yeah, Cobra gets this Dr. Jace. Off they go. It's so bad. Yep. It is bad. But, yeah, uh, overall, I believe Jody might have given it a seven total. I gave it a six. And then I went on the site and said, no, please, everybody who reads this, please, uh, I give I give it a four now. Because the more I thought about it, I was getting angry. The actual issue is terrible, and I, I'm looking at it now, and it's, it's so funny. It's such a weird funny. thing to fucking ju- like rate like yeah, that, it too, is, because two goddamn too, yeah. stories. And the, the katana is so awful, and I this is the one that was supposed to be the main book that was going to come out. I, I, I will give it, though. At, I, I like the art in katana. Yeah, I don't I'll mind the that. art. I do like the art. But again, even then, to me, it seems more like it did. There's not a lot of backgrounds. It's not a lot of uh, detailed backgrounds. No. Uh, it threw me off. I'm looking at it, though, and it's making me laugh because I see when they're fighting that captain yells, you are just as harmless. You're just a harmless cat. Like, now I'm going to really? take your claws. Yeah, really? These kittens have claws. <laughs> so stupid. And then when she gets knocked out and she's laying there, that fucking cat shows up and starts licking her blood. Somehow that cat's her fucking husband. I don't know. I'm going to kill somebody. I hate yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit about Katana. I hate Cobra. I'm not... I really don't want to read this book. I hope we don't no, have to talk no. about this ever again. As far as I'm concerned, we're never talking about it again because I'm not reviewing it anymore. I said to Jody, you like it, as, but you like it more than me? Fucking go with it. Uh, fucking have, have fun. Because it's my awful. Hands this. Done. Like I said, if you go to the site and say, hey, wait a minute, Jim gave it a six. That, no. Jim gave it a four. It just looks like a six. I freaking, you got greedy, boy. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I guess I have to give it a five then because yeah. I like the dead shot yeah, one. I don't care. You. It's weird. Of that, four is – I'm giving Katana zero. Four you can't of that, give Katana zero. I'm telling you though, here's where we where I have the issue, where Jody did it, where he made it a uh, – he did each one by five and then added right. it. To me, like we said, we usually go with a gut feeling. And by the time I was done, even with that, I was so angry with this book that I wish I would have given it a four because – after Katana, it's almost like the, the fucking curtain was lifted, Eric. I see <laughs> what this book is, and it's nonsense. And the fact that I even enjoyed Deadshot made me even more angry about how bad Katana was because that was supposed to be the book. And fuck you, DC. Freaking, oh, just go back and listen to Grayson again, how happy I was. This is, this is the thing. People want to yell about us being negative and stuff. I hope they hear that just the anger. It's not me just going, oh, I don't like DC. Oh, Grayson's not a fucking... Uh, yeah. I'm not these other people. You're not either. It, we get mad. I want to love these books, Eric. Every single one. And I'm drunk on NyQuil. I am falling asleep. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. What's the next book? 
Next is Cyborg number seven, written by David F. Walker with art by Claude St. Alban, Andy Owens, Andreana Lucas, and Rob Lay. 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 I never have Lay. a goddamn you name for that. Say, you always say it like every way. Every different Lay. way that can be. After the events of the Techno Sapien invasion, the U.S. government is cracking down on cybernetics and also Star Labs because they believe the star might have caused the tragedy somehow. So with that in mind, the government is apprehending people affected by the Technosapiens and claiming ownership of all of Star Labs technology, including Cyborg himself. Too bad that Cyborg doesn't know anything about this because he spent the entire issue talking to a copied computer consciousness of his dead mother and bringing her up to speed on what his, her boy's been doing these past couple of years. Yes. Yes. I uh, I was immediately angry. I started reading this. I said, Eric promised me no more Technosapiens. And they talk about them. They, they're not they there, talk but they about talk about them. I'm still like, I don't want to see that word ever again. I'm done with it. Hi. At least now you won't confuse them with the tech breakers. Again, I don't mind. This is such a catch-up recap issue. It really is. I, but I it's like, enjoyable catch-up. Well, and I also, I actually like the concept that he's telling his mom, and it's like something that he's wanted to tell you know what I mean? I, I like that. Though, I will tell you, I, I am an awful person. I realize reading this that I am awful. Yes. Because that scene where he's standing at the grave yeah. in his full, it made me laugh. I actually laughed just thinking of him in that full goddamn armor. Now, he can make himself look normal. Not, no, no, that, that was, a, that oh, was, was old armor. Oh, I, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't even see. I just, I took that as now that he was just going to see because he was thinking back. Yeah. And then he went, that's weird, though. Like, that was, he just stood there while, the, uh, I guess he would have missed the funeral. Because yeah, he was he getting was, the deal. Goddamn cyborg it's a weird deal. I'm telling you, it made me laugh that he's just there and somebody's going to go by. probably one of the only things he went and did outside the watchtower when he was in that anyway, army. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't even take that. I was thinking that it was so funny that he's just there. It still makes me laugh. I'm looking at him. He's just there, people walking by. Look at Cyborg. He's just standing there looking at that grave there. <laughs> Looking at that grave, then he starts talking to his goddamn cat again. Yeah, he likes talking to that cat. It's again, if you don't have anybody else, it's you know, Smokey's there for him to I'm talk. I'm telling you, to. I fucking talk to my cat about TV shows. Yeah, watching. you do. So yeah. you, you and Cyborg, but there's not hey, a lot. Hey, Shadow Cat, I ain't no rapper. Yeah, I ain't no rapper. There's not a lot going on in this issue. I'll say, fuck it. We find, we start out with Cyborg going in after he has, you know, gives us a little recap about what happened yeah. with Mama. But he goes back to Star Labs because he wants to double check some shit with, uh, you know. uh what the hell was it even? Fucking cybernetics and techno yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all that yeah. shit. It's all mumbo jumbo. I, all... I just I just read it and it goes right and past th me. The first thing I get though is that he still does not have any time for Sarah Charles. No, she is stopping him. Cyborg, or it's actually Victor. I just want you to know, I will be there for you. Yeah, yeah, Sarah, I got shit to do. All right, you yeah. calm down. She even says it twice. I'll be no, here. No, 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 Vic, Vic, I'll yeah. be there. I'll for be you. there for. And actually, yeah, she's like Vic. I just wanted you to know that I'm here for you. I'll fight with everything I have to protect you, but more than that, I am here for you. And I'm telling you, she wants to go off in the closet right there. And yeah. she is saying that. And he's like, hey, baby, I, I got shit to do. And it just walks away. And like, yeah, yeah, we'll be back. I'll, I'll got you. I, pro I promise. I'm like, no. It, it would be a new kind of porn, BCC. Big cybernetic cock. <laughs> Big cybernetic cock porn. I'm looking that up now. Uh, what's his friend's name? Sebastian? Sebastian. Yes, it's Yeah, that guy calls right now and says, hey, you want to get wings and watch a game? Yep. Fuck yeah, He's, man. Yeah, man, I've been waiting. I got lots of free time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but he goes. While, while he goes in to go check on this stuff, the fucking government comes in. They start confiscating all the stuff at Star Labs. Yeah. Talking about, you know, 
how they're taking this stance against cybernetics because, you know, they think Star Labs might have had something to do with it. And fucking Dr. Morrow was infected. Who knows that he won't come back to haunt yep. us later yeah. on. They're, so they're, they're apprehending people left and right who were affected by the technosapiens. They're going to put them in the cells next to the people who were affected by that freaking black mass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're all there. Everybody they, in the DCU is in these fucking jails. And honestly, I don't know if I'm, I have a weird stance this week or what. I agree with the U.S. government. They're obviously the bad guy of this series right now. I agree with them. It's almost shit has gone bad. We need to fucking keep an mm. eye on this. And like honestly, I said, the it's issue almost, it's almost the stance of like Lex Luthor and Superman. I am always on Team Lex because we have this goddamn alien that can kill us at any goddamn awful. moment. Kill yeah, that motherfucker. Just, but that, that's the problem. That where they come off, they have to make them be dicks, and you know they're not just going to say, "Oh, let me take your temperature anally." No. You know, that's they're going to dissect them. They're going to find out. They're going to kill these people. I saw ET, Eric. I know what happens. I saw it at that fucking house with the retard. The girl who beat me up on that fucking really bad uh, bootleg copy. But I saw it. And they, they do not treat these people like that. The government is up to no good. And I don't you mean care. Black people, right? I don't know. I don't care oh. if you take away the guns and make them walkie talkies, Eric. They are still up to no good. But yeah, they want, I actually do like the idea that they're like, hey, you know what? We spent a lot of money on that fucking cyborg shit. Uh, you know, it's time to pay the piper. You got to come back. We're confiscating. It's fucking. Uh, honestly, they didn't spend a goddamn dime on the hell's all alien so, tech. It is so weird that they say that, but yeah, they. I get the idea that his dad did not pay the the fucking monthly bill, and now they're coming <laughs> back. They're repossessing him. They're taking him. But yeah, they're the big deal. There's like a uh, Rumsfeld type guy. Yeah. It, it's all these guys that are looks crazy. And uh, well, the, the craziest part, too, because we we had the scene where, you know, the guy's talking to freaking Dr. Stone yep. saying all this stuff. You know, we're going to confiscate this. We're going to take Dr. Morrow. And we jumped into like bring back uh, Bobby Zerozinski. Mm-hmm. Fucking that sounds like a hockey player, too. Yeah, it does. But um, it's weird to me because at the end of the last issue, the last story arc, we saw that whatever happened to him with the techno sapiens, you know, him getting infected. Yeah. It grew his arm back. Yeah. Why the fuck is the dude still wearing an eye patch? Why would it grow an arm back but not his goddamn eye? It's very eye? specific. It's like it uh, like when me. people just do push-ups because they want to get their their you know their belly. It's very specific, Eric. I push-ups for the belly? Yeah, push-ups. I meant sit-ups. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Or like when you do those. <laughs> this is why you have a gut. You've the, been doing it wrong. Yes, those crazy Great like pecs that, you have, that crazy uh, yes that crazy exercise where you do the the pelvis. The ladies do that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Never get on that. Specific. Never. No, no. And you you have to wear sunglasses in there so, so you can look. While all this is going on, freaking cyborgs looking up all this shit, and I don't know how he does it. He has the computer cross reference all this shit, and it brings to life a ghost of his mother. Yeah, it's a ghost. And, it's like and fucking I swear sixth to, sense going on. I swear to God that uh, they say that freaking uh, cyborg's mom was a scientist. Yes, she is a fucking dope. Because yeah. she comes out, she's like, what's going on? I can't touch you. The last thing I remember, I was downloading my consciousness into this computer. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? You you don't understand what's no, happening? No, it's one of those things. The, the consciousness doesn't realize, Eric, because the uh, consciousness thinks it's alive. She should be, she's supposed to be a logical goddamn woman. What yeah. the fuck is this? Yeah, but it is a, it's kind of a neat twist of how to tell a little backstory and then feel for him that he doesn't have his mom. You know what I mean? I, no, I didn't no, mind No, it's not it. because we just moved away I from daddy issues. Now we're I like when from she, the mommy yeah, issues. Yeah, but I like when she's sitting on nothing. Yeah, remember that, that part? I, it, that bothered me too. Like, just you, you're you're saying how you don't know that you're like not real, but you're sitting on nothing. Yes, you're sitting on nothing. They end up going to uh, find old uh, Zerowinski or uh, Zerozinski, 
Yeah. And yeah, he has that goddamn. I think it's a. It's more like you. A look. It's, it's a look. He All looks right. pretty goddamn cool with that. Like I me. like. Good. Yeah. No, you don't look cool. But yeah, they go and there they are. They're taking out everybody. They're they're grabbing all these people. They're taking them to God knows where. Obviously, Cyborg is going to have to save them. But in the meantime, they uh, say that he's got to give himself up or else they're going to come get him. But the thing is, he doesn't know anything about this because he's spending the whole issue telling his mom what he's been up to. Yeah, and then even shows are like, look, mom, look what I can do. I can make myself look normal. She's mom, like, watch I don't me. Understand. Watch me, mom. Hey, look over here. Watch me dive. Yeah, yeah it keeps going. Look at me, mom. Mom, mom, over here, mom. Mom's like, I've already, god damn Jesus it. Jesus Christ, unplug me. Yeah, she's hitting delete. Delete on there. Like, I do not <laughs> Her like Her finger's it. going through it. No. You don't even know. I set up that explosion. I wanted both of us to die. Delete. But yeah. No, there's no action to speak of in this issue. I really, I'm sorry, even though it's like almost like a mommy issue thing, just moving away from daddy issue to mommy issue, there was some really cool stuff in here talking about how cyborgs, you know, dealing with his, am I even human now? Okay. You know, I can That's, make myself we, look human. We've gotten that from issue one, though. I know, but now that he's really, like, knows that he can make himself fully human now, he doesn't know if this is actually human or just the machine completely taking well, over. Again, and I, I actually do like the fact that for the most part, he keeps with the machine. Mm-hmm. He keeps the machine on because now he's more comfortable as that, I guess. But I, I, I just think get, he doesn't want to give away a secret yet. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I think that when he's showing his mom too, it just seems like he's. I don't know. It seems like he doesn't want to go with that anymore. But you might be right. He just doesn't want to tell a secret. He's a yeah, muscular man, that guy. Sure is. That's football cyborg. player. Yeah, he is. I, and I just found out he did not graduate high school. Oh, didn't he? No, it was in there. Did you did you go, did you graduate high school? Go to college? Any of this stuff? No, I didn't do any of that, mom. I nope. saved the world mom, a couple I'm, times. I'm on the Justice League. They don't allow that. Now, What's a know, Justice League? Batman's the only one who's allowed to graduate. What's a Batman? What's a Batman? Yeah. What are these flying machines, Mom? <laughs> you're just an AI. You didn't. This was, you, this was six you're not years time ago, Mom. Traveling, Mom. This was six years ago. What is this box with these people talking? That is a television, Mom. You used to like watching. How did it. you now, get these little people up. in this box? What is this horseless carriage on guard? Uh, no, no action to speak of in this, but I found myself enjoying it all the way through. Yeah, and nonetheless. I didn't mind it. I did enjoy it enough. I liked the art. I always liked the art in this book. There were a couple panels that were a little like non-detailed that were yeah. odd, uh, but I liked it in I general. I love the art in this book. I'd give it a 6 out of 10, Eric. Really? I'm looking forward to Cyborg in the upcoming months, and I haven't been able to say that for a while because that techno sapien just got on my nerves. Yeah. I but uh, I'd give us an 8 out of 10 because I'm really eight interested in this book. 8 out of 10? I'm really interested in this government what are you story. Smoking, God darn! Cigarettes? Yeah, I could hear you're lighting up all night. You better watch. You better check those cigarettes, there, buddy. Eight out of ten for that. Eight out of ten. I all right, I'm gonna. I'll change then. You, you've convinced me. Five out of ten. Yeah, fuck you. Four out of ten. Now I'd give it a six. All right, now we're coming up to my favorite segment of the night, Eric. My oh, yeah? favorite segment. Did you get that soundbite that I sent you? Did you do anything with no, it? No, I didn't do anything with it yet. Okay, so you just uh, – this intro into it is just you yelling. Yes. All right. And what, of course, we are talking about is Eric's TV time. What do you call it? I always forget. Shut, Shut up. up. My stories are on. My stories are on. Shut up. Well, actually, my stories no, actually, are on. I actually think it's sh- – I, I keep saying that. I actually think I recorded Shut up. My shows are on. My shows are on. You freaking messed it up. But, yeah. Uh, I kept wait with it. I should start listening to this segment. So you haven't listened to I any can, of it? No. I should listen to this so that I could catch up on my stories, Eric. But my stories are Arrow Season 2, Episode 1, Flash Season 1, Episode probably 6, 
Uh, Supergirl season one, episode two, but you don't talk Supergirl, right? No, I do not. Never. I don't have, know if that or Gotham's back. Never had seen Legends of Tomorrow. I saw one episode of Gotham, and I don't even know what iZombie is. It sounds like a strange computer. That's a terrible show. Sounds like I don't even consider that. It's weird, though. A lot of people like it, and when they like it, it's one of those that's like gung-ho. That I don't know if it's that they have to defend themselves all the time, and that usually gives you the stance that it's better than it is because you're well, defending it. Do you know how I know it's a bad show? A promo came on a commercial for it, and Jess is like, that show is just terrible. <sighs> when Jess says it, exactly. Jess is no, like my bad. buddy Herb. Everything. He loves everything. So, yeah, we're going to go with, shut up. My shows are on, right? <laughs> yes. Said. All right. Take it away, Eric. Shut up! My shows are on. And we're back with some more TV talk as I try to muddle my way through this segment and try to figure out what the hell's going on and what I'm going to do in the long run of this whole thing. Yeah, I'm not quite sure yet, but let's just get to it right away. First up, we've got The Flash, Season 2, Episode 11, The Reverse Flash Returns. Hello? I am the one thing you cannot stop. We should be erased from existence, right? This is his origin story. I just love The Flash because how much fun it is week after week. We're dealing with a bunch of fucking drama here. We got excitement, action, time travel, sci-fi. It's all fucking great. Even though I started this week out loving the idea of Reverse Flash returning because of the stories I make up in my own head about how all the speedsters have been introduced this season will team up to take on Zoom at the end, yeah, we didn't really get that because by the end of the episode, Zoom was sent back to his own time. Besides for the fact that my head movies didn't come true, I found myself a little bit pissed about how time travel is presented here. In this episode, we had the first interaction between Reverse Flash and Flash as far as Thawne was concerned, because time travel. You know, and even though Dr. Hamilton kept saying time remnant and speed force is a way to make it all make sense, it just doesn't work for me. Eobard's family tree ended with Eddie Thawne killing himself, so having his timeline continue just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, Flash's mother should be alive, and that doesn't really work for the way I see it. And that just doesn't really work for the show, but time travel is a fickle mistress, my friends. And as anyone who has watched Heroes will know, it can do a lot for the show, but misused, it can also destroy it. I love Eobard, but after having his conclusion in last season's finale, kind of put a pin in the story for me. It's, it, and him coming back, it is going to drive me crazy, because Dr. Hamlin saying over and over again, time remnant just doesn't mean shit to me. Overall, though, I had a lot of fun with the show like I always do, but fucking time travel, man. Fucking time travel. Let's move on. Arrow Season 4, Episode 11, AWOL. I just don't think I'm ready to come back yet. Lila's being held hostage. We could really use your help. The system's overloaded with too many requests. Let's see what's going on. I can no longer be a part of the team. While I originally was digging this Damien Dark storyline we have going on this season, mostly because I wasn't a big fan of last season, it seems that we just keep getting the same kind of story over and over again with these ghosts in the city, and while that was tedious, this episode went away from that only to give us another group of soldiers called Shadow Spire, and the whole point seems to be to give Diggle's brother Andy a redemption tale, but really, I don't give a shit about that character, so this episode didn't do anything for me. On top of all of that, we dealt with Felicity and her new wheelchair-bound status quo, and it just came off ridiculous because she started having hallucinations of her past self. Now I know it's not exactly the same, but back in 2006, I was in a bad car accident that really screwed up my shoulder and because of this, 
I couldn't be a firefighter anymore because I couldn't wear an air pack because the pain would just become excruciating in a few minutes. What didn't happen was me being haunted by a version of my younger self because that would just be ridiculous. I'd have to start questioning how lame I actually was for having visions like this. And nobody really wants to question their own lameness. Like last episode, this didn't do much for me, and, you know, overall, I was just really shocked that Amanda Waller ended up eating a bullet in the end, but that's pretty much it. Moving on. Next up, we got DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Pilot Part 2. I've been tasked with assembling an elite team to travel through time. What you see here, this is history. They are here. Do we want to live out the rest of our lives as insignificant losers, or... Save the world. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. If any of you chuckleheads aren't watching this show already, I'm very disappointed in you because 10 minutes into this show, this has already become one of the best superhero shows of all time. Now I can go on and on about the awesomeness, about the plot, the characters, and how badass the fight scene was in this episode because it was freaking awesome. But after watching this show, my takeaway is mostly that the Wave Rider, besides for traveling in space and time, it's freaking useless. In this episode, Ray loses a piece of his tech that would alter time if Vandal Savage learned how to use it. And really, all of our characters just continuously fuck up time in this episode. But they have to go get Ray's tech back, and to do so, they need an Alpha Wave Tracker. Which, even though we find out that Alpha Waves are very trackable waves, Wave Rider or Gideon is never employed, and our team have to go out and about to get one. I mean, we have this ship from the future. It can do all this shit, but it can't track an Alpha Wave. Another part of our plot point is that Hawkman and Hawkgirl need to translate this dagger, but they don't remember the language. And you know what? Gideon has no idea about it either, so that's another bit, you know, Hawkgirl has to go on a goddamn mental journey to remember it. These are all weird things to me, but they lead to shenanigans, so I guess it's okay. Except that it also leads to Hawkman's death, and that dude just can't catch a break. But it's okay, I guess, because his death leads to the group coming together to do some avenging, or... Legends of Tomorrowing. It's very Agent Coulson-esque at the end. What really threw me for a loop was the fact that how brazen White Canary was with her marijuana use in this episode. Now I'm no square or anything, and I know, you know, we're living in a world where smoking weed is a lot more acceptable. I just kind of had a problem with my heroes, you know, getting stoned while fighting crime and trying to save the world. Does that just t show you how out of touch I am? I'm just actually surprised that the interwebs didn't explode with this. You know, like Canary's a stoner. She, she digs the weed. Uh, it threw me off really bad. And felt like it should be bigger news. Before I leave you, I want to quickly say that Lucifer is one of my new favorite shows on television. And after watching the pilot episode, I'm completely on board because it was just so much fun all the way through. I was originally going to pass on this show and I only watched it on a whim. And I'm glad I did because it's hilarious. All you guys out there should watch it. And girls. I don't know. Guys, girls. Watch Lucifer. It's fucking awesome. That's it for all the TV I watched this week because fuck Gotham and Supergirl. I don't even know if they're on yet. But fuck them. And, you know, the show's kind of coming together, this segment at least. I know we're still stuck with my jerk-off voice, but I think I'm kind of getting more of a more to talk about, more of a flow. The editing might be off a little bit this week, but hopefully it'll get better as time goes on. Just bear with me a little bit. So remember to watch TV because having a life is overrated. All right, Eric, and that was Shut Up. My shows are on. Excellent. Excellent. And we are back. We have a lot of books left. Oh, you actually thought you were done. 
Uh, you thought that we only had a couple books. You did not look at the full outline, and then I you freaked not. out because you thought that we were doing more books because you saw the flash reviews. And then <laughs> you spazzed out, but you don't spaz out. So I didn't read these. We'll be fine, but we're going to start off with one of your books here. Yes, we will. Justice League of America number seven, written by Brian Hitch, art by Brian Hitch with Daniel Henriquez, Andre Curry, Alex Sinclair, and Chris Eliopoulos. Eliopoulos. I'm looking. It's uh, Chris. Eliopoulos. He Eliopoulos. Is a, I would say he is a Greek fella, Eric. All right, you ready for my write-up on this? Oh, I can't wait because, boy, I'm sure there's not much to it like the issue. Go with it. Things happen in this issue with Rao and our Justice League. Also, time travel. And there you go. There it is. Oh, I, my goodness. I'm saying I'm going to break this down for you, with which everybody's up to, because I just want to move right past this. Yeah, I want to go right by it? I don't know, man. Maybe if I have something you want to talk about, go well, for it. But you go. Give, me, give me a rundown. Batman and Cyborg hack into one of Rao's prophet staves and see that Rao has Superman, while a doctor that tagged along with Batman gives us exposition about how Rao's powers work. Yeah, I want to stop you there. What is this doctor? I don't know because she's just seems like to... uh, Dr. Jace in that katana. She does mysticism and astrophysics. She it's... seems to know how to quantify how much power or life energy can give uh, someone. It's funny it's because fucking nonsense. And not only that, but then there's there's all these doctors. They all seem to, to know all about the shit. It's stupid, and you not only that, but you get this whole thing where you you really get, and maybe I'd call it out as generic. You have Cyborg busting in, and Cyborg, you think he's a technical guy? Yeah. Here is his explanation when he gets into the stave. Yes. It's a node of sorts connected to something else. Good That's times. what he says. Good and job, Cyborg. Says, what the there's fuck are you something here for? in it. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, Cyborg? And I'm like, I am done. Uh, and it's so ridiculous. It's like they, the first three pages. They're giving you this explanation of Rao, which I, it's not shocking. It's not. It's just. It's. It's stupid. It yeah. really is. This whole. This whole fucking series so far has been smoke and mirrors, as I like to say. It. it nothing has happened. It's, it's a bunch of hooey. Go you're, on. You're That's time. Batman. I'm done with Batman. Excellent. Wonder Woman and Aquaman survived Olympus blowing up in the last issue because Wonder Woman is apparently Olympus. No, yes. seriously, her entire explanation is, I am Olympus. Yep, that's, that then explains even, it all. Then even though she's been what appeared to me to be trapped on Olympus this whole time, now she gets a bunch of god weapons for her and Aquaman to take the fight to Rao. Yes, now, uh, this is going to be like a, a, a point and counterpoint, I guess, <laughs> that I'll tell you the ridiculous. Here you go. You have Aquaman there. Yeah. Uh, the best part of the issue. I wasn't invited to fight Parasite. <laughs> He's so upset. I'm like, you are, you're awful, Aquaman. That's, it's that's that the fucking there's, there's hair a little, you have there. There's a little bit of ex, like backstory to when they fought Parasite, yeah, you yeah. know, because everybody was invited, apparently, except for Aquaman. And when Parasite tapped into Wonder Woman's power, this is what apparently transported her to the ruins of Olympus because all yes. the gods left. And, and now she is Olympus, yes. but I don't understand any of this. Well, I don't either because I would have liked to have seen – I don't know why you'd want this or not want this, but – I would get the idea the minute uh, Wonder Woman leaves, uh, Olympus is done again. Yeah, that's what I would understand because and I would have liked Olympus. It if they had to have a reason why she couldn't go. Like somehow you didn't want Wonder Woman in a fight. I like that reason. She's like, I can't go. I'm Olympus. Yeah, I, I'm exactly. Olympus. And no, 
she, I get the idea that she's going to, like, some big blow, she's going to yell it out, too. And I'm going to fucking punch my screen. Hey, Jim, a couple issue, issues ago in Superman and Wonder Woman, when Parasite grabbed Wonder Woman, did she get disappeared away to no, fucking Olympus? No, she didn't. Uh, no. But she wasn't Olympus then. At that point, the gods were still there. Because I, I saw I, it in Wonder Woman's book. They went, Baby Zeke is, is sick. I don't know where Baby Zeke is, Eric, but Dr. Poison, she's out there. She's out there looking for trouble. I don't know what I'm saying. This is fucking nonsense. This goddamn nonsense. Go on. What's Superman doing, Eric? Hold on. I'll get there. I'll get there. Green Lantern and Young Rao go into the Infinity Corporation, and it just so happens to be at 250,000 years ago in the past on Krypton, and in there they find a future Rao. Then, not the one that, like, the one we're dealing with in the present timeline. No, no, I'm sorry. It's even future one because he's already been defeated and somehow has gone back in time to make things different, even if that means overthrowing himself. They're talking about I'm waiting for the, like, the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, hey, hey, buddy. And the best part of all this is Green Lantern's just there saying, I think this building's from my time and my world. He says it twice. He says it. They're like, yes, we we know that how. (laughs) Okay, you know what, guys? I think this building's from my time. Like, get this guy and and put him somewhere, please. Do we have a bark here on Krypton? Because <laughs> he should be making goddamn fucking little squeegee like thing change purses. Oh my goodness! But yeah, it, the only thing I liked of that was at the one point where the older Rao is like, "I wonder if I could kill you uh, if it would affect me, my younger self dying." Because even that, oh, even the God. younger Rao's like. I don't remember this happening, so we must be forging a new future. Good times. Ay, ay, Which one are you got? You gonna go to the fucking Flash or Superman yes. next? Flash. Flash. Flash oh, and the right. Infinity Core go back in time to Krypton. It looks like before the Green Lantern bit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I, I have nothing to say about Flash. This yeah, is so, so disjointed. It's so bad. And then we gotta have Superman, correct? Yes. And yes. Superman continues to tell us that Rao isn't a god, but more of a vampire, and then uses his flying ability while he's strapped into Rao's citadel, or, I'm sorry, cathedral, to crash it into the moon. Actually, my only note was, was a joke. I actually wish Mickey was there. I'm like, what's he? He's getting, he's getting tired. He ain't getting tired. He's getting flying. <laughs> does that make any sense? Not at all. Uh, and you know what? Neither does this issue. No, it's, I'm t- it's really bad. This, this I, book I, makes me want to pull my hair out of how disjointed yeah, it feels and how, because of the delays. I have, yes, I was going to say, this thing has been so what happens delayed. Before. And when you do remember, you're like, okay, I remember Parasite. Oh, it's kind of funny. Aquaman yeah, yeah. wasn't invited. But yeah. really, when it ends, it crashes into the moon, people praying to Rao. What else is going on? You got you got Wonder Woman. She's got the uh, she's given uh, the trident to Aquaman. She's yep. taking Zeus's bolt. She's doing all this crap. Really, I don't know what's going on. You got Batman with a bunch of fucking uh, freaking doctors who know more than they should. It, it, nothing. Oh, it's bad. These it's fucking really characters that I don't even know if they have a name are giving us the exposition. The shit they should have no idea about. Yeah. They're just saying shit. I'm saying, some of the art in this is nice, but the majority of it just isn't. It's not my kind of style, and I can't really get into it. I don't, I don't mind the art. I like the art, actually. But yeah. uh, I'm saying the end, the last bit looks really good to me with Superman. It just didn't really have any like motion towards yeah. it. Because I'm telling you, when I read it, when freaking the, like, Superman's saying he's flying and the cathedral's yeah. going, like I didn't have any real sense of motion. I'm looking at the reviews right now. There's a freaking guy gave it a nine. Said that uh, it's asking ethical questions that leave one thinking long after the pages are closed. No, it, really? It, 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 it did that a long time ago. Freaking, like you said, pulling out my hair. I got to go get Rogaine. I, I can get my hair back. 
after reading this issue, I don't care what happens in the future anymore because it aggravated the shit out of me. You have the lowest score, and you're by far the lowest. Uh, the low you give it, well, you can say you, five out of ten. Yeah, you give it a five. The next one's a seven. There's a bunch of sevens. Ooh, there's uh, yeah, just nonsense. It's it, I do not like I hate it. This book, I, I do too. And it it's weird too for me to say I hate it. I just don't care about it. I you were you, I so I don't even have to deal with that. Um, I just, I could care less. I don't even care what's happening. There's no, uh, big mystery that I want solved. I just want it to well, end, I'm like you, you said. All of this shit that we got thrown at us here, you gotta remember, the whole story is on the basis where the Infinity Corp keeps plucking future Superman out of the fucking, yeah, you know, and they time. Keep, and they try to do that and he ends up dying because when he it's comes gonna, in. Because it's gonna destroy everything. Yeah, he's gonna, yeah. And I'm gonna say, where do you get that in the story that we've been dealing with the past couple of issues? It's not you, there. You don't? It's just... All over the goddamn place, except for where we started. Yeah, yeah. I actually, what did you, you give it a five? I would have given it a four. I said the story's bullshit. Yeah. And I even put, I said I like the art, but it's, it's, it's not even as strong as it's been. Hey, yeah, yeah. Let's move on, Eric. Let's get this the goddamn thing over, because we have another one that I didn't like. Superman number 48, written by Jean Lun Yang. I, I don't even know what I did there. Yeah, I think art by Howard Porter, Adrian Saif, Don Ho. Don Ho. Don Ho. Jerome K. Moore, Hi-Fi, and Rob Lay. I think it's Lee. I really think it's Lee. It could be. It It, could be. If you were looking for a continuation about what Hermes meant by calling Superman mortal in the last issue of Superman Wonder Woman, well, you won't find it here, even though this is a direct continuation of that book. But what you will get is Superman having a hunch out, out of nowhere that Kryptonite will give him his powers back, Steve Trevor getting awkward with his relationship status questions, and the series getting a new villain in the form of Puzzler instead of Hoarder Root for some reason. Yeah. And if for whatever reason you happen to be a big fan of the old villain Kingslayer, then you're in luck too because he's here also for some reason. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. They have the nonsense at the beginning with the politicians. They're talking. It's, uh, all this issue, there's so many forced setups to have Kingslayer show up for some reason. Yeah. Like everybody's been begging for Kingslayer. It has this cold open with Kingslayer, and I'm telling you, it's it's he's going to like assassinate a political candidate, and hoping that the ensuing panic will cause people to rush for the exits where he has bombs planted. Yeah, yeah. But we had Steve Trevor on his trail, so he's going to stop him. But you know, if Superman hadn't shown up, Steve would have died. Yeah, it just happens and to happen on by. I'm telling you though, I gotta wonder. Here we have the former li- liaison to the Justice League, who's on this fucking covert anti-terrorism mission. How the fuck does Superman know where the yeah, hell he's no, at? There's no, and he even says it. It's like like a throwaway line, like, "Oh, I just wanted to talk to you." Yeah. How did you know I was here? Now it does start Clark. out. They have that little deal about getting beaten up, and he does say, uh, "The gods healed me," uh, but in the process, they made me completely and fully mortal. And then it says, "See, fucking Superman, Wonder Woman." No details. No. And then it says, "A direct hit by a weapon like Kingslayer's." Would kill me. And I'm thinking to myself. That would have happened before. Yeah. I, I don't. Again, maybe. But this these weapons look pretty powerful that yeah. Kingslayer has. I don't know. It's almost like, yeah, if I get my head chopped off now, I'll die. It's just, it's nonsense. Uh, I don't know. It, it's so bad. It, again, why did they want to get Kingslayer in this so bad? I don't know. They're forcing honestly, it this much. I want to know. I want to ask you a question. It's really something stupid. But Kingslayer says at one point. You should know the advantages advantages of yelling red and green. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. I thought they're like, what happens is people think about Christmas. 
And really? Uh, yeah. Then they. Is it happy. because it bothers the eyes? I, 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 I don't know what you want from me here, yeah, Kingslayer. Yeah, he he likes red and green. Maybe he's just insane. He, really? he likes red and green, and he's going to go with it. He's like the people we said they like Justice League Amer- of America or all these other books. They've convinced themselves it's great so many times, like a Midnighter. Uh, they've <laughs> argued so many times about how great it is. They they come to uh, believe it themselves. And he, this, this, everybody's like red and green. What the hell are you, the Christmas villain? God damn it, red and green has some advantages and never has them, never knows them. He just keeps saying it, Eric. Just keeps saying it, just like I keep hitting my mic. It's it's weird to me, though, because this cold open almost feels like it could be its own story. Yeah, it's weird. But the whole point of fucking Superman searching out for Steve Trevor is that he wants to, Steve to take him to the store, like the like the stronghold or like the fucking yeah. storage of kryptonite that Argus has. Yeah. Yeah, and but, he, the whole plan of his, he's going to use the kryptonite to burn away the cells on top of his skin that won't absorb sunlight so that may, hopefully the below cells will come forward. I, I actually think it's more of the fact that he thinks that if he burns these cells, they're going to regenerate as the kryptonian. Almost like I said to you and, earlier this week, if like your a skin layer goes or you cut yeah, yeah, yourself, yeah. It, it goes back. You get new skin. Uh, here's the deal. He's I'm, desperate, I'm, Eric. Thing he's thing desperate. I, I understand, but the whole – we get this whole thing where editors note on top of that, see Action Comics for this hunch. I'm like, yeah. I, I read, I, I read Action Comics. Yeah, and in fact, he almost died. I, I have in my notes, they should say, please do not look at Action Comics because we're going to do something that pretty much goes against everything that we said in that quote-unquote Action Comics. I don't know why Action Comics is in quotes. Uh, but before we even get there, the freaking God Slayer, I just, or King Slayer, I just want to get rid of him for the thing because when – he ends up getting tied up with this uh, lasso of submission, you call it, lasso of pain, that Steve Trevor artist yeah, has made up. Like they said, they based it off of Wonder Woman. It really so seems stupid. like it's based off of Superwoman. Yeah, yeah. And so he falls. It's so weird because then they're like, okay, yeah, let's get rid of Kingslayer. And, oh, my God, we found these bombs. He was going to cause a panic. Why did they have this part in this book? Is it no just idea. to extend the page count? It, honestly, it really just felt to make it Superman's a hero because he's the yeah. one that pointed out, it's hey, weird check because the exits. Even that guy who you said was almost like a Donald Trump type guy yeah. was yelling. And all of a sudden, he's with Superman. It was like, hey, I thought you were against him. Hey, he's Superman. So weird. It's so forced and stupid. I'm telling you, we got this kryptonite thing going on. I like the idea. I'm all on board. Yeah, I do too. Idea. We were talking about this earlier, uh, even last week, but even way before when we heard, when the solicit came out with the kryptonite. Uh, the kryptonite thing, and we thought that that seems pretty cool. We'll wait to see what they do. I don't understand it though. The problem is though, the majority of the issue then becomes all about Steve being a creepy ex-boyfriend and asking yeah. all these fucking like uh, personal questions to fucking Clark. Yep. And it bothers the shit out of me. And then on top of that, we have the puzzler show up. Yeah, the puzzler. Now the puzzler the was puzzler. A, the puzzler. I can't remember his fucking first name, but it was, it was Agent Evans. Yeah. And he was a, a, an agent of Argus. Yes. Which I could see, you know, you can kind of say that they need the puzzler because he knows the ins and outs of Argus. Yeah, yeah, but... that's why they, at one point they even spelled out, like, how did they know about that? Yeah, There's but the, the thing puzzler. is, the thing is, we have the puzzler is apparently Root's brother, so we're introducing yes. more savage kids. Yes, yes. And it's very weird to me because you could have just had the Root because I'm telling you, he's a fucking information yeah. broker. He just collects information. He could find out all the things that the puzzler does in this. Yep. It could have just been Hoarder Root. We've been dealing yeah. with Hoarder Root all this time. 
why introduce the fucking puzzle? I the only Throwing reason jigsaw pieces yeah the only out. reason oh, I really, think really. yeah the only reason I think they did it was for that scene where the consciousness is transferred into the, the robot body yes. and then they both have the consciousness and then they kill off the human version I think it's all for that I think it's all for that check like oh my god when they do this they even kill themselves that it's like it's like the prestige to me with one yeah. with Jackman's part we kept copying himself and killing that himself. is a spoiler alert Eric. Spoiler alert, but yeah, I think that's it's for that crazy scene. It's it's nonsense. You should have just had Horta Rotor. I don't know. You didn't even need this. You did not need the. It's so stupid. The big point is Superman going to the Kryptonite. That that is big a big thing enough. It's a you know what I mean. It's big enough. Oh, already. I get you. And I'm telling you, the thing is, I would have been fine with Horta Root. I don't like the character. We've been dealing him with Superman this long. Don't introduce a new goddamn character because yeah, it does nothing. Because Superman and, goes to Argus, he's about to get his kryptonite on, and the puzzler shows up, starts throwing starts jigsaw throwing puzzle jigsaw places everywhere, puzzle taking control of drones and machinery and whatnot. But the craziest yeah. part to me is when Superman says he's a you know the hunch with the fucking kryptonite. He says it again. Yeah, it and doesn't make sense. I don't know. It, it bothers me, but freaking Steve Trevor and Etta Candy are there to save the day because they're going to keep puzzler busy. While Superman makes a sweet ass lazy boy out of this fucking giant, yeah, yeah, he's gonna lay on pile kryptonite, and he looks like shit. Eric. Yeah, he's dying. Yeah, he's dying. And the point that I'm saying about the uh, the action comics that they want you to check out is they spelled it out: a normal person would die in minutes. You'll Does, die in hours. Does, yeah, and Superman will die in hours. And uh, the problem being is when they open that goddamn kryptonite, Steve Trevor's there. Freaking Etta Candy's there yep. when they first do it. And so they should be dead. And Superman is now, quote-unquote, mortal. And in fact, at one point, Steve Trevor, he doesn't have a mask on or anything. He goes and grabs Superman. He should be dead. No, honestly, I don't think it's the kryptonite that would have killed him like that. It's the kryptonite-powered suit is going to kill Superman, but I think it's maybe the what the suit would have done to a person. They said the kryptonite. I know. It's it's very weird to me because I know you have this whole thing they where the said, kryptonite... They said, you can't do that because the kryptonite will kill a, per, a regular person in this amount of time. I say it, the whole backstory like before we had was like the prolonged exposure will give you cancer. Yes. But, like, I don't know. It didn't bother me with the whole Steve Trevor Attic thing because I don't see Kryptonite actually killing people like that. That's, but they, that, the problem I have is I, that I they spelled it, it out. They I spelled took it differently it. in that. Yeah, we even talked about it last week, though, that I even said to you that it used to be that I thought that Kryptonite would, uh, wouldn't affect the human. And you said, no, no, they even had the story about the cancer. Exactly. And like that. I, because the way they spelled thing. it out, though, was that a human exposed to Kryptonite like this would die I, in minutes. I think I, you kind of use that with like the hell bat suit in Batman and Robin. No, like how the, the like the stress of the suit would end up killing a person, but Superman a couple hours. But I'm talking well, about okay, the, the so we're going to go with that suit. there. Why is Superman dying then? I don't know. Uh, because I, he's not Kryptonian now. His cells are not Kryptonian, then he shouldn't be affected. Fucking nonsense. He's dying because he's trying to burn make, off. It doesn't make sense with that I because know. the whole point of the Kryptonian thing, he's still Kryptonian apparently because the fucking Kryptonite's affecting him. Well, here's the deal. I would get the idea that what he is trying to do, which they kind of spell but don't spell out completely, is that the Kryptonite's going to start killing him. Yes. Somehow, the an antibody type thing, crypt, uh, his kryptonian dna is going to try to fight that process by coming back to the surface making him fully kryptonian again even though that's going to kill him anyway because that's his weakness i agree yeah why doesn't he go to like fucking constantine and do a magic spell on him or something he can get get it back that nobody way. wants to deal with constantine yeah really 
But it's just. It's I, said, just I, really I love odd. the idea of the kryptonite story. It's just yeah, I do all too. this other shit thrown together. Actually, I, I like the Metallo suit better. I like that he was able to get powers back that yeah. was killing him. I like that. They could have even done something more with that. But this is just crazy. Just, but, At one point, the puzzler is over top Superman about to kill him. And, <laughs> and then the, the next, next panel, panel he's, he's fucking like a feet away. He's all away. Freaking Steve Trevor. That guy's strong. He pulled him away. But yeah, <laughs> it ends with him like, just leave me. Give me time. And he looks like shit. And he just goes and yeah, he just lays on that crypto. It does not look comfortable. No, the worst part to me, I, I went in this issue. All I cared about was finding out what Hermes meant by mortal. Yeah. And we get nothing. And, yeah. I, and while I like the kryptonite story, we have all this other shit that I don't care about thrown in there, which really just dilutes the whole fucking thing to me. Yep. Yeah. I like to. The story continues, Eric, in Action Comics number 49, where we're going to be told that the kryptonite will kill you in minutes. I don't know. 6.5 out of 10. I dug the art, though. Yeah, I actually like the art. I put 5.5 out of 10. I, I'm down on these books, even though I thought that I really enjoyed the week of books. But yeah, once I hit your book, yeah. yeah, then I was freaking pissed off. But yeah, we're going to keep the Superman uh, vibe going with the next book that I did like. There's a spoiler. Superman, Lois and Clark, number four, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Lee Weeks, Marco Santucci, Sergio Cariello, and Scott Hanna, Jeremy Cox, and Eric. For the first time, I will mention it, a larger world studio. Uh. Is his first name A, and then larger world is the middle name in studios, last name. A larger world world studios this continues to be the book to go to uh for the what or for what superman should be eric said last month that he could read a book with lois clark and john going through their daily lives and i fully agree however throwing an increasingly interesting inner gang story blank and cyborg superman and some something with the oblivion stone <laughs> and it even gets better this issue was filled with great moments clark gradually losing his powers lois proving she is an awful mother and blank bringing down the mountain, and I loved every minute of it. There you go, Eric. I can barely read now. I'm so tired. Honestly, I was in, I actually forgot about that point too because I really need to know why fucking Clark's losing his powers. Yeah, well, I think that that's a pretty cool thing because they even mentioned at one point like that possibly something's going on with the sun. I don't know that this oh, is... They, they, he has a bunch of theories, kind of yeah, like Clark has does. a hunch in Superman. But I like that you're leading into something where he's going to go to Superman, you know, our Superman, yeah. uh, and they're going to figure shit out together. Um, what you're I talking think, about this is my Superman. <laughs> yeah, really. I think this is everybody's Superman. I think that, number one, this is, this is Jim Warner's theory, Okay. that because... They had the part. They, they, well, I'll just start it. I'll throw it in when I get to it. They're walking. It's a flashback when it starts. It's their first anniversary, I'm guessing. And is it their wedding anniversary? I'm no, almost thinking it's I'm like the anniversary it's, it's of their, them being there. I'm saying it's their an wedding anniversary. Okay. It probably is. But, yeah, it's, it's a couple years ago. John's a – it's not their first anniversary. John is uh, a That's young right. kid. In my mind, it's their first anniversary on this earth. Yeah, okay. Actually, I, maybe they've even been around a little bit. But anyway. Maybe. I, I actually – I would hate to think of them as living in sin – and not married, and they have no, John, married. and then got married. I'm just joking. But they're walking through uh, Metropolis, and I really liked it. They're just walking, and they even mentioned, like, hey, you know, well, we should be doing this. This is risking it, but, boy, they like it. They've, I been think, put, they've been putting it off for a while. Yeah, and in my mind, it's more Superman that Clark has really been, like, Lois, whatever, but I don't know why I get the idea that Lois really wanted Clark to be able to enjoy himself. Mm -hmm. He's all serious, but they go, and they go, and like, hey, there's Harley. 
And uh, it's, a, it's a blind guy. He's playing the sax. He's, you know, playing there. And he recognizes Clark's voice. Yes. And he's like, hey, Clark, what's going on? He's like, oh, he recognizes us. Yeah, you know what? Things aren't always so different. It's kind of that this is stress throughout the whole issue. But I really thought that this is like the beginning of that's how they're going to get in the real Fortress of Solitude. That this Superman is going to be – he's going to get both of them in the Fortress of Solitude because he still has Kryptonian DNA. Right. And also has the matching voice. He has everything that he needs to get in. And I think that's going to be the last step that Clark – both Clarks have to get into the Fortress. You know, that's pretty good. Go. I actually never put the Fortress in anything yeah, in my mind. Yeah, I actually mind. think because it still it didn't recognize Superman. Yeah. So I think that's the way. And they're going to have to get in there at some point to like finish whatever process they're doing. I, I like that. But I also like the fact that this is stressing – that, yeah, and even Lois says, you know what? We've been spending so much time looking at the differences of, the, of our worlds, uh, where we are from in this one, that we, we, should, we should concentrate on what's the same and what we enjoy. And I think that goes – Holy shit, there's Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, and then, then <laughs> Jimmy Olsen comes by. And also I like the, like the Ace of Bruise yeah. deal with Bebo or Bibbo. Bibbo. You, uh, Bibbo. And now he's not at the Ace of Clubs, that fucking dive. He's, he's a fucking, <laughs> you know, a brewmaster. I really like that. So but do again, I. it's almost – it's giving you that idea, okay, uh, these worlds are not so different. There's a little bit, you know, there are differences, but we have to figure those out. And it You know goes what's on. not different, Jim? Lex. That dirty Lex Luthor. Yeah, because it goes with that. And I like it because he's like, hey, you're still talking about Lex. I know he's dirty. And it's like, she even says, Lois says, isn't there a chance he's clean? No, he's no. Lex. He's, he's a Luthor. And so far as we know, he's not. You know what I mean? But I no, he put, totally is. Yeah, I know. I put in this in my uh, review that I we talked about earlier this week. We want a Lex Superman story. When we so get back bad. to this rebirth, there better be a Lex versus Superman story so where Lex has been fooling everyone. He's a member of the Justice League. Behind the scenes, he is doing bad shit. And I would like it if the Superman found it out. But, yeah, we, again, it's another play on – Everything's the same, but it's not. What is it? What not? There are slight and, differences, but yeah, a lot of things like, are the same. You know. After Lois's big gift, she says that she pulled some strings because of Sam Lane, her dad, <laughs> and got this black Superman suit. It's kind of nonsense, but I. It really is kind like of it. nonsense. I it's like funny it. though because they they made their way through Metropolis just looking at shit, yeah. and then after they ran like ran across Jimmy, they're like, you know, it's kind of dangerous out here. Let's go back to the yeah. hotel, and uh, I love it too because. <laughs> She pulls out this box like, what are you doing? I thought this trip was, you know, our gift to each other. Yeah, our gift to each other was the trip. No, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a bitch. You and I, fucking I also, yeah, bitch. I also got you a gift. Where's my, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. He'd be like, God damn you, Lois. You always do this. You always have to one up me. You God but, damn it. But this is where we get the new Superman costume, the black Superman yeah, suit that yeah, you've been yeah. wearing throughout the series so far. And I swear to God, I'm reading this. She pulls out this costume. We're like, I want you to wear this tonight. Yeah. This is the. It's not about him going out and saving people and doing shit. Nope. It's about she wants him to have some fucking role play going. Oh on. yeah, there's role play now. Now you're my Superman. She says, Ooh, she's like, funny how we remember the sexy times. It bothered me too. I always liked you in black. You mean after he died? Yeah, really. That's fucked up. Yeah, that is a little fucked up. Yeah, she liked it. But yeah. yeah, then we go to the present. And oh, there's the, there's that little bit where they're going and there's a street vendor has a Superman shirt. And, oh, we're going to get this for John. I don't know about that. It was kind of neat that you right. think of him wearing it. I just I want him to be Superboy. So <laughs> thinking of him running around with that shirt uh, would be pretty I want cool. him to be John Wayne Kent and oh. become evil. Oh, well, he probably will. It be. won't it won't Boom. happen. It's too young. Yeah, I don't think it'll last that long. I think this book they're going to end up ending it. 
and I wish they wouldn't. But you go, and then there, here's Lois, worst mother ever. Actually, she's no, gonna, too old. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. She goes, she goes, and she wants to find where her, uh, the what's it called, the publisher is, Cora. Cora. So she's like, oh, I got to visit Cora. Now she knows Inner Gang and Bruno <laughs> Mannheim are after this author X, the worst name ever. I was Friggin'. so mad at Lois for this. And she's there, and she's there's John. She's Soup. taking John. She doesn't even say. Stay in the car. You Lock just, the doors. You were just assaulted. They were going to yep. murder you. Yes. And here you go. And Clark had to clean up all this goddamn mess yep. to make sure that your lives stayed intact. Yep. And here you go on the down low. Take your kid with you to your the kid. fucking most dangerous place you could yeah. possibly and go right like now. Like I said, they parked the car. You're She's a smart like, lady, oh, come on. Lois. Start come, acting like Come it. on, John. He could at least stay in the car and lock the doors. Nope. She brings them. And she even says in a monologue to it, well, no, bringing no, no, no. John wasn't my first choice. But I couldn't leave him home alone. What is John going to do at home that is worse than what could happen here? And honestly, though, that just shows you what kind of parent you are because now you're talking about leaving kids in a car while you go no, and do I'm something. No, I'm telling you. You I get don't care. cops calling you that for this shit. It doesn't matter. It, it's still safer. And he, how old do you think he is? Um, I'd say he's yeah. like seven or eight. Yeah, he's not two. Kids, kids know that you, I'm telling you, yes, that people nowadays, they don't like to do shit no, like that. No, not at all. I call my car the babysitter, Eric. In fact, <laughs> That's what I, my mom called the television. I park it up front, and I'm like, okay, kids, we're going for a ride, and I lock them in the fucking car, and I come in and watch movies. I don't know what I would do if they're locked in the car. And I look out, and I give them the thumbs up. Give them the, like, I point at my watch <laughs> that I don't have. Like, eh. And they just sit there, and then, you know, then they die, Eric. But the really cool part of this uh, thing where, you know, Lois finds out that Cora's been taken. She's been taken. She's been fucking duped by coming here. God yes. damn it. Well, me here's off. the other thing, though. I, yeah, I bring it on. Number yeah. one, first off, this Home Alone business threw me off on my review because I went <laughs> off because I'm saying to myself, there is a Home Alone. He could just sit there and watch the TV. He's old enough. He's a smart kid. If something goes wrong, he can call the police. He can do whatever. But I really wish. That Dan Jurgens was like, okay, I'm going to spin this off, and I am going to make Superboy Home Alone, and it's going to be the whole thing. And I said to you, the wet bandits in this are those motherfuckers in the fancy suits that went in the pool. Somehow they survived, but okay. they're almost mutated that they're always dripping wet. They're almost like ghosts or something. They're always dripping wet. They're the wet bandits now. And they go around, and they know that it's John because somebody told him on the other plane, Eric. And they go, and John starts getting Better his Better they powers. just recognize him from when they attacked yeah, him yeah, earlier. They, yeah, they did. They attacked. So they go to the house, and John uses his powers, and he uses his heat vision on the goddamn uh, doorknob. Yes. They, ah! And then the freaking guy's walking, and he uses the ice breath on the steps. Slips, <laughs> ah! And then I said, he gets his brother Buzz's tarantula. Yeah, and that his brother Buzz, I, huh? I don't even care if he doesn't have a brother. And then somehow he ends up in New York in a goddamn hotel and he, he, with fucking Tim No, Curry. no, no. Home, like Superboy Home Alone 2, Lost in Metropolis. Yeah, Lost in Metropolis. Actually, I put uh, – and then the, the Superboy 3 or 4, it's defending – what is it? Taking Back one? to Fortress. Taking Back to Fortress. That's where I got my thing. We have a whole series <laughs> of this. That's all I want because, yes, John could stay at home. He is – he's smart enough. He's a smart kid, and even in this thing, I'm he sees no, a story about you know, Superman. Smart. He sees he, a thing about Superman, and he hides it. He's just like Lois. He, he tears the paper, yeah. page of paper out. He puts it in his pocket. God damn it. He's like Lois. But uh, you get – inner gang is on to them. Like you said, they have taken core. It's our trap. And they, you know they mean business, number one, Eric. And you also know they have a lot of disposable income because they have, they have left a knife 
in that goddamn note. And nobody who's, uh, you know, they have to buy these knives. They have an uh, endless supply of knives, Eric. And they, I love it. It's like just in there. Like it's not enough that she goes and they have a note in red, we have her. There is a knife through it. That means the shit oh, got that's, real. That's how you send a message, man. Shit got real, Eric. I'm surprised there wasn't a fucking ear on there. Really? They run the hell out of there. I don't, Lois all of a sudden has a disguise. It's Actually, she grabs it out. She has the, She looks like she's G.I. Jane. She, all really of a sudden. Does. she runs out. And there's Bruno Mannheim. He's just walking down the street, and he's like, hey, you know, and here is the thing. I love it, too, because it's so weird to me because he does have a different face than he used to. Yes. He used to call him Bruno Ugly Mannheim. Yeah, yeah. He's a good-looking fella. He's a good-looking cat. So funny, too, because he asked them directions. And, he, oh, my God, that voice, I know it anywhere. Hey, can you direct me to the Stevenson building, please? And she's like, as in Robert Louis Stevenson, author of Kidnapped? I'm saying though, did did he not write anything else? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm also like, really? That that's what you're you put getting? that together? Yeah, really. Jesus Christ, uh, you are jumping to conclusions. She is, but again, she's right. But she is right. It's fucking it's nonsense. It's just so though. weird. That that really, I was like, that's nonsense. And also the fact that he's just walking down the street. It's Bruno man. I mean, he's, he's going. He's going to question people, and he asks. And then uh, she's like, "Oh no, I don't know where." Hey, I, I didn't get your name. Yeah, I didn't tell you. And then she's going to get a gun out. She's yeah. there with her son too. But I said in my review, she she means business. She actually, I I don't mind that because it shows that this Lois can take care of herself. Uh, yeah. I don't know why she took John there, but when shit gets she, she goes doesn't make down, good decisions, but no. she can take care of herself. Yeah, she can take care of herself. And then, gotcha. That's brutal, man. He said, gotcha, Eric. Yeah, he's a smooth dude. He's on him. But then you get to the fortress, and you get the whole thing. Superman is losing his powers. He's trying to do and he's fighting blank. And uh, Cyborg Superman, and, the, and uh, yeah, what what he thinks will become Cyborg Superman, I don't think that'll happen. Uh, the thing about this whole issue is this is more of a, a Lois issue. That whole Lois part was the most interesting thing to me. This is just more of a continuation of yeah, something the weirdest that I thought was going to happen. This is what I really wanted to read. And not much really happened. Yeah, no. This this part. Superman got his ass kicked. The end. I I did like seeing more Lois though, and John. Oh no, Um, I was all about it as well. Yeah, my my favorite part of the book was seeing them on their anniversary. Yeah, I spent the whole goddamn issue watching that. Yeah, and then you just thought of them making love in that black suit. Yeah, but yeah, really blank. uh, Just taunts Superman, says how great he is. He's an artist. Same deal, and just throws them around and ruins their car. Their car explodes. I'm telling you, I got really confused though because Hank Henshaw. He's there with him. He doesn't yeah. really know exactly what's going no, on. No, he, but at one point, his hand starts quivering, which seems that, like it causes an earthquake. Yeah. I am not sure what the fuck's going on with him. Yeah, or I'm saying his he's power. like, I'm a man of science. I, I just, I don't know. It's one of those things that I think that blank, because of the way he is, because he did say earlier in the series, I, it may have even been the last issue, where he said that um, he knows that this, that Hank Henshaw in Superman's time. Mind, yeah. And in his deal was Cyborg. So I actually think that he got a bit of that because he even said before he looked into Superman, he said, oh, and I have a very interesting person here. And he says it again. And I think that somehow either blank is doing something. But if you ask me, the Oblivion Stone, which we get to at the end, is yeah. causing shit to meld together. It's this this Oblivion Stone is the way because they even spell it out. When I have the Oblivion Stone, I, I it's... I think that realities are coming together because of that, and this Hank Henshaw is displaying some things from other realities. So, hold on a second. Are you telling me this thing that we've dismissed every yeah. issue is the key is the to key. everything? I think it is, uh, and it, it gets a little better 
I don't know where. Where do you think? Do you think that they're going to do something like Hank Henshaw is the Oblivion Stone, Eric? Because where would he have the stone? <laughs> I have no he idea. He ate it. He was hungry. I don't know. But I think that what Blank senses is there's something else coming through. And, yes, Hank Henshaw has more powers than anybody would know. He And he doesn't even know. And I like the way they spell it out because at one point he Hank Henshaw says, at this point is almost a zombie to me. Yeah, he really doesn't say or do anything. He even says, like, I, this, I don't. And it's just that one little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, he doesn't want to do this. This is not him. He's being controlled, and Blank is trying to force it out of him. And even that, like he says, uh, he goes, hey, uh, on that, something interesting traits of his own, I might add, that's about Hank Henshaw, which he says. Yeah. He has interesting traits. He was only too happy to free me, weren't you, Hank? I, this, I don't. I knew you would agree. <laughs> and it's kind of funny, but I think it's one of those, yeah, Hank is against his will, and there's something more about him. I think the Oblivion Stone does it because at the end, they're at his uh, his thing. Well, you said, uh, Blank beats the shit out of Superman. Yeah, just beats the shit out of him. Fucking throws him under a goddamn mountain and then knows that John and Lois are there. We, they, we already got that before, really. Yeah. The whole thing with Superman is kind of a, a repeat of stuff. You get a little bit more. But, yeah, you end with... The uh, that spaceship going. They're at the Jupiter station where Hank Henshaw was. They say, "Oh, it was here, but a ship blasted off a bit." It's obviously Hank Henshaw. And they, hey, where'd they Earth. go? They went to Earth. It's like a three-way fucking going. I nice. love three ways, Eric. They're all everything's gonna explode together. I don't. I cry. It's a goddamn bukkake going on down there on Earth. But yeah, it looks like everything's gonna come to a head all together. I, I, I start a three-way out. I'm fucking finished in two seconds, and all of a sudden, it just becomes a cuckold. Yeah. It, always does with you and me but yeah i don't that this oblivion stone obviously it had to be important they kept saying it uh, uh yeah. what happened if the oblivion stone in this book is what gives normal superman back his powers too oh jeez, fucking crazy but they are in 50 uh they do cross over and do stuff together so we'll and i can't wait yeah i gave this a nine out of ten i love the art and the one thing you realize there were two artists on this i do yeah you did notice yes i i thought that it was very good though i don't think that there was no, that no, much it, of a jarring deal well. Yeah, I thought it did. Uh, I liked it, and two anchors, each artist had their own anchor, and I thought that it went well together. I liked it. I gave it a um, 9 out of 10, like I said. This is probably my least favorite issue so it far. Is actually, it's my least favorite as well, even if the scores don't jive that way. Yeah, I, I, would give it a, I would give it a 7 out of 10. Well, yeah, I liked it a lot, though. But, yeah, uh, we'll move on to what we like to call, Eric, the Flash Reviews. Oh! Flash all right, Eric, the Flash Reviews, and you're going to get used to my voice. I'm going to say, this is the Jim Warner section. Yeah, I actually was going to tell you, like, hey, I, we should do this. I'll just do it tomorrow recorded because these are all mine, Eric. All mine. All mine. Mine. I'm an orange lantern, Eric. Black you know, Canary number seven. Yours? What's that? Keep, the reason they're all yours is because you keep giving all your books away yes. to other people. I, I think I would have had 11 books this week, <laughs> including the uh, digital stuff. It's fucking nonsense. All right. The first one is Black Canary number seven, which Reggie reviewed. Uh, he says, five issues of the series are rendered pointless as nearly every question we've had since the first issue are answered in the opening half of this one. Second half is an amazing display of sound on the page by the super talented art team. I can't deny that the art essentially saved this book, and Reggie gave it an 8 out of 10. The next one was Papa Na Papi Nacho's first review on the site, and that's for a Mega Man number 8. Tom King continues kicking ass, and this issue we get to see Scrap's backstory. And while it's pretty much what I expected, I loved it anyway. We do get some big answers this issue, what the Citadel's endgame is, and why the Mega Men kidnapped Kyle Rayner. 
Eric, they want to they want him to kill the Citadel's prime minister with a lantern bomb. That's why they called him the bomb, Eric. I don't give a shit about That's why this they call him the bomb. A lot of people. Deron is freaking shaking his fist at you right now. He loves this book. And I know I, a lot of people love this book. I, I liked it before. Too bad I, the sales aren't showing that. The issue then turns into a battle royale be- between uh, Tygor and Kyle and ends with Kyle having to decide between the needs of the many and the lives of the few. There was no, This was my favorite issue of the series, and it was so good to see Kyle work off some of his frustrations. Poppy gave it a 9.4 out of 10, and Eric, I actually did page through this one, Rita. I agree. It was really good. If you are into the series, you'll love this issue. And I love scraps. That is what I like to call the Space Harley. Space Harley. Yeah, I'm, I'm zoning out here. Yeah. Justice League 3001, number 8. I love the Justice League in all of its incarnations and formats, but one of the most unfortunate parts of the team is that its composing characters were not created to work together. Usually this leads to an exaggeration of certain members' characteristics for the sake of plot and conflict. However, it is very clear this is not the case with this comic book at all. All these characters are wonderfully different, work excellently together, and have interesting designs. The environment that they reside in is also wonderfully brought to light by the art and the plot progression helped along by the panel layout. Unfortunately, this issue is pure setup. Now, I understand that this is meant to be an entry point for new readers, and they need to know who the characters are, but i like my protagonist to have agency and actually move the plot forward, Eric. Kind of felt last issue was a setup issue. Also, just like Barnaby Behenda's Scott Collins artwork, his character faces are not as detailed as they should be, and unlike Behenda's, Collins' scratchy style is not particularly appearing to Poppy. He gave it a (laughs) 7.7 out of 10. And now this is one of mine. Teen Titans number 16. Will Pfeiffer ends his run, and it's another let's put the toys back in the toy box kind of endings. Oh, is it? Yes, it is, Eric. If you have been reading up until now, you will read this and probably hate it like every other issue of this run. It's a weird book. People just keep reading it. And if they actually read it, Eric, they would freaking just – everybody hates this book, but they keep going at it. We must all be masochists, Eric, but with Greg Pak jumping on next issue, we may all be rewarded for our loyalty. How will we now? We will. Loyalty in reading this book. Page after page, <laughs> Eric. We're reading this book. Reading it every day. Four out of ten. Four That's out a of ten. score. Four out of ten. Boy, when you read this book, you'll agree, Eric. <laughs> Four out of ten. I am tired, Eric. And you know what that is? That is the Flash Reviews. Boosh. And you know what? I'm not even going to, we're not going into that song yet. Oh. I have something else to say because we're going to go into the song. You know what the song is. Give me a little taste. Flash. No, that's the Ah. intro. That's the intro. I I like it. Just a man. There you go. Come on, baby. I'm going to snap for you. Just a minute. Now, no, we're actually going to do, uh, we're going to go from that into the digital spotlight. Me and Reggie got together last night. Seems like, like fucking three years ago. <laughs> and we talked a little about the digital comics, actually, a lot about the digital comics, and uh, in particular, The Adventures of Supergirl that came out that everybody jumped on the bandwagon. Is this segment like three hours long? It is like three, it seemed, because I, I messaged you when it was over, yeah. and it was like 2 a.m. Me and Reggie <laughs> talked and talked. We just went on and on. Uh, yes, but we're gonna, I'm going to edit that down. Uh, two hours into about 15 minutes. But yeah, next up is the digital spotlight.
beep boop borp beep beep borp boop beep beep welcome to the digital spotlight hello i am a robot i'm I'm doing i'm actually doing my i'm the worst guy to do the robot yeah i have the worst robot but yes this is our digital spotlight And, and i'm jim warner and this is reggie and obviously there's a guy missing uh, Eric is not doing this, this right. segment with us. Now, of course, he'll tell you that he was never going to do it. It's, it's mine and your segment. But no, he was supposed to join us. He's too busy. Yeah. I'm, I'm air quoting. I think he's drowning puppies. He might be. You know what he's, he's, doing? he's either that or he's just why. I'm telling you, sometimes we'll, uh, he'll come in and he'll do one review or no review is on the night. Actually, it's when he stays home. I don't even know why we're talking about this for the digital first, but who cares? He stays <laughs> home during the day. He takes off from work. And I'm like, oh, this is good. He has like five reviews that he has to do. Uh, He'll probably get a couple done. He's, you know, the deal. He'll get none done, nothing done. And he'll come in the next day. And I'm going to watch eight movies. Oh, yeah. I'll go, oh, and he'll have the worst movie. So, oh, yeah, I I was watching Police Academy 5, freaking Mission to Moscow. And, oh, did you know that Ted Kazarinsky was in that one, too? And I'm like, why? You didn't do any reviews. So I, I would guess that right now. He is probably watching. Uh, I don't know what. What is the worst movie you can think of that he would? Be oh watching God, um, Neon Maniacs. That's okay. one. That's he would probably watch the, Neon the Maniacs Mangler. Right now. He's watching the Mangler, Neon Maniacs, hey, Driller Killer. That, yes, freaking Triple Maximum feature. Overdrive, which I was not a big fan of. Ah, uh, yes, but this is the digital spotlight, and what we're going right. to do is each week we're going to get together. And me and Eric did it last week, kind of it, but it was you know we were kind of impromptu, but. Uh, we're going to do a thing each week where we spotlight one of the digital titles, kind of enlighten people about what's going on in the digital digital world of DC because they really don't care. Nope. They it's like a secret. It. It's a, this it is, is the red-headed stepchild of it's DC a, entertainment. It's a secret tied up in an enigma, wrapped up in a, I don't know, a whisper down the lane. But, yeah, yeah um, basically the digital first titles are what they say. They're, they come out digitally in chapters. Mm-hmm. Each week you get another chapter, and they used to have a weekly schedule, and they used to have it on the site, and they took that down. So it's kind of hard to figure out when things are coming out. In fact, Manship is big on Injustice. He just jumped on the Injustice book, and that oh, yeah. was coming out on Monday at one point, and then all of a sudden they switched to Tuesday. They don't ever tell anybody, and a guy like Manship then thinks it's canceled. You know, he goes on oh, Monday, yeah. and it's that, or it's it's done. It's not coming out for a while. He doesn't know. Really, that's all it takes. A lot of guys, something like that, to confuse them, and they're out. You know, you, yeah. you go. If I went to the store five times for milk, and they're out of milk, you know, you're not going to go to that store anymore. You're going to stop. Well, the other answer is to check the site every day. And who the hell want you know? Yeah, who else well, remember even, to do that? Yeah, and even that, you really don't know what's coming out until noon. It seems to hit at noon. And then that will come out. But I'm going to give you a little rundown of what I think the schedule is. All right. And basically, when they first started this whole Digital First initiative, their big thing that they were very proud of, that there would be a book every day. Every day we'll have a book. (laughs) And it will have like a a – it was almost like the DCU claim of everybody has a book for themselves. Right. You can have a kid book. And they're they're okay with that right now. But right now it seems that the schedule is a Monday, every other Monday, now, wait a is. second. What's also, that? the gym schedule is not suitable for betting or wagering, placing wagers. No, no. You we do, do not do endorse not do gambling. I just want to make that clear. Uh, but it, th- since it's so random, it might be something you can bet on. But Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that's up to you. you know, yes, we, yes. We don't endorse that. 
You're at the, what are those places in New York that you can go? The off-track betting places. What are the, what are they called? They're gone. They used to be oh, called they? OTB. OTB. They got, they got are, they, are they gone? One of my yeah. friends in college, his job was to go and, and sweep up all those goddamn tickets afterwards. Oh, and I, I said, le- legitimately, in the movies, when somebody they throw the ticket on the ground, he's like, yeah, they do that in real life yeah. too. He in said fury. That he, yeah. He said the dregs of society at these places. Yep, just on, so they, they don't have those anymore. No, you have to go to uh, well, you have to go to the the aqueduct, or I think there are places you okay. can bet. But so was it know. just that uh, the the places that had the races were pissed off that nobody was going there, or they just? I, you know, I'm not sure. I think it happened during uh, uh, the cleanup sweep of New York during okay. when they got rid of those hobos. Yeah, when they shipped them all to who knows where, and I think that Quaker was like part of it. They're in Quakertown. How do you think my dad got here? <laughs> got here in Quakertown. Freaking, hobo, hobo. The hobo initiative. Uh, <laughs> yes, but yeah, when they first started out, like I said, they had a schedule and everything. Man, it's not it's not real official now. But what I've what I've come up with, I, I did a little uh, research, and it looks like every other Monday is the Adventures of Supergirl, which is the book we're going to talk a little about tonight, uh, yeah. based off of the TV show. Um, I will give credit to. Sterling Gates, who writes it, that he's really pushing it. But mm. I, even so, I, we'll talk about it a little more, but d- this book really shows me that DC better get on the ball because people want a Supergirl book because this yeah. is the one book that all of a sudden everybody out of nowhere. We have books that we review these digital things. Nobody reviews. This has a lot of reviews, but yeah. And all these that we talk about, I'll tell you if we're reviewing them on the site. And eventually Supergirl, Reggie reviewed. Uh, on Tuesday, Injustice, Gods Among Us, Year Five's out. And that's based on the video game, Injustice, Gods mm-hmm. Among Us. But yeah, it's on the fifth year. This is the final year. This is the part of the book where it's going to catch up to the end of the video game, uh, which kind of throws a little you know, snafu and telling stories, I think, for Brian Bucciolato. But it's really yeah. good. Uh, some of the art uh, artists on it, they have a mix of artists on that. It's Mike S. Miller does it. Uh, Bruno Redondo is the guy I really like. He's on there as well. And just a little quick thing. It's year five is the year of the villains is what they're kind of calling it, or I am. I don't know if they are. Okay. But it's uh, where Superman and Batman now, they've fought each other for all these years. And they're kind of thinning the ranks. Everybody's dying. So now they're recruiting villains. They uh, Batman let villains, actually Plastic <laughs> Man let them out of jail. And uh, they're both recruiting. And kind oh, yeah, of, Plastic Man. Yeah. I, see, I, I haven't read Injustice. In, yeah. Uh, yeah, Plastic Man in the Injustice year. year four annual let everybody out of jail and now instead of getting them they're kind of recruiting them and you kind of get the idea where superman's going for the big strong like he gets bane killer frost and batman's trying to get villains that have a code which of course the first one he goes is the rogues but now i'm telling you there's not many villains with coats so they're (laughs) they're really kind of stretching it a little because the he actually tried to recruit penguin but uh, mm-hmm. Bane kind of broke it up. But it was Penguin because he has a code because he does things that benefit him. It was a real stretch. But it's yeah. been, this actually. Well, he because he, he, he works with Batman. Yeah, yeah. But only, only to maintain his criminal empire. empire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the year four was like the year of the gods and involved the Olympian gods. and th- it, was, it was not very good. And that was the first year that Bucciolato jumped on. This year five seems to be like Bucciolato's story. It is good. It is really good if you want to do yeah. that. Uh, Wednesday is the Arrow Dark Archer book, mm-hmm. which uh, you can talk more about that because you read that and review well, that's, it. Well, that's uh, the one written by John Barrowman and his sister, Carol. No, John Barrowman, huh? That's right, John Barrowman. Is it, isn't he Merlin? 
That's right. He Isn't is he Malcolm, the actual Dark Archer? Malcolm Merlin. He is the very one that, that he's writing about uh, his origin story uh, from the show. It's it's heavily steeped in the show, uh, which is in its fourth season now, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you don't watch the show, don't bother with this. Comic. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is deep in there. Yes, it is. Yeah, they but don't they don't you catch do watch you up. The show, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I I'm even saying like Eric, who watches the show but yet doesn't really like Arrow as much anymore. I think that even twisted him away from that that he was not very big on that first issue of dark archer oh yeah 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 he's not a big fan of the deal but then you go on and on uh that's every other wednesday and again when we say every other wednesday i just want to make uh specific that this week was the week where these that supergirl and the dark archer book hit mm-hmm. so just to go from there uh Thursday is the Legend of Wonder Woman, and I've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, Reggie doesn't like the art very much. Oh. <laughs> that's my that's joke. Right. That's my joke. But, yeah, yep. uh, that's with Renee Delis and Ray Dillon, and it's the origin story of Wonder Woman. And not only is it a great jumping-on point for anybody, right. uh, it, it really, if there's a comic of DCs right now where I would say it's a great comic to get for a kid, to, especially, I, I hate to say a little girl, because I don't think that that's just for a little girl, but I don't know. They they keep pushing it for that. So, yeah, if you had a little daughter and you went, oh, I wonder. Uh, I recommend it to my friend. He's got a, a daughter who's, oh, I think she's seven or eight, yeah. perfect age. She loves Wonder Woman, but huh? her problem is she she can't find anything that isn't for infants that's, that's, yeah, that's suitable, yeah. you know? Yep. And I said, you should show this to her. It's pretty cool, and I, I think she likes it. But yeah. I think it's, I mean I think it truly is all ages though because I can read it and enjoy it. I love it's not, it. You know, yeah, so. I think it's great, and I've fallen behind. But I review that on the site. I've fallen behind. The, one of the problems now it's on Thursday, and we have all the other books gone. Right. It's crazy, but it's so good. I really really like it. Uh, Friday they actually moved the DC Presents or DC Comics bombshells. Uh, mm-hmm. That was coming out on Saturday. They moved that to Friday. Eric was reviewing it. Guess he was busy though. He got, right. he got busy. He got a little overly busy. Yes, but that that's really good, too. It's like that Elseworlds story. I read the first issue. Yeah, I, I liked it enough, but when Eric was reviewing it, I was doing the other things. Uh, but that seems to be popular. Uh, Marguerite Benet is involved at points. Yeah, I read yeah. the first print issue. I thought it was definitely interesting, but yeah. it wasn't really just making me want to read it constantly. But it exactly, was, yeah. Art-wise, it was pretty cool. Oh, art was, art was awesome. great, yeah. And uh, the now there's other books as well. Uh, Batman 66 meets Man from Uncle uh, mm-hmm. is coming out. Batman 66 was at one point their big digital title, yeah. and that that they ended that run. And now they're having these minis. I think that they're having one after this. I forget what it was though. But yeah, that that's Batman sixty six meets someone else. Who yeah, meets somebody else. Yeah, they oh. they said something. I can't. I actually can't uh, remember. Mod Squad, I'll say. I'm just All making, right, I'm just making that be, up. Charlie, I spy. Charlie's awesome. Angels. I said Get Smart would be the perfect one. They should redo. They should redeem Bill Cosby. Have him meet I Spy. Oh yeah, I, I forgot that he was in you there. That's be like that's okay. This is was Bill it Robert Cosby Conrad? Was it Robert uh, Conrad in that? Was that his yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was his name. Yeah. Yeah, I actually liked I Spy. I, I was a huge. Bill it was Cosby awesome. Fan. I love that show. Bill Cosby is a cool dude then. <laughs> why did why did he need to go and do all that stuff? Oh, was, you're gonna get this was, podcast in tons a, of trouble. He was a good looking guy. He's funny. I, I he's like a guy who he, he can't just win. He had to like dominate the dating world. I don't know what know. he was up to. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, the other ones, there's a Scooby-Doo team up uh, that comes out. I think that comes out once a month and the Teen Titans Go book. Again, those are for, you know, little kids. I actually, the Scooby-Doo team up is pretty cool. I think I actually reviewed the one where yeah. uh, with Batman. It, and, it's all kind of it's all kind of funny team ups, right? Yep. It's like very tongue in cheek. It's very sarcastic. I, yeah. I haven't read it either. I yeah, should check it out. Though, it's funny. Fun. The Phantom Stranger was in it recently, and Dead Man. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and that fits perfect with Scooby Doo. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. We're gonna talk about the uh, Supergirl, the Adventures of Supergirl. That the came Adventures out on of Monday. Supergirl, Chapter One. Yep. By Sterling Gates, writing by Sterling Gates, art by Bengal, letterer is Saida Temafante. Yes. Um, so this is the introduction to Supergirl. This is the Supergirl uh, directly from the CBS show, which, frankly, I haven't watched the last three or four episodes. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, it, it was good enough, but it wasn't. I feel like it's skewed a little younger yeah, you said than that. I wanted to go. Uh, my two youngest kids like it. My two youngest uh, it's, boys it's love it. I, I know a lot of, a lot of people uh, can't get enough of it, and it was definitely well-produced. And Actually, I think I jumped off right when... Um, Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. It's like right when it started that. kicking out. I know. I'm like, oh, maybe I should go back, but our TV is on all the damn yeah. time. So you know, yep. any time that I can squeeze in a show, I'm gonna uh, make sure it's something oh, yeah. like Flash or Arrow or whatever. Yeah. But I... anyway, this uh, this comic brings you totally up to speed. Oh right? yeah. Right? You don't have to have watched one episode of Supergirl. It tells you everything you need to know. Yep. And it's funny because I've only seen the first episode, and yeah. so I. Right away, I'm like, boy, this is the first episode with a little, with a little, uh, you know, it's a little skewed to something different. And what, even the, they kind of spelled it out that this was going to be a, a book where it would show you what happens between episodes. But I think that was just their idea of saying, like, hey, it's not going to follow every episode. Like, I'm yeah. not saying this story, it would make no sense, like, in between episodes, this would happen. But it's almost like the story that happens on the uh, margin of the page. Of uh, course. Stuff like that, but yeah, you can go on. I, I liked it. Well, I, you know, there's not much to say about the plot. It's essentially she's fighting um, Rampage, mm-hmm. who in this in this version is a big orange-skinned alien. This alien, is something yeah. Eric mentioned today, actually. He's, he so, wonders, he's so upset. At I don't know if it's something to be upset about. It, it's it, it's too early to say. We could find out that she's not an alien. Yeah. That the EL got involved. for other, who, who knows what the full story is, but he wonders if it's always going to be the Excuse alien of the, alien of the week that's Which, what he was yelling today at work and i said know, that might be it might be we'll yeah. see uh i think that could be great i mean obviously uh because as you say this is happening kind of in between the um yeah episodes yeah, of the show they, Rampage they can't is, use yeah. the same uh villains they're going to no. use on the show that's the thing is that people were trying to say uh, when it was announced and when this kind of leaked and all this stuff and they showed some of the like some of the screens and stuff and like oh rampage that doesn't mean she's going to be in the show, and in fact, I think it means she won't be. I think be- it guarantees she yeah, won't. Yeah, that's show, what I'm yeah. saying. People kept I think went you the might one see way. Villains from the show after they've been introduced. Yes. Yeah. But not I don't before. think. No, they're not going to introduce somebody in in this book and then have. Be, it's just not going to happen. If which you is ask me. which is fine. You know, I think Sterling Gates is a, a phenomenal writer and He's a big a Supergirl writer. Huge He's, Supergirl. Yeah. I loved his Supergirl run with Jamal Eigel in the yeah. early 2000s. So, so that was it. This is this is what I'm saying with the DC digital stuff. Even getting John Barrowman to do the Dark Archer, which we talk off the mic, we think that maybe it's his sister yeah. writing it, and he's just there. Maybe he's like, yeah, who knows? He gets I mean, her. Even to attaching write. his name to it, yeah, 
Yeah. That's a, that's big, you know. It like, is, and they they tend to go pretty big sometimes with these books, and then they just they forget about them or they they ignore them. It's very weird because this it is. it's it's so odd. And again, you get this push. This one was odd because it leaked, and then all of a sudden it came out. I mean, there was not much time between when we heard about this till it came out. There was, no. And so I think that even then there was still some hype. And Sterling Gates, you have him attached with uh with Supergirl. So, yeah, there's that build-in hype there. And people, oh, I, I love Supergirl, and I loved his run, like you said. Mm-hmm. So you jump on. But, yeah, I did really like it. I like Bengal, too. Which and Bengal does a tremendous yeah. – I mean, the, all these panels have so much motion. You yes. know, they're almost like flying off the page. Oh, yeah. yeah. does an awesome job. And, again, uh, if people haven't read the digital – it's a, it's kind of a hard thing. Like, Eric even went in the review – bombshells i think and when he first started he was he had never read a digital and you, you have to get the idea that these are just chapters yeah and you, you know you're not going in and getting a regular 30 page book or 22 page they are full page boom 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 but i really like it because i actually heard kyle well, higgins it's, it's talk basically about 20 time. half pages yes half pages Compared to a regular comic, yep. but for for a buck, so you put two of them together, you yeah. got a full full comic for two bucks. And I, I I heard Kyle Higgins talk about it. I forget where it might have been on Fat Man on Batman, but he said that he really liked doing the digital, and he did the Batman Beyond 2.0 at that point. And he said he liked it because there's no page turning, so you don't have to worry like where you have like a page cliffhanger to that. Right, right. And he said so you can really have crazy stuff happen within those half pages where you know normally you'd have the the left hand side you can't reveal that you know what i mean like stuff like that and he's and i think sterling gates does a really good job of that as well like every page has something big happening i I really like like a slobber knocker this fight is like unbelievable between rampage and supergirl rampage is is smashing a truck with a pole rampage is uh you know busting out of a hole or whatever and it's uh that this they trade these punches it looks it looks so awesome yeah uh this i mean it's really a well-produced book just on a technical level if you're not if you're not interested in the cbs supergirl then i understand you're not interested yeah. but this comic just looks awesome yeah it does every page of it you know yeah. and it, it makes me excited to uh i mean this is the pilot chapter yes it is so that's all it is. It's every. It's all the main characters, and there's still a couple more. We still got to meet Jimmy Olsen, yep, and Cat Grant, and then that other guy who I can't remember the the uh, guy that's like lo- loves her or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I can't remember his you name. You may not have even met him in the first. I don't yeah. remember. Uh, and I, I can't remember his name. And just think, at one point, uh, Martian Manhunter is going to be in it. Uh, it'll be so cool. Um. So uh, there's there's more. There's more new things to learn, you know. Yeah. Uh, in the next chapter, I have a feeling it's going to be of more introductions. But I think that this, I have high hopes for this book. And for a buck, yeah, I think it's a great value, man. Yeah, and when with the digital, then what they do is every three chapters they collect and print. And the thing is with this one, I believe it's not for a while to go to print. Usually yeah. they'll have a couple weeks and they'll throw this out. I do believe that when the story first hit, it's not going to print until around the, the next season. Like this is end of summer. So if you want to read it, you're going to have to grab it digitally. Oh, uh, the, wow. the one thing that I ask you, would would you think that they would be pretty well served to kind of throw Superman in this? Since they can't put him in the show, they can certainly uh, put him here. 
I actually, when they showed, because it's that same, that whole segment at the beginning of Supergirl with the, you know, and then my cousin helped me, and they, right. his hand comes down. It's almost exact. And I thought, you know what? They they could put Superman in this, and I wouldn't mind it if they I, they could even explain some of the, like explain away why he isn't a lot. And they kind of did in the show. It was more like, hey, I want my my cousin to uh, you know get her own feet there, and I don't want to yeah. yeah. But I, I actually cross country as if that isn't like you know yeah I know like a, two a second seconds. away. <laughs> yeah, that's freaking that's oh, no explanation. I get jet lag. Like I said, I love it. He's like, no, yeah, it's when uh, Jimmy Olsen showed up and like, yeah. Superman told me he wants you to, you know, find your own way. I'm like, yeah. that is such bullshit. She's yeah, getting the like, shit kicked out of him. He's not flying in. But, I tell you, I wouldn't mind seeing Superman in this. I uh, would like it. Not all the time. Though. Yeah. I would I, I, like be if he showed up sometimes either to give advice or yeah. to, you know, maybe he gives her like a Kryptonian. Here's I forgot to give you this Kryptonian, you know. And, and it's just whatever. so convenient for the story. Exactly. I to give you know, this it's dangerous to go and take this. Yes, yeah. uh, but I would like—I actually would like—I wouldn't even mind if this book went on for you know a long, long time. Yeah. They usually don't go that long. Have a little arc with with Superman. That would be they cool. Go. They teamed up cousins, you know. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe it could be kissing cousins. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> what is this set in West Virginia? <laughs> Jesus Christ! It figured out of a you go. Know, what is this? I I actually what is the city? National city. Isn't that what yes, it is? National City. Uh, yeah. That's another thing that drives me. It's supposed me to be. It's it's an analog. It's it's kind of funny because it's an analog to what I think is California, maybe Southern yeah. California, San yeah. Diego, but yeah, they're, they're going to talk about Coast City. Yeah, I I just don't know how DC they're going to get. I don't know how DC Sterling Gates can get. Obviously, he's constrained. Yeah, he's going to be constrained by the CBS show somewhat, but yes. hopefully, he gets to tell some cool stories. He can always drag up weird. Aliens, they never will, like the Dominators and... Yeah, that's what... I hope they get really dude. crazy. Like, yeah. just go crazy. And then you, you can have the other crazy stuff where, like, all of a sudden... Well, they're even doing it in the show. They're going to have a... Uh, for the girl who had everything, what, you know... The, right, the right, right. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, I, I wouldn't mind them going, like, Sterling Gates grabbing some... Maybe even something of his old run and kind of... Putting Dust, into this universe, off, yeah. yeah, I'm putting it into this universe, and then you kind of get people inspired for the character. But yeah, a lot of times, what I like about these sort of digital things are they they end up being like a gener- celebration of the character and stuff yeah. like that. And because this is stuck in the TV universe, it kind of takes away from that. Like if this was actually the Adventures of Supergirl, kind of like the Adventures of Superman book that was yeah. digital first, I think it would have been incredible. They would just take from every every era, every Supergirl, you know, yeah. just be like, you know, just a yeah, free for all on awesome. the character. Yep. But, but yeah, think, what it is, but, I but really like. I think this is this is smarter. Yeah, it doing. is. And I think the fact that it's being presented as a comic that anyone can read. You don't need yeah. to watch. You don't need to own nope. a TV or watch that show. Yeah. You can jump right in. The only thing is. Barely anyone knows it exists, yeah. or how, or how to fucking get it. Yeah, the, that's <laughs> the issue. Yeah, people don't have any idea. And again, they're like, it's like you download the DC Comics app. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, figure it out. it's <laughs> tough. I don't understand their whole deal. And I'm telling you that people are so confused to be even the concept. That's why I tried to say it at the beginning of the concept of like, oh, there's three chapters. People are probably like, what the fuck is he talking about? Three chapters, and then they print, and then you go, and it's this and that. I said, I, I told you before. I'll do a review of one of these, and it'll get longer on in in the run. Like, say it's issue, the Adventures of Supergirl, you'll do a uh, chapter 22, 
and you yeah. put the review out there, and somebody is bound yeah. to say to you, like, only how are you seven. doing 22? We're only on issue six, and it gets so confusing for people. And I, I know that a lot of people just want to wait for the print stuff, but it is really cool to just grab it. You, it's something different. You, instead of waiting for Wednesday, you have this on a Monday, and they, they are quick reads, but they're only a dollar. So you get that. You have it on your tablet or even you know even on your phone sure. and, or your computer. And you just, you know, you, you whip through it and you enjoy it. It's it's fun. I, I really like the digital books. I always have. And since we started the site, and I always try to get some things, but we're going to try to review more and, and talk a little more about it. Probably less long-winded than we are now. Yeah, right? hopefully. <laughs> uh, but yes. Hopefully well, speaking, but that's yes. okay. Six-hour yeah. podcast coming at you, people. Yeah, I said this is – I actually said there, <laughs> people want longer podcasts. We're going to artificially lengthen them by <laughs> stuff like this where we just – crap uh on other days so I, i'm not tired though i am getting tired right now i don't know why we always end up going late no matter what we do always That's... bull crapping talk for hours before the freaking things even recorded. <laughs> what did you get what did you give this on the site uh you know what i forgot it was an eight I an eight i think it was an eight uh eric uh... eric just to tell you since he's busy he uh he didn't like it as much no. he actually didn't like it for the fact that it retold a lot of that first episode and I actually I give that a plus for that. Uh, I, I thought it was a plus for the book. That's probably why I only gave it an eight, though. Frankly, yes. I mean, because I, th- I thought that as far as uh, the look of it, it was awesome. Well, you know, what, I, re- I really think it looks great. Where and, I and, like that because a lot of times, a lot of times with these books and these tie-ins or whatever, they always assume wrongly that the people who watch the show are going to grab the comic, and it, yeah. it really doesn't work out that way. And finally, nope. I think this is them saying, okay. We don't think that happens a lot, but what could happen is somebody reads the comic and says, "I, I kind of like this. Maybe next week I'll, I'll check out the show." And you're caught up. You even from reading the comic now, I could go on the show. Now it's it's episodes in with Noah, but at least I know You'll have kind an of idea. the concept. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I liked it. I probably would have given it an eight, maybe even an eight five. I really like the art. The art's really good. Yeah. That, that that juiced it up a lot for me. Yeah, it did. And it, I, I had a lot of fun reading it, but it wasn't like, a, you know, a, a yeah. whirlwind ride through no. Merriment well, or whatever. again, it's, 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 it's a chapter of a book, yeah. so it's tough to, you know, say that it blew your mind. But, yeah, I really liked it. But, yeah, I guess that's the digital spotlight. That's Reggie right, or as Eric wanted to call it, the digital searchlight. The digital searchlight. He said he comes <laughs> up with the worst names. Oh, he's the worst. Him and his headlines. Freaking Suicide Squad movie trailer. Uh, or no, Suicide Squad was uh, fully announced, the, the cast, and he put Suicide Squad locked and loaded as his fucking headline on the, <laughs> on the site. I'm like, who is searching that? Who is searching that, you son of a bitch? That's, li- that's I would say he'll, listen to the, I say he'll listen to this and shake his head. He doesn't listen. He's listening no. to this Monster Squad podcast. He'll probably talk about that tonight fucking eight million times. <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave now. We're going to go back to the books, and uh, we'll be back next week for the Digital Spotlight again. So long, everyone. Yep, see ya. Clap your hands, everybody, and everybody clap your hand. We lambda, 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 and Omega Moon. And we've come here on stage tonight to do a show for you. We got a rockin' rhythm and a high-tech sound that'll make you move your body down to the ground. We got Poindexter on the violin, and Lewis and Gilbert will be joining in. We got Booker Presley on the All right, and that was the digital spotlight. Digital spotlight, Eric. 
I am tired. I think that when we get done, we should tweet out something so people know we're not bullshitting that it's so fucking late. It's quarter after three now. We have two more books. And, boy, I, I am loopy. I am so tired. I, I It gets me mad. It doesn't get me mad. I, I actually like it. But it, when I, I'll tell people, like, boy, yeah, me and Eric were up till four. And these people like, oh, man, that's great because I love it when you guys get tired. I'm, it's good that somebody loves it. Seriously. Because, boy. I, I want a pillow right now. I want to be biting my pillow. Eric. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking before we started, but I had like delusions to myself where, oh, yeah, we're going to get done early tonight. I'm going to go watch some TV before bed. Yeah, get right. Fuck out of here. Get watching TV. I'm going to – the fucking Pro Bowl's on. Uh, by the time we get done, I'll be watching that with my sons. That's on <laughs> at 7 at night. Ay, ay, ay. I'm so tired. Uh, listen to me bitch and moan, Eric. Bitch and moan. We do, we're doing this for the glory. The glory of it all. Let's the get story? on with it. What's your first book? Here? Fortune and Glory. Fortune, Fortune glory. and Glory. We got Aquaman number 48. Aquaman. Aquaman number 48, written by Cohen Bunn, with art by Vincente Cifuentes, John Dell, Juan Castro, Guy Major, and Tom Napolitano. Tom Napolitano. I am also hungry right now. I'm so, so am I. I'm starving. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's get on with it. We finish up this little story arc with this one, and man, is it rushed. Mera immediately defeats Siren without her showing up for the rest of the book or us finding out why she was working with Thule or how she was Mera's sister. And Aquaman sacrifices the power of Poseidon to destroy Thule and all is well in the world. Yeah, yeah, all's well, all right. Uh, this is another one like that uh, freaking Teen Titans that I read, Eric. Oh, yeah, the read. Yeah, I read that one. And uh, it is a hurry up, let's get the fucking story over with because I'm off this book. And I'm telling you, I'll, I'll give it to you right now. After reading this issue, usually when you read these, like we had this with Suicide Squad. We have a lot of these rush-to-end issues yeah, when yeah. people are kicked off books. I have never had one like this where I almost feel the anger and the the just how much that Colin Bunn hates Aquaman now. He is <laughs> scarred for life, Eric. He's getting rid of people on Twitter. He hates it. He's tweeting things like, I, if somebody says they're an Aquaman fan, I, I, mean, I immediately want to punch him in the face. It's crazy shit like that. Are, are I don't think those tweets? are the exact – there are tweets, something like that. Like oh, the minute somebody says they're an Aquaman fan, I know that I've got to get out of the, the room. Wow. Oh, my God. This thing – the Aquaman has scarred him. It All really right, has. I'm saying – He going would not also- probably make love to Jason Momoa now. Because he's Uncle Man, Eric. He wouldn't do it. I'd do it. Everybody would do it. How dare yeah. you? Yeah. He should have been Lobo. So, oh, I know. It's fucking nonsense. Yeah. He is built to play Lobo. He's Lobo. I want you. I don't have no idea what the dude's name is. Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. He should play Aquaman. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that if they said, okay, well, Deadpool was such a hit, why don't we make a Lobo book that they could still try to get him, even though he's Aquaman, still have him do a dual role thing? Because boy, he he looks just like Lobo. Totally. Lobo. But no, as much as you're bitching there, I actually found myself enjoying this issue yeah, for how much and ridiculous yeah, this ending I, was. I did not. Uh, again, did you like it because of that? Did you like it because I, Colin Bunn, you know that, that the story might improve next? No, the thing is, I even put it in my review where I don't know if this is like a sort of pseudo... I can't talk now. Pseudo-biasism? Biasism? God damn it. Pseudo-biasism? Thank you. We don't know um, words. Just because I know that the, the arc is ending. I think it's just pseudo-bias. I don't think you have to go biasism. Sure. Whatever. Intellectual. That does not sound like a word. No. But no, I, it could be partly that I know the, the story arc is ending here. Yeah. 
But no, it was actually just fun. It moved really fast. It moved fast it, because it, they never resolved that. Say they didn't tie things up the way they should have, but it moved very fast. I love the art in this book. I like the whole thing with Siren. They're there and like, and also I really like the part where there's Aquaman and he's there with uh, what Garth, Garth uh, Tula, Tula like, uh, and God damn it, what's his name? Muck or whatever. Merc. Merc. And, and like, with that fucking stupid looking face, yeah, uh, SWAT. Yeah, and he's like, listen. I'm not bad, you know. Oh, but you sent the sea monster out. Oh, no, it won't hurt anyone. First off, it looks like it's destroying Atlanta. Somebody's said, getting hurt. There is rubble falling. He has yeah. to save people from because of these sea monsters. Yeah, and then I this is my favorite part of the whole issue is you, you don't understand, guys. Mara, she's been replaced by a shapeshifter. And then Merck, I think. Shapeshifter. shapeshifter. Bah, that's ludicrous. Then all of a sudden they go, wait a minute. Two Maras, and they're no, surprised. No, no. It's like immediately at that point, Mara comes yep. crashing through a tower fighting a doppelganger. And, yeah. and then like, they were right. And fucking no lie, Mara takes her down immediately. You get a curse you, Mara. Yep. Never see Siren yeah. again. I, Siren goes curse you, and then off panel, for your treachery. And then uh, freaking Mara and Aquaman go, and they start making out. And I want to, you know, Mara's like, listen. I know you were raped, Aquaman. I, everybody's so upset about that fucking thing. I saw Nonsense. it again this week about how Siren tricked him in. I, I, I don't know. You know what? Trick me all you want. It. Come on. Bring yeah, it on. Yeah, I don't want to get it. But yeah, they just kiss. Everything's finer. It does not matter. What happens in Thule stays in Thule. I swear to God, I was so happy about this because I do not want that yeah, terrible thing where that you didn't know it was me. You yeah. cheated on me. Blah, blah. I don't well, want any of that fucking You would have gotten it, but Colin Bunn's off the book. Thank you. You would have gotten it. And then you have this whole thing, and now you have a bunch of splash pages of everybody fighting. Well, that's the they're thing. Going to, they, they, well, they figured out, hey, Thule and Atlantis, they're trying to exist at the same time. We've got to make a choice. Well, we've had this the whole bit yeah, yeah. where uh, Aquaman has had to justly go to freaking Thule, get all the refugees out they can. And now that he's back with Mary, he's like, all right, we've got to put a stop to this now. Yeah. And up until this point, I was pretty sure the entry axe was the only one who could open goddamn portals to yep. Thule. But there Aquaman goes, opens the Fuck portal. It. Who cares, the, Eric? The elite, freaking, the elite Atlanteans, the Drift, they go with Mara and yep. Aquaman. They start fighting Thule monsters yep, and whatnot. they're fighting Thule. And in, in the meantime, the whole point of this whole arc was the, hey, these are innocent people. They, I don't want people to die. Now it's changed to like, well, those yeah, there's going to be people. some casualties. Those aren't innocent people. Yeah, I know, just them. But even during the thing, he even says, Can't I wonder how many everybody. people got trapped. Yeah. Yeah, he's really like, we got to get this shit done. This shit's so, got to get done. So here we go. Uh, this whole story arc, well, not all, but, um, the past couple issues, we've had this idea where in order for Aquaman to stop Thule, he's going to have to sacrifice something that he will never want to sacrifice. It's going to be this big, arduous task. Yes. And Aquaman goes in with Mara. This is the heart of the place. He fucking shoves his trident down, yep. and all his god power goes away. And I'm like... That's the sacrifice. He sacrificed the god power that Poseidon yeah. blessed upon yeah, him. stupid power. And now that Thule was, you know, po- like crossing over, poisoning the earth and consuming it, yeah. now it's reversed. Yeah. Now the earth is going to consume Thule and it's going to be gone. Uh, you know what I like? After he, he gives up that power, and then you have, if there is, if you ever want to see the definition of a filler page, do you remember the page afterwards where it's like Thule and there's the uh, Eiffel Tower? Yep. And there's and there's no it's a silent page and nothing goes Do, on. Doesn't do anything. I'm telling it's you, it's the worst. It's like they got no, done. See, and he's like, yeah. I need an extra page. 
you got that going on, but the worst to me oh, yeah. is that we just had this whole sacrifice, this big thing we've been building up in this story arc. And as soon as it's over, all the Just League are hanging around, stroking themselves at a job well done. And Wonder Woman's all like, you know what? I can talk to Poseidon about getting your power back. Yeah. What the fuck? You yeah. even just took the sacrifice away. Yep, you did that. And then Sigmund and the sea monster comes over. And it's so funny because then it got really ugly to me because then he's like, hey, look, not everybody died. And and Aquaman's like, what am I going to do with those stupid border jumpers? <laughs> he's so upset. He's what am I going to do with all these refugees? Oh, my goodness gracious. And that's it. The story's over. He is and... upset because they have these refugees. No, he's upset because he's a king who has all these new subjects. I know, but it just came off awful. You didn't need that. No. I guess maybe Dan Abnett's good. Maybe that's something they talked about and they're going to deal with that. I, I doubt it. I like having Antriex there and having the other people make sense then. But uh, this is a really quick read. And even though it comes off a bit ridiculous and rushed, I found myself having a good time and loving the art all the way through. Yeah, I, and, I'm talking, I, I and that like also, I'm telling you, my hype actually started with the cover. Brett Booth that did the cover this month, and that really hyped me up going in. Yeah, and that right there shows you because he's going to be on the deal. And, uh, and oh, looks, I'm saying, and he's going to be uh, Aquaman 50. Yeah, it looks really good, and uh, yeah, that'll be pretty cool. And I don't know, I I didn't like it. I thought it's so rushed. I I understand what's happening. I understand that. They have to tie things up. They have to get rid of the god powers. They got to get Mara back. They got to get all this. But there's no explanation. Siren yeah. just passes out, I guess. She's and disappears. Never. I don't know if she's arrested. Yeah. She yeah. gets away. I don't no, know. No, they never say. At least at the end, they could have had her in a cell. And yeah. Mara could have even been there with her and say, like, why did you do this, sister? You know why. Something I'm like that. I, have that. No, I don't even know how this Siren in this universe in continuity is Mara's sister. Yeah. No, maybe they could have explained it. I don't yeah. know. Or how she's working with you the Thule Sorcerers. Like you said, which, the, honestly, the Sorcerers, since Mara broke out, we didn't get any goddamn Thule Sorcerers in here. Yeah, yeah, and then Wonder Woman slaps us all in the face by going, hey, by the way, I can get those powers back. Fuck yeah. that so, sacrifice. So fun. I just hope that fucking Dan Abdick can come on and make this fun. I uh, can't even talk now. Make the book fun again. Yeah, yeah, this wasn't fun. You you want to hear what I gave the mm. 3.5. I actually, I'm just looking at my notes. I thought I'd give it a 4. Nope, 3.5. What did you give it on the 6. site? 6.5 out of 10. 6.5, yeah. Tell you, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's rushed. The art is great, though, and this is the most fun I've had reading Aquaman in a long time. Well, keep that in mind here, because we're going to move on to a book that kind of describes that book as well, and that is Deathstroke number 14, written by James Bonney, art by Tyler Kirkham, Arif Prianto, and Dave Sharp. Deathstroke was an awful dad, Eric. He took Rose to Skid Row on her fifth birthday to let her watch her beat the shit, and I am actually reading my notes. This is another one. The last book I didn't write a write-up again. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. How about this? I'm going to do right off the top of my head. I'm reading my goddamn – what the fuck am I up to? I have no idea. The it's last late. Book, every time I read – I never write a write-up. Uh, Deathstroke wants to find out where his daughter is, and since the Suicide Squad wasn't involved, he heads off to LexCorp because we all know that Lex is a piece of shit. But when he gets there, all he fights is a battle armor AI, and it's awesome. The end, Eric. Excellent. That? Yeah, that's, that's what about the, What about the cliffhanger? And the cliffhanger. Well, we'll get to that. That's okay. awesome, too. I'm telling you, this book, this issue especially, it's almost like a Grayson to me. Not as good, but it's not as good. It's no, good. But... It, there's not a lot to it. It's a lot of fighting. It's a lot of fun. It's Deathstroke. It's basically 
you get you. I want Deathstroke kicking some ass, and we get it. But and that's what you I, get exactly. As I was saying, what I thought was my goddamn write up. I don't know what I'm doing. Every time I, I'm rushing to get it, and I say rushing, that's about like seven hours of work. And then I get to this last book, and I don't write a write up. Ay ay ay. But yeah. Uh, I want to know but, how many times you say yeah 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 in a goddamn podcast all the time because I'm just flustered. Um, it starts off. Deathstroke's gonna uh, treat his little girl. He's gonna treat her to a little birthday present. Fifth birthday. Uh, they go to Skid Row, Eric, where he Skid beats the Row. he beats the shit out of bums. That's that's a happy birthday, Rose. And you know what? I was that mad. sounds amazing. It, it, it's better birthday than I ever got. I'd love Jesus it. My Christ. dad, my dad, friggin', I don't know if my dad ever wished me a happy birthday. I I never had a birthday party. Well, he never said I love you. So. I do. Yeah, I know. One time he did. He was drunk. Uh, that's a true story. That's not a. And I it's was, like what my grandfather did. Yeah, I was so fucking angry. My grandfather hated me. And then he me. punched me in the face. Did he? Yeah, because he actually was. I'm telling you, he did this to everyone. Because he, he, you thought he thought that uh, you forced him into sounding gay, probably. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. Your grandfather's a piece of crap. Yeah, he's a really good guy actually, Is but he? he doesn't say things like that to anybody. Yeah, yeah he's a. He, it's, that's kind of the time. People kept it in, Eric. My uh, grandfather was just an asshole, and he hated it was my, me. It was my fault because I bought him a bottle of Crown uh, Crown Royale for. And a he got drunk. Hour. Yeah, for his birthday. Uh, was are you're the you're a junior, right? He wasn't he wasn't a Eric Leach. No, right? this is this is actually my oh, stepfather's okay. father. Okay, okay, uh, that's pretty funny. Were you drinking with your stepfather and him? Yeah, we were did, playing cards. We went down to West Virginia punch, for his birthday. Did he punch your uh, stepfather? Yes, he did. So it was just a fucking. He was just punching everybody in sight. Yep. That's a that's a fun time. Yeah, my grandfather. West Virginia. Yeah, my grandfather, and it was the uh, father of my retarded uncle. And all that tells me is that, like any Werner, they fuck way past when they should air. <laughs> you should stop that stuff. Uh, no, he was just a jerk. He didn't like me. And I, I'm a third. I'm James Allen Werner the third. And I think that he detested that I had his name. I, I really do. He this hated, little piece of shit yeah. has my name. Oh, he hated me. He hated my guts. I don't know why. Did he hate your father? Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay. And it, it, that's it, we passed the hate on Eric and my family. And I so what's one of your kids do you hate? Um, probably I would <laughs> say uh, Logan. Okay. No, I love my kids. Actually, I tried to really. I did made a very conscious effort to stop the cycle. There. <laughs> I see sometimes that I I even tend though to be a little distant. Sometimes you know I'm reading these comics. I, Daddy's got work to do, boys. Daddy's yeah. got some work to do. But Fuck no, out of here. I just I I hated my grandfather because he hated me. And I still hate him. You want to hold each other and cry about it? Yes. And he, I was very young when he died. And there's a funny picture where we're at the funeral. And it's me and my dad. Biggest smile on my face. And I just think because I, at that point I thought that's what you did when you smile. You know, a picture. Big smile on my goddamn face. And my dad was so angry when he saw that picture. Still at my mom and dad's house. You know, talking about, gr- talking about grandfathers, you know what's the craziest goddamn thing? What's that? Both of my biological grandfathers yeah. shot themselves. Really? Yep. In the foot. No. Hmm. Yeah, and actually, the it, one the one shot two people and then himself. Really? Yep. Yeah, you mentioned this earlier. <laughs> uh, was it off? It was, it off, was off air. Yeah, yeah. It was off air. And I thought you were joking. Nope. Hmm. Now, the, one, you, the one that fucks Sally Star yeah. shot two people and then shot really? himself. Who the fuck did he shoot? Uh, this woman that he was cheating on my grandmother oh, with. Okay. And then her husband. Well, God forbid the husband was had a wife that or he was boyfriend with. or something Jesus like that. Christ, really? Yeah, boy, you, the legacy that you have. My I know. Friend. I'm like, what the hell's and going on? And these were Shays. 
No, it was it was my mother's father okay. and my father's father. Well, no, I'm sorry. The, the one that shot the other people was my mother's father. Boy, my dad just shot his mouth off. That's <laughs> very mean to me. My goodness gracious. I, I'm staying away take, from you now. Make it a dark, man. Make it a I dark. I am staying away from you. Uh, back to Look, I'm going to take myself out, not anybody else. That's oh, right. actually, no. There's two, there's yeah. two, no, there's two people lived. Oh, did they? Are yes. they Were they vegetables? No. None of them? Neither apparently, of them? Apparently he's a terrible shot. Yeah, really. Well, he wasn't He wasn't stable, Eric. No, I no, still want to know why he shot the, the husband. Because he was there. Okay. That that makes sense, I guess. I I don't know. It's not one of those stories you really pry into. So yeah. why did so why did grandfather so, pop pop fucking where did he get the away? gun? Did he have a license? Was yeah. he a gun lover? And honestly, these are the things I picked up over years of fucking just hearing yeah, small things. A little different stories going down. Oh my god! Did he have a suicide note? No. No. You just as far as I, I have no idea. I'm just going with no because and I never. So it was supposed to be a murder suicide, but he was a failure. Yes, it was just complete a, failure. What, what do they do then when it's an attempted murder-suicide? Did, did they call it that then, or is it just the suicide then? You know yeah, what I mean? Because if it's a murder-suicide, murder you get that in the paper when they the, announce The murder-suicide murder was at my house I grew up in. Yeah, that was before you got there. You have a trail of bloody bodies uh, around you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Let's get on with Deathstroke, Eric. Deathstroke. I'm getting so miserable about this. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I really want to know more uh, more details. Uh, what now? The other the other grandfather. How did he kill himself? Shot himself. Uh, what, was there a suicide note there? I'm not very. It's very odd. Is it weird that I'm always interested in what a suicide note says? Oh, honestly, I have interested. no idea because I found out years later that he did this. Oh, really? So yeah. he was just like, oh, grandpa, he passed away. Well, I never met the man. Oh really? Because like uh, my Mimo divorced him, married somebody else. He died of cancer, and then the, my thir like her third husband, who I always knew as my pop up, like God. he was always my grandfather. And it right. took me until I was a goddamn teenager to realize, realize. Oh, you know what? They have different names. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah, you just thought that your grandma was progressive. Yeah, you thought she was a feminist going with that last name. Yeah, but fucking pop up. She's part Schneider, of million woman march or million mothers. Yeah, so yeah, he used to beat her up and then oh, shoot really? her and shit like that. So yeah, the Shay's a terrible fuck. Maybe she killed him and put the gun there to make it seem like he killed himself. I don't know. Am I, I on to something here? I by, the time I, to something. by the time I found out he killed Where's himself, John my Walsh? father had already died. Yeah, I, you got me off, though. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm off. Uh, but there was no – you don't know anything about a suicide note. I, I don't hear know it. anything about it really. Because I want I, – you always hear these suicide notes and it's always like, oh, you know what? It wasn't your fault. I wanted to hear the one that's like, it's all your goddamn fault. Oh, you no. Know, I guys I are pieces of shit. I told Jess, if I ever killed myself, I am saying it is yeah. your fault. Say the You're right the thing. reason I get it. It's yeah. the same thing. It's opposite of uh, – or the same thing when somebody dies and they're the biggest pieces of shit. And people are like, oh, man, you know what? He was a caring soul. No, he wasn't. He no. was a jerk. He was a jerk that walks around work and keeps looking at you and, and shakes their head. You know what I'm talking about, Aaron. You know what I'm talking about. When that guy goes down, people are going, oh, my God, it's such a tragedy. No, it's a tragedy no, you live no. that long. Seriously. Please. I, I hope this guy gets a goddamn stroke first so I can watch and laugh at him all day. When he walks by, hey, dude, what you doing? This show has gotten so fucking He's dark. Like, oh, I'm going to poop the bear. What? Get the hell out of here, you son he, of a he bitch. He said he pooped his pants. Oh. He wants you to help him. And he goes, I'm pooping my pants. What's new? You poop them <laughs> when you didn't have a stroke, you jerk. What are we talking about? What Death book is stroke. this? Oh, my goodness. Is this what people are talking about when they say we get goofy when we get sick? Because this got dark. This is not goofy. No, it isn't. It's not goofy. It's not. People love to hear misery, though, Eric. 
They say misery loves company, don't they? Isn't that what they say? I, I don't know. That. I don't listen to That's why I have fucking all these kids around me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, another I, yeah, yeah. That was the third right there, I think. Death, in, in this section. Death don't take rose to your birthday. I'm born a bunch in the face. Is that good? No, it's like Calm bum, down. It's Bum, bum Fights 2.0 going on. <laughs> tell you, this, this book has a lot of craziness. It's fun to me. Cause, it's yeah, very fun. You have Deathstroke. I don't understand. Is this supposed to show that Deathstroke is a fucking delusional motherfucker? He thinks that he was nice to Rose. He was teaching her the real world. Is this oh, like is this like when I say to my kids, like, we're playing uh, basketball, and instead of letting them win, I beat them 17 to nothing? Uh, with the ba- each basket counting as one point, and I tell you that I'm doing that to show them how the real world is. Is that my Deathstroke now? No, see, Deathstroke is freaking, you know, realizing at this point that he was a terrible father because these are things that he thought no, was, were good at that the time. That's what he's going. Now it's he realizes so it's fucked up. Yeah, I- I'm almost getting it that he's like, this is to him was he was training her, and it's a good thing. But yeah. Uh, because he never really says. He just says, I taught her that the world is a hungry animal, ready to rip your throat out. Ah, oh, yes, your little girl. Daddy's little girl, Eric. Uh, but then it, it switches to the present where he's basically getting tasered at yes. LexCorp headquarters. And he's there. He heard that uh, they're involved. He, he is going, he's grabbing at any straw he can. Well, I'll say Deathstroke's old partner, Victor, got intel that Rose <laughs> might be being held at LexCorp. Yep, and I said to you uh, right away that this issue really should be Metal Gear Slade or Metal Gear Deathstroke. <laughs> Metal Gear, I like it's Slade. so much like Metal Gear Solid, in fact, to the point where uh, his buddy, I, I'll get Victor. him, Victor. Victor even yells out, Slade, Slade! It's like when, every, every time that freaking, it gets snake. so annoying with me. I'm so bad at that game that the snake guy so many times. I've heard that, snake, snake! That's freaking, <laughs> uh, but it is like that. And he goes down, looks like he's down for the count. Fucking all of a sudden, and again, it's, right it's, just, it's just a panel. It's so good. It's because, like the Terminator. Yeah, he just stands up, and then the fight's back on, and he just beats the shit out of all of them. And yeah, it's really good. And he's there through uh, a, uh, what's it called, a video monitor. He's there, and he's like, okay, let's go find my daughter. Yeah. And then you, you get, again, uh, James Bonney writing it. He is big on the, you know, jumping back and forth. He's very big on setting the scene and then going back to show you how you got to it. And they do that. They go back. They're showing the intel again. He looks just like Snake again. He's yeah. fucking Snake. They give him like, okay, you're going to go in. This is what happened. We think that uh, this DNA tracker is set to go to your daughter's DNA. We're going to do this. We're going to get her, whether she's alive or dead. And also, I'll be monitoring you. And I like it. I, lo- I always like This is the thing that I said with Lobo, where... I, he, it's too much a lot of times where every book is just one guy. Well, he, can like, all, he can only like, talk to himself so much. Well, it's like back in the day, the Punisher got like a sidekick named Microchip who made all his gadgets and yeah. fucking you know walked him through shit. Yeah, it's always good to have you know something to bounce things off and to get and tell so it's not like you're this omnipotent character who knows all these things. But yeah, he's gonna kind of like that too, though. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But he's gonna bust in the LexCorp, and I love it because you got God, this book looks you great. get all the uh, the gadgets and gizmos yeah. of uh, Lex. You get the Lex bots, and they're attacking. Then all of a sudden, he gets uh, Lex talking to him over like a speaker, and he's taunting him. He's telling him stuff about that. Uh, basically, though, not much happens in this issue, Eric. No, not he, at all. Then he, we find out that the freaking Lex is an AI unit because yeah. Lex is indisposed, which 
I really get the idea that James Bonney wanted to use Lex yeah. and had a great concept for a story. But then he realized Lex always has to show his face. He never yeah, wears Lex a mask. Always has that face. And, and fucking Deathstroke would just shoot him in the goddamn yeah. face. And so, Deathstroke doesn't care. He would. He'd shoot him yeah. right in the face. So we got to have a fucking, you know, we're going to have the, the Lex armor, but yep. we're going to have like a robot head. It's going to yep. be the AI. It's going to be great. Yeah. And, and it and works. It does. I like it. It's a lot of fun. And you have Mercy Graves, who's his assistant bodyguard. She's hot. And, uh, yeah, awesome. I really la- – I'm looking at it now. I'm paging through and Yeah, this book looks really good. And I'll tell you, at the beginning, I like Tyler Kirkham's art a lot more in action. Me as well. Um, and it's weird because a lot of times it's the opposite with people. Like you're like, oh, I really like the character models. When it's just a static scene, sometimes it starts to – and I don't know if it's a coloring thing. It starts to look like very watercolory and stuff like this. This issue, though, the whole way, it looks great. I'm sorry. Do you have the you have the panel opener or page or whatever it is where Deathstroke has a gun at Mercy Graves' head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks amazing. Yeah, I just keep looking at the fucking yep. chest on Deathstroke, why, and also the chest and on Mercy chest Graves. On Mercy, yeah, it's awesome. But it looks so yeah. good. The yeah, fucking like color said, team is amazing. Yep, that and the detail. Like I said, that's that's why I was saying a lot of times to me and some of those other issues, they have like a watercolor type look that I didn't like, and it's probably more coloring. And this is <laughs> this looks great. Who's the colorist on this? The colorist is um, RF Prianto. I want to see more of that person. Yeah, so do I. And uh, so they go, like you said, Lexbot. This is going to be what you get from Deathstroke. If you, yeah. you go in, you want action, you get it. And it's going to continue like this. And it's uh, they go back. And what happens then is you see Rose is watching. She's like, watch. That guy's making uh, a mysterious Rose figure. Watch your father figure. die. Watch your father die. What happened if that's Lex with a cowboy hat and some crazy glowing eyes? <laughs> He's so crazy. I don't know. Do you get the idea of where they are? Are they in LexCorp? Like, they no, got absolutely the not. They're, they're somewhere else. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and uh, actually, the, it, the part, the panel, right after Rose in between, you see Deathstroke's just his face. Mm-hmm. That kind of has a style of what I was talking about. Uh, it's very good. But, yeah, then he's fighting. There's a lot of things. Come on, Tin Man. He's still fighting. I like that. Bring it on, deal. Tin yeah, Man. Yeah, the, the whole deal. All and then badass. He, gets bu- he busts through the, the floor. He gets knocked through the floor. And, like, oh, my God. And he can't. And, again, it's back to the fucking, Slade, Slade. <laughs> and they're there. Rose is crying. And he wakes up. And I'm telling you, you want to have a cliffhanger that fucking gets you pumped? It's so good. He has busted into that Bizarro project. And it's three Bizarros that are about Project to fight Project B-Zero. Him. Yep, B-Zero Project. And there they are. And he's like, son of a... And it's there. And it says, Destro versus Army of Bizarros. And then it says, yeah, you don't want to miss that. I'm telling you, it looks so good. It looks amazing. But and, the thing is, I really hope that James Bonney has a throwaway line somewhere that Lex has come up with a better way. Because as we found out in Forever Evil... The reason that Bizarro looked the way he was, was supposed to be a clone of Superman, but he was undercooked. It was yeah. five years instead of ten. This is only like a year since yeah. forever. Well, here's the deal. They, do, do they look good? No. No. And I think that him busting through that, that thing set these off to open. They're not ready. That he's but, fucked them again. I'm, I'm saying that they look like Bizarro, but I'm saying they should not be this developed. Yeah, so, I, I'm unless, telling you, yeah, he must say. There's, if there's another throwaway line that Lex had a bunch oh, of okay. other ones, and this is six years in. Yeah, or uh, yeah, or you get a thing where as they're fighting that Lex AI or even the real Lex shows and says like, God damn it, I, I got that process down pretty good now. Exactly. And, yeah, you know, you screw me. I see what you're saying years. now. Yeah, and that, uh, you know, that he sped up the process. I really like it, though. It looks fucking amazing. I cannot and, wait to read this next And again, is, is it one of these things where 
I, I don't know how. I had a time where they're like, listen, we're going to reboot anyway. You can do what the fuck you want. You, you know, you want Bizarro? You can have three. I'm, I'm sorry. You had a fun time with the Bizarro mini that came out. Yeah. I don't I don't like that Bizarro. I like this Bizarro. Yeah, this, well, I can't again, wait to get it. Yeah, it'd be really funny if it was that Bizarro from the mini right here. And, <laughs> and fucking Slade just rips him apart because he's like, me, you am best enemy. Boom. Freaking kills Sword him. Sword comes out. Uh, me, no hurt. Me, no die. Dead, Eric. Dead. Yeah, I, I, there, there aren't uh, a lot of cliffhangers that I'm like, holy shit, why does it have to end? Like, and that's the job of the cliffhanger. But lately, they've been all of these nonsense. I love it. I can't wait. Uh, and just a little shout out. On, and man, these bizarros look like the Hulk. Yeah, they do. On the site, we actually have the five questions with uh, James Bonney coming up this week. I'm going to post oh, nice. it this week. God damn it, I wish that I would have read this first because I sent him the issues, uh, the questions a couple weeks ago and uh, actually made a mistake and didn't send them on time. And then I, gra- I realized and sent them. Did you realize you didn't send them? Yeah, yeah, I did. I okay. went and looked. So then I sent him the questions then and he, he responded very quickly. Immediately. And you're yeah. waiting weeks and thinking, why won't he get yeah, back? I kept to saying, me? and I looked, I'm like, no, I didn't send them. I'm a fucking numbskull. But yeah, <laughs> um,. I wish that I would have waited just one, two more days. I would have asked him about Bizarro. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were fucking talking to me about, like, why does, like, you know, like, I sent I this. Said, I don't know I why. Said, Man, I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I didn't read this until I haven't reviewed it yet. That's why oh, right. I have the issue. This is where I have the issue when we're doing this, where I don't have the write up, is because I have to read the whole issue first before I do the write up. In the meantime, if I had already read and reviewed the issue, I just think, oh, what was this about? Okay. And I write it and then write my notes. And I have this problem where if i write the notes i don't go back to write the blurb that we say it happened with Batgirl last week because yeah. that was the one i didn't do yet and yeah this one though i i really like it i like what james bunny does i like that it's all action he doesn't get complicated kind of reminds me of us aaron a little bit we're just we just throw it out there we're, we're here oh, for the fun yeah, we hoping are. everybody else has a good time with us yeah i don't think they do everybody hates us come on Everybody hates us, and the only way they can prove it, Eric, is by rating and reviewing us with five stars. And I'll make them smile, and I'll say, oh, my God, Eric, I'll hug you, and I'll say they love us, Eric. They really do. Nobody does. But you know what? Let's do the pick of the week. I know. Hold what on. You, what's your score? Oh, my score. Actually, this is probably one of my least favorite issues of – Still fun. And it's, it is fun. And I, I'm right there I'd with you, I'd give it though. a seven. A seven out of ten. I'd give it a 7.5. Okay. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, not much happens. And you get the big cliffhanger, though. But, yeah, I had fun. Yeah, yeah maybe a 7. 7 sounds good. 7, you're going 7? Yeah. All right. You come down to the 7 with me. But pick of the week. I have my clear pick of the week. I'm going to say that there is no competition no, for pick of the week. No, it's Grayson's. It is Grayson. I know that Poppy was saying on the on the site that he still thinks of Mega Man. Poppy's full of shit. He is. He, you, keep it, you keep it over there, Poppy. Poppy! But yeah, Grayson, so much fun. Such a great issue. And Tom King's going to be off the book soon. And I'm going to cry because you get Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. Who knows? Maybe they'll You're do crying good. Crying your alphabets. Maybe they will do good. But Eric, you want to hear next week? I actually put for next week or this coming week uh, on the site, we will have the five questions with James Bonney, which I talked nice. about, which we're going to find out exactly what, um, what's his name? Uh, Steve Gutenberg's nickname is. That's, we're going to get that. Hopefully, we'll have a full slate of Just for the Hell of It reviews on Monday. I told Poppy about those. He seemed very pumped up to do one. We're going to have Paul's Weird Side comic on Tuesday, possibly some uh, animated universe stuff from Poppy on Tuesday. Very busy fella. He's all 
inspired. All gung ho. Yeah, yes. You know, when you're a young guy and you freaking you're just going, it's like a new girlfriend, Eric. You do crazy shit that you'd never do again. Do that thing with your tongue, stuff like Periscope, that. Periscope, gotcha. Periscope. And I don't know if it's gonna start this week, but we already had Poppy jumped on and he did a Legends of Tomorrow uh, review. It got Jody inspired. I think Jody got nervous. He thinks yes. he's being replaced. And it looks like all the shows are going to be reviewed besides, except iZombie. I don't think anybody's nobody gives a shit about that. But yeah, from what I've been told by the fellows and the Get Fresh crew, uh, they have everything covered, Eric. They were trying Even to... Lucifer? Maybe not. You know what? Maybe not. But you know what? The million woman... Aryan nation, I don't know what they're called. Mars. Yeah, they're they're gonna get rid of that. Show. Is it like a million mothers mad? Million mothers are mad at driving, isn't that it? No, I don't think that's it. Uh, yes, but uh, the one thing that it was funny, they were they were spelling this out on Twitter. It was like a group message, and they're like, "Hey," and Jody seemed to be like the the guy you brought in the show. Oh yeah, and he's like, "Hey, uh, these TV shows are pretty hard. Um, any anybody else wants some? Yeah, hey, Jody, anybody else want to have?" Well, how did you originally get on the site? You said you were going to do TV yeah, now shows. Now you're going to piss people off. Yeah, yeah, and he said this, and I'm telling you, he he wanted us to respond. I'm like, I am not touching no. that, Eric. We're at work, and I. That's, I'm sorry. That's like I'm Jimmy saying, you. "See you guys on Monday." Yeah, I, I pushed, I'm not biting. Yes, Absolutely I pushed not. the phone away, and I said, uh, "Let them sort this out," because yes. I I have no time as it is. You we are horrible busy. at managing things. Between freaking segments here, I'm plunging a goddamn toilet. Our toilet's a little backed up. Somebody decides to take a goddamn gorilla shit in there <laughs> and then use about ten fucking things of toilet paper. The thing uh. is clogged. So I went to town, and it is not clogged now, Eric. In fact, I think I sucked some of the multiverse out. I was fucking so mad. I'm fucking plunging shit flying everywhere at me. I'm like, I got to get back to this goddamn podcast. Shit water on me. I fucking got a blister on my hand. So angry. I didn't even tell you. I was no, you God didn't. damn it. I got fucking oh my god, it was disgusting. It reminded me of that Gennardi's when I shit my pants. I'm telling you, when you go to you open a toilet and you're there and you see just no water and a sh- and shit in it, what would you do? Walk uh, away. First off, you know what you wouldn't do? Take another shit in it. You would no. plunge it. No, nobody can use a plunger but me in this house. I think you should go wake everybody up uh, by hitting them. I, I should. I should go and I actually gave them a lesson this morning because this has happened over and over. And <laughs> is that, called, is that a, what a beating's called no, in your I, house? Yeah, that's a lesson. All right. I said, you go get that switch and I'm going to fucking get Adrian you Peterson. You were Joe Jackson out of I'm nowhere? fucking Adrian Peterson. I'm like, you go get me that switch. And uh, the shit's going down right now. And I'm going to show you. And then I'll show you how to plunge that toilet. That's what I said. And I, I was yelling again. I think I said this to Reggie because our toilet is having some problems. I said I had to plunge it during that uh, fucking digital spotlight. And I said to him, I like, you think that toilet and goddamn train spotting was bad? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you should see this thing. And then they're all laughing because I'm in there and I'm trying to make jokes too. This oh, is, I would have hit them. This is yesterday. So hard. I'm going. I'm like, wow, well, who's eating corn? You know, that old joke that I always I'm sorry. Doing that, if somebody would start laughing, oh, my God. Yeah. That oh, that's why I can't have children. No, I was in there. I was so angry. Everybody's asleep. I'm up here doing this goddamn podcast and the fucking toilet. Oh, my God. All I wanted to do was take a leak. Take a leak. Fucking to- fucking shit piled up there. <laughs> piled. And then toilet paper laying on top. There's no water in there. I even told them. I showed them. I, we're getting it fixed. I think I know the problem or whatever. But I said, it's one of those where, here's a little tip for you guys out there. You have a, a toilet that's backed up. 
if you can get the toilet, you get a big bucket of water. You dump that water in that fucking oh, yeah. toilet. If it goes down, there's no clog. You got yep. something wrong with the flushing mechanism, and that's what it has. If there's no clog, the flusher's all fucked up. So I told them, if you really have a big issue, you shit there, then get that damn bucket, fill it up, and do that. Just go down. We, nobody wants shit hanging out there. It looks like a goddamn soft serve fucking ice cream in there. So angry. Lazy kids, man. God. I'm going to go beat him. That freaking thing went, Dad, what's wrong? <laughs> Waking him up with punches to the face. Fucking that like, Take that, like, take that Aquaman. When we were fucking like kids, well, I'm sorry, I said we were kids. I think we might have been 19, me yeah. and my buddies. We had a party at my buddy Tommy's house. Okay. And uh, a lot of times at Tommy's house, you just pass out where you are. Yeah. And uh, Feldman had one of those, you know, like Hunter S. Thompson cigarette holders. Oh, yeah, like a douchebag. Whatever. He, he's a, he, he was, was a the penguin. Of, Pretty much, but um, <laughs> Tommy's, Tommy's dad came down the next day, and the one the end that, that goes in your mouth. I'm saying no, it was it, the end that goes in your mouth was like was came a, off. Okay, so he sees this little thing that just holds a cigarette, and he fucking he gets furious. He goes to Felman, grabs him by the shirt, and wakes him up by punching him in the face, really? screaming, "What did you bring into my house?" Because Tommy's dad thought this was a vial of crack. Oh, really? And this just is just a cigarette holder. Yeah, I thought but fucking, he's like, you, you want crack? Here's all this crack. You're going to do all this crack. Imagine how terrified you'd be fucking just waking up to somebody grabbing you, punching you in the face, screaming now, at something you have no did, idea about. How did he react? He didn't know what to do. Okay, I was going to say, if, uh, if you could really tell if it was like a normal thing. That's that's what they call the Sunday alarm. Well, no, in, so in this, was, this was Fellman. Oh, this was Fellman. Uh, so it wasn't. Then even Tommy his house. had to come out and tell him what it was because he realized what was so going his, on. So not it wasn't even his dad. No. That's that. You call the police then. No, I no, fuck that. Tommy's dad was. I love Tommy. I used to take yeah. Tommy's mom to church every oh, Saturday really? night for yeah, midnight Tommy's mass. Tommy's dad, you should have taken him. I know it wasn't midnight. It was seven o'clock mass. Cause never mind. Yeah. Fuck. Tommy's dad fucking punching people. Well, Nonsense. dude. Nonsense. What is he thought somebody brought crack into his house? He's deathstroke going there. Yeah, but you should check. You should check first. It's a cigarette holder. It's yep. just that white mouthpiece. That no, no it, mouth... was, it wasn't the mouthpiece. It was the part attached to that okay. where the cigarette goes. It's a whole different thing. I don't know. Okay. What is it? What? It looks like a vial? Or I a... guess. I, I, it was very odd to me. I never understood it myself, but this is what Tommy's dad I jumped at conclusions with. I think with. Tommy's dad just didn't like Feldman. He no, no, nobody likes Feldman. He wanted to shit out of him. He wanted to just beat him up. Maybe I can understand it, just... and we all joke about it now. Listen, I'm saying getting hit like that was not a big deal growing up. Do you ever talk to him like about the ins and outs about it? Uh, like, what did you think? Did you want to get back? Did he ever punch him in the face? Did he get back at him? No, no, he never got back at Tommy's dad. We love Tommy's dad. We love this whole family. And his dad's dead now, I'm assuming. No. What's that? No. Oh, you were just saying him in the past tense. I thought he shot two oh, at the people time. and died. Death by knowing Eric Shea it is, because everybody who knows you ends up, I'm going to shoot myself. Just shoot myself because it's 4 a.m. God damn it. Uh, All right, what books we got coming up? Next week, we have Action Comics number 49, Eric, which we were told will continue that story, right? Yes. The truth story. We're going to open up, and it'll be great. Superman will be nowhere near Kryptonite. (laughs) And he'll say, boy, that was some tough times. And see fucking Superman 48, and I'll cry. Batman or Batgirl 49, and as you know, Eric, we just did Batgirl, but this is a we better hurry up so that we can have that number 50 issue, which I'm shocked they didn't do with Justice League as well. Batman Beyond number nine, because you know you're not going to get your Justice League 50, you're going to get that the month after. (sighs) Yeah. Um, Batman Beyond number nine, which will, I don't know, continue nothing. 
It does stuff. We'll fucking find out that all the commodity shit that I thought was there, it's a splicers. splicers. Uh, Batman and Robin Eternal, number 18. There you go. We'll, we'll find out that uh, Harper's uh, mom was killed by Cassandra. And Good we'll, times. And we'll all pretend we're shocked. Uh, Batman Europa, Eric. Batman Europa, number four, the final issue. I know Jody is begging for that to end. He should get a gun, shoot didn't, two people. Didn't he beg to do it? He did, but he didn't know. He, he thought it'd be cool. He hates it. He hates it. Uh, Detective Wasn't Comic. he mad at us for bagging on it so hard originally? Maybe. He <laughs> might have been, but yeah, he's with us. We're usually yeah. ahead of the curve, Eric. You said it last week. Uh, Detective Comics number 49. I sent a note to uh, Peter Tomasi. said, hey, just between me and you, is that false face? You know what he told me? Nothing. He didn't get back to me. He's, he's, I think Tomasi he has now. never gotten he back used to us. No, he actually talked to us a little oh, really? before. He's a busy guy. But yeah, so, I yeah. didn't think he did when I did Batman and Robin. No, he got back to us. I actually have talked to him a little. But it's funny. If I go to my Twitter thing where we do talk to these people that follow us, it's like eight messages of mine to one of his. And his <laughs> are like three words. It's like when I talk to Frank Thierry. The one morning at work, I'm talking to Frank Thierry. Having a ball. The guy is funny. We're going back and forth talking about having too many kids and all this. And then he gave me like the, uh, yeah, uh, I do have to go to bed, you know. I'm like, God damn it. I, I'm even awkward on the messenger. And then I said something and he never got back to me because I think he already fell asleep. I put him well, to it's, sleep. It's like that time I saw this actor on this that show Person of Interest. I'm like, yeah, damn, yeah. that guy looks like Anthony Michael Hall. So I sent him a tweet saying, damn, you look like Anthony Michael Hall. The actor's name is Terry Serpico. And he's a Serpico. great guy. Yeah, mm. um, but he ended up talking to me all goddamn night. Great guy, though. If, if any of you happen to know Listen, who he is, talk to the guy. You're trying to, to backpedal back. that you didn't want to talk to the guy that long. All you wanted I to did, do was I didn't. say, huh, you know what? People give me that. Next thing you know, you're talking and you know it's life story. Seriously. Yeah, I'm usually the other guy. Good guy, though. Know, that keeps talking. <laughs> Unless in real life, I'll just walk by. I don't talk to anybody. All right, the next one would be Green Arrow, number 49, Eric. I don't give a shit about this book. You know, much I hate, you know how much I hate Green Arrow is I actually mentioned in my intro to Superman Lois Lane of all that what's uh, Superman Lois and Clark of what's wrong with DC now. And I put yep. it at the end. I was like, Batman's a robot. Superman doesn't have powers. Green, Green Arrow's a werewolf. I, really? A werewolf? So <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, yeah, but you don't speak for the Green Arrow fans. Some people like it. I don't know what these people Nobody like. Nobody fucking that. likes no, it. Get they out of do. You, you get messages all the time. That, yeah, that they're actually, delusional. I'm telling you, that actually is the one book that people are defending more to you than any other one. It's going to be like Batgirl. People are going to remember this to be the terrible, uh, terrible fucking run You're altogether. Wrong. You're wrong. They will not remember it at all. It'll be over <laughs> and they'll, they'll say, oh, yeah, that's Jeff Lemire. That was a great run. That's yeah. all. That ended years ago. Uh, the next one, Green Lantern, number 49. I'm really looking forward to it because of the Parallax ship. Yeah, the Parallax stuff. Whatever. I don't really uh, care about the sonar ship and Parallax all about. Yeah, I had Hal in that intro, too, talking about that. Uh, Swamp Thing number two. I look forward to that as well. Yeah, I do. Benji reviews this one. I, I mean, like the book. We may talk about it on the podcast. We do not have a lot of books next week. Uh, I, I got three. It's yeah. awesome. Midnighter number nine, Eric. Oh, Midnighter. We'll be talking about that. I'm going to get down and sexy with that Midnighter. I'm going to hump that book. I'm going to hump that book. You know it's up for a GLAD award. Fucking nonsense. I know. I, I agree. I don't think that that's a very good depiction of Terrible depiction. homosexual in comics where he is a man whore. I, I like to. I was, talk, I was talking to somebody. And he just this, talks nonsense. And I, I was talking about it at work uh, this week, the guy we work with. And he was asking about comics. He knows we do the podcast and he's asking. And I'm trying to explain Midnighter. 
And I said to him, it's funny, I'm like, yeah, and then there's this book, and people get mad at us, or, you know, now people agree with us about it being awful. Um, people, they were so fine with him just fucking everyone, right? Everyone. He was going, and he'd have a new guy each each, each issue. Well, each issue to have a new guy. Finally, kind of likes a guy, has for a couple. That guy turns on him, and it's like everybody's aghast. Oh, my goodness. What about these other people who are left in his wake? A fucking yeah. a man whore. I just don't understand that. It was like, oh, my God. He was in love. Yeah. No, no, no. That was uh, like three issues. Yeah. Let's talk out here I in said, love. They, they had uh, – Steve Orlando had them kiss the one time, and that was a, a torrid love affair. Oh, my goodness. Hard no, on his sleeve. It's a kiss. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, he even right. told him your Thanksgiving sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? He said, oh. So I, good. I've had better. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. No, I've had worse. Yeah, I've had worse. Yeah, great. Thanks a lot, Midnighter. Uh, yeah, pretty soon that solicit was Apollo showing up. That yep. was the last solicit that came out for uh, March, right? Or April. April. Am I right? April? Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me... That is one of those, like, we got to get uh, Apollo back because this book's ended. Uh, really, if they reboot or what, this cannot last, right? Absolutely not. I know. I, this book is garbage. If you told me, I told you actually, that the only reason it's it survived is because they don't want this uproar of, oh, my God, you canceled it because it's a gay character. It's a gay well, they had character. Like, like Batwoman. Actually, yeah. nobody cared once that was canceled because no. I didn't like the run. Yeah, well, that was because yeah, if, it, if it ended before Mark and Draco came up, like that was the big thing. Oh, you don't yeah. let Maggie and, and Kate get married. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we're going to quit then. And it became a big uproar. But, yeah, with Midnighter, I just think that they're going to ride out that storm air. They're riding the wave. I'm telling so you, they that, can just get rid of it without actually canceling it. I can kind of understand a bit because you had Batwoman, who was this, you know, big lesbian character. Yeah. And then I'm saying, then you introduce Alan Scott. Now he's gay. It's okay. We yeah. got a fucking yeah. gay Green Lantern. I'm, it's great. Yeah. And then they take all the humanity out of him. So now he's just a fucking like a yeah. asexual. He is nothing. And again, to, like, well, how all great like was it in that Earth too that Alan Scott, his ring was actually going to be his wedding ring with exactly his, his the, the freaking engagement ring. Yeah. It was, that was so, amazing. That was awesome. That was so good. So this is actually like like development with a freaking character, not yeah. what Midnighter does. Fuck also, it, it made me terrible laugh dialogue. because you would wear your green, you'd have a Green Lantern. I guess people at work knew you like Green Lantern. And when yeah. that hit, it was like a big you know story, and people just kept coming up to you at work. Hey, I heard your Green Lantern's gay, and then you would just go, "Well, actually, there are many Green Lanterns <laughs> each sector, and they just by then they're already gone." The, oh, yeah. the day is done. You are there by yourself. The lights are off. You're still explaining shit. Oh, it was so funny when you. That's how the psych got started. Stuff. Oh, it was so good. You'd sit there and try to explain it to him that that's not in fact even in our earth. The people fucking eyes started rolling <laughs> in the back of their heads. And they they fucking got blood they got a gun out and shot two people and then shot themselves there. Holy Grandpa? moly! Yeah, but yeah, uh, I don't what well, Midnighter. Yeah, Midnighter. I don't know. And again, the other one that. Uh, uh, Harley was that's, up for this glad that's fucking too, nonsense. and I really thought that was weird too because yes they have Harvey Quinn it's such a stereotype of a gay I don't understand it's, and you said it's just because she's bisexual yeah. and she's not the, but even then it's not like it's uh, pushing forward it almost to me would be like oh yeah she's crazy she's bisexual <laughs> you know what I mean it's, I do. these things really come off weird to me very weird very weird. Now, I'll give you, when you said Batwoman, they did that very well. 
they I think that was well until DC fucked it up and then oh, all, yeah. all the hell broke loose. But your girlfriend liked that. And uh, that was a big part of that book. And it was great. But, yeah, I don't know. I Midnighter stinks. I don't know. what If that wins, I'm, I'm going to shoot myself and then shoot two people. I actually can do it first. I'm the only one ever to have a suicide murder, Eric. I, my ghost is going to kill people. My I'm going to kill myself and hide the body. Yeah, that'd be good. But, yeah, that's next week. We we uh. Oh, and uh, just I have a little note that Brandon Jesus was no, Brandon was talking to me, and he actually said, uh, you realize that that coming of the Superman was supposed to come out next week because we were talking about who was going to review oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's now been delayed to the end of the month. And also uh, uh, Dark Knight 3 was supposed to come out, and that was delayed. And Brandon, yeah, I saw so, that. he is so angry at these delays. He freaking is so pissed off. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to come to read our reviews, come to our site. It's weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. And uh, you can just put in Weird Science DC Comics. You'll get to us. Like we always said, you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. We have our Twitter, which is weirdsciencedc. And all those other places, Eric. Great and review our podcast. Help us win this delusional, Gotta win. this delusional contest in my mind. But it, we'll never win. I'm take always suckers mad. down and fucking take themselves too seriously. Yeah, that's right. These people don't give you five-hour podcasts talking about freaking shooting yourself and masturbation oh and all this stuff. This was a weird one. Got dark. What did I say was going to be the uh, nothing the title? Because I can't remember. I, I, I remember what it is, and I'm not telling yeah, you. Really? I'm yeah. going to have to listen back. I'll listen to what I say because don't right, now, right now it's going to be uh, – what episode is this, 56? Yes. Episode 56, murder-suicide, Eric. Murder suicide. So what was the first? I won't. Just tell me. I will. I will not use it. Comic Con horse. Oh yes, that is good. Oh god. I am using it. I'm typing it right now. Comic Con horse. I don't. I'm not even going to edit the podcast. It goes up fucking raw. Comic Con horse. That's a good idea. You good now? Can we end this? Good idea. I'm going to stretch it out till six hours. Yeah. We oh god. Thank done. you, Reggie and Ryan, for your contributions yes, this week. Yes, and everybody who so, mailed us, everybody who rated and reviewed all that good us, stuff. all that stuff. Oh, everybody yeah. have a great week. Keep it weird, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jean Metier. Metier. He still makes my girlfriend wet. They're playing our song. Oh, boosh. Did you see that? Boosh. Hey, I, I think I need help. I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know. Trying, I just lost my fucking train of thought, but... um. Didn't somebody say in a review that you were a fucktard? That's bullshit is what it is, and I hate it. Four out of ten. I actually would have given it a 5.5. Can I, can I still use the word retard? It's in my mouth. Good times. Sounds like a cuckold to me. Boosh. I'll say one thing before that. This is the official, unofficial podcast of Weird Science DC Comics. Blog.blog.blog.blogspotspot.com. I don't know who that is. In fact, it's confusing me. I am actually officially on Adderall. That sounds amazing. Cyber Darity. You're a liar. Garrick throws his toys when he gets angry. Oh, yeah, Daddy? This is the perfect combination of story and art. Ay, ay, ay. Fucking Mumbo Jimbo is fucking. Oh!